welcome, welcome everybody. How's it going? Welcome to the Vodka Stream. Good to see you. Let's move that over just a little bit. All right. What's happening, everybody? Welcome. Sit back and let's have some conversations about nerdy shit. Cheers, everybody. Good the vodka is flowing, of course. Hopefully, you guys are doing good. We'll get the panel on, but of course, naturally, we'll have a little QA session to start off with. We'll do that first. Yeah, I forgot to get my other drink. What? Oops. That happens. Anyways, sure, smash that like, thumbs up, do all that. Hopefully, you guys are doing pretty good. So, cheers, guys. Another Friday. Yay. Mm. Yeah, today, uh, rough today. Rough today where I didn't see Argyle. God damn it. I was like, all right, I'm going to see it on Thursday. But then Thursday, I was just like, kind of just like my brain was, you know, just melted. And, um, so I didn't see it Thursday and plus it was raining like crazy. And then, uh, and then I was like, all right, I'll go see the first showing on Friday. And then that didn't happen either because just another day of like, ugh, you know, so Jace, what's going on, Phil should be quite a super vodka stream tonight. Should be, should be, it shall be what's going on, Kenneth. Uh, yeah. Friday night's going well for sure. Super excited about the casting of Millie Alcock as Supergirl, Kara Zorel in the DCU. While I will always, uh, you know, love uh, Melissa Benoist and Helen Slater. Yeah, and Helen Slater actually congratulated her. So that was cool that she did that. You know, I was like, all right, yeah, she grad. I think she also did the same thing with Sasha Kaye. So good on her for doing that. I'm willing to give uh, any new. Yeah, I'm the same way. You know, like I said, I don't. There's some people out there that just. You know, they just, they, they stick to one and, you know, I get it. It's fine. It's fandom. It's the way it is, but I've just never really subscribed to that. I'm like, all right, let's see, let's see what this other person, you know? And, 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 and again, I, I can't wait for the Marvel fanboys, the MCU fanboys to uh, get a little taste of that when they start recasting, you know, Steve Rogers and Tony Stark. And the biggest one's going to be, of course, Wolverine, whenever that happens, I mean, you know, it's not happening yet. Obviously, we got Wolverine that's going to be coming out uh, in Deadpool 3. So, yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see how they react, you know, when it's because it's, it's faced the DC fandom. I mean, obviously, DC's fandom has, you know, different uh, different sectors, I guess you could say. But and but yeah, I, mean, I mean, Jesus Christ, we've had how many Batman? I mean, this is what the. Was it like the uh, technically this is the fourth Supergirl or the fifth Supergirl? It's the fifth Supergirl. Is that Helen Slater? We had I don't know what her name is, but we had one on Smallville. Wait, my no, this is the fourth one. Am I what am I thinking here? Is there is there now or was there another one? Oh, yeah. Duh. Melissa Benoist. And then, of course, Sasha Kaye. And now we got Millie Alcock. And I'm like, wait a minute. There was another one. Oh, yeah. The one that, you know, with the successful TV show. Of course, Dave. Yes. That one. So should be good. Good evening, Shane. O. how's it going? Happy February. That's right. It's Groundhog Day. Again. <laughs> oh, man. Love that movie. Maybe I'll put it on tomorrow. It'll be a day late. But uh, apparently he didn't see a shadow, the groundhog. And we're going to get an early spring. Damn that climate change. That's what's happening. Freaking climate change. Damn that freaking climate change making us get an early spring. No, I like spring. I like spring and fall. I like the different between the two extremes 
you know, because right now, California, it's actually nice right now. But California is getting uh, getting hit with the Pineapple Express. I'm not joking. We're getting hit with the Pineapple Express. That's what they're calling it, because apparently it's a weather system that has come from Hawaii. So they call it the Pineapple Express. Do they realize that is a strain of weed? Maybe not. I went outside and took a big inhale. Didn't get high. Damn it. Not to mention, it's a very, you know, popular weed movie starring, <coughs> you know, Seth Rogen. But yes, so we're getting a bunch of rain right now. But, uh, you know, we only had a little bit. I don't even think there was really much rain today. There was a lot of rain yesterday. And then we're supposed to get rain for like seven straight days. So pretty much from tomorrow. I don't know how much rain is going to be showing up tomorrow, but uh, maybe not that much either. But from Sunday to Friday, we're supposed to just have constant rain. And it's California is not built for rain. So cheers, everybody. <laughs> yeah, people in Portland, people in, uh, you know, people in Oregon and people in Washington laugh at Californians because obviously it rains like crazy in the, in those states and they can handle it. California cannot handle it. There's Mama Film Junkie. Hi, Mom. Good to see you. Great to see you. Love you. Hey, we got Mr. Fear Jason right here. Good to see you, buddy. We got Paul. What is going on? We got Sinfinity and beyond. Man, I feel like I haven't seen your name in the chat in a bit there, Sinfinity. It's been a little bit, hasn't it? I feel like I haven't seen your chat. Yeah, you're chatting a while. Good to see you, buddy. We got Axel right here. What's going on, sir? Good to see you. We got Gilmer right here. Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith. Salud. Mr. Trevino, good to see you. And hey, there's my there's my guy. There's my guy right there helping keeping the pirate ship running. Cheers, brother. Mr. Jason McKenzie, ahoy, ahoy. Oh. Always good to see you. Thank you for always being there, being a moderator and everything like that. And I appreciate the, uh, the $60 um, super chat right there. You're awesome, Jason. Cheers, 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 cheers. We got Max right here. What's going on? Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, man. Yeah, I, yeah, we, I was going to bring that up, of course, right now. I figured somebody was going to bring it up. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to raise up my glass. Uh, yet again, we lost a legend today, man. Lost a legend out of the blue. Out of the blue. But, yeah, Carl Withers died at 76 today. I don't think they know the cause of death quite yet. I mean, I know he's 76, but he seemed like he was still in relatively good shape. So, you know, and some of these guys are lasting, you know, into the 80s, into the 90s. So I'm wondering if there was something that happened. And I think he tweeted two days ago. His last tweet was like two days ago or a day ago or something like that. But, yeah, we lost a legend. We lost Action Jackson. We lost Apollo today. And, uh, yeah, that one was like, oh, damn. That that one that one was like, oh, Damn, not 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 Carl Withers. I mean, he was still actively working, obviously being in the Mandalorian and everything. But yeah, man, I was like, that was a that was a shocking one. I was actually, um, you know, I was like working on. I think I was actually on the phone with somebody, and that happened. And I was like, holy crap! I just saw everybody post about it. And if you haven't seen Sylvester Stallone's video that he posted, bring out the tissue box. That's going to make that's going to put a lump in your throat. If you haven't seen Sylvester Stallone's video that he posted on Instagram, maybe we'll uh, we'll pull it up right here um, tonight sometime. But yeah, his his uh, his video, it's a short one, 
And he's got the mural, uh, a painting, of course, of Rocky and Apollo behind him. And he just, yeah, it, it, it'll choke you up. He, he's choked up. You can tell, tell he's resisting to not break down. He even says that because, you know, there was, let's face it, you know, Stallone. I mean, Carl Withers was already pretty established. I think he was already like headed to being, you know, that actor. And Stallone, I mean, he he put all his blood, sweat, and tears into Rocky. And you don't have a Rocky without an Apollo, you know, and that's what he says in there. So it's it's pretty, yeah, it's gonna hit you right, right, right in the fucking balls, man. They're the feel of feels balls. I don't know why I said that. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, it's it's a really good video and it's it's yeah, it'll it'll get you. It'll get you. So but yeah, maybe we'll pull it up uh sometime during the stream. But yeah, rest in peace, Carl Withers. You know, it's great. I mean, it, people were passing around the happy Gilmore when he's like, you know, obviously, you know, you see him in heaven and he's waving. People are passing that around, and of course, him playing the um him playing uh the piano. So, you know, Chubbs. That was also a movie I watched so much. So Predator, Jesus Christ. He was in so many freaking movies, so many good movies, man. So many iconic movies. So cheers, Carl Withers. May he rest in peace. Condolences to his family. Mm. Just a badass. Just a freaking badass that man was. What's going on, Slasher? Good to see you. Mr. Venom. Yes, Jim Carrey, the prodigal son returns too. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that tonight too as well. But uh, yeah, we got Sonic. We got a tease for Sonic the Hedgehog three. I did not think Jim Carrey was going to return. I did not think he was going to return. But here we are, and you hear his laugh in that little teaser. So I, I, I take it we're going to get a full trailer, maybe around Super Bowl time. I don't know. But uh, that was actually a pretty surprise because it's funny, too, because um, last weekend, Miss Nighthawk and I, we watched the Jim and Andy doc. She hadn't seen it. She hadn't seen it. I saw it. I watched it when it came out. She hadn't seen it yet. So we watched that doc and just watching that doc again. And I suggest anybody to watch it because it's just it, it goes. It's a it's a documentary about. Of course, Jim Carrey and Andy Kaufman, and then of course Jim Carrey playing Andy Kaufman and staying in character the entire time, and it's it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy, but just the way that Jim Carrey talks about things, man, so philosophical. And I remember he even said, I think it was even when he was doing press junkets for Sonic Two, he was essentially saying that he was kind of retiring unless something good was going to bring him back. So I did not. I think a lot of us were kind of shocked that he is coming back for Sonic three because I didn't think he was, and it didn't seem like he needed to be. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously the tease at the end, um, but, uh, or not. To, yeah. The fact that it's like, well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm thinking the tease of course at the end of this first one, but the second one also kind of just, he's not gone. Uh, Robotnik, you know, he's not gone. He's got to come back. Right. Maybe possibly. I mean, we know we got shadow that's coming in. And people are still wondering who's going to be voicing Shadow. I guess Hayden Christensen has been rumored, which that'd be pretty cool for Hayden. Um, but yeah, I was like, cool. I was like, and then of course, uh, uh, the director, I forget his name. He, he, he confirmed it. At first I was like, are these reports accurate? But then he confirmed it. So Jim Carrey coming back. You know what? It's so crazy 
And I was I was actually going to tweet this out. I was like, it's so crazy that Sonic the Hedgehog, or the both movies are so enjoyable. I did not think that was going to be the case. I mean, obviously, the first Sonic when we got that first image and everybody was like, "What the fuck is that? Ah, kill it, kill it! What the hell?" You know, everybody was just going was frightened by the design they chose for Sonic that they delayed the movie and then redid the design and had to re-input it into the movie and everything to make Sonic look like Sonic. And it just felt like that movie was dead from the get-go. From that first teaser, it just seemed like that movie was, all right, this movie's going to just bomb. It's going to go away. It's going to be one of the worst movies ever. And it came out and it made a bunch of money and it was super enjoyable. I mean, it's nothing like, you know, it's not something where it's like, oh my God, this is, you know, like it just, but it was just very enjoyable. And I think one of the reasons why it was so enjoyable was Jim Carrey, because it was essentially 90s Jim Carrey. It, you know, because when it came to the 2000s, Jim Carrey was mainly, you know, he did a lot of dramatic stuff, a little more dramatic stuff. Wasn't too much. I mean, I think me, myself and Irene came out and then, you know, I guess Yes Man was kind of like, a, a, but that was even kind of like not, not the super goofy making like the, the noises and the, and the movements and everything Jim Carrey. I mean, that, he was still playing, he was still funny, but it wasn't like that Jim Carrey. It wasn't, it wasn't Ace Ventura, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber. It wasn't that Jim Carrey, you know, and the Riddler even too. It wasn't that Jim Carrey. And Sonic, the first Sonic just brought that 90s Jim Carrey back. And then, of course, the sequel, I was going, all right, is the sequel going to be as enjoyable? And the sequel is also enjoyable. So it's just crazy that we're going into this third movie and we're all excited about it. I mean, it's just uh, it's crazy. What's going on, RJ? Sending a message from the arena. Hey, that's right. You're at SmackDown right now. I'll come back and watch the show if I'm not passed out. I almost had a heart attack. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Well, enjoy yourself, man. Have fun. Have fun. Oh, that's what the Supergirl, yeah, Laura Vandervoot. Like I said, you guys know I didn't get into Smallville. So, uh, hey, man, I hope your day is going well. Good to see you, Spaceship Poet. Would you want or interested uh, in Mark Webb? Yeah, I totally would. I actually saw somebody post that on Twitter. I was like, you know what? Yeah, bring Mark Webb back. You know, we've had Mr. Watts, right? Is it Watts? Who, uh who's been directing, you know, he directed the, 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 the MCU Spider-Man trilogy, you know, give him a break, give him a break. Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's bring Mark Webb back. If he wants to, he might not want to after what he went through with amazing Spider-Man too, with, he was dealing with the studio and all the changes and stuff like that, man. He might not want to, but you know, uh, I, well, bring him back and bring fucking Andrew Garfield back and have, have have a third one of those. That's what I'd want. Uh, what's going on, Cortez? Yes, rest in peace. Carl Withers, man. Uh, Stormy Daniels. Nice. Nice one, Axel. <laughs> Trump would be like, don't do it. She's not. There's no power in that woman. No power in that woman. Come on. I think Sasha Kaya got the short end of the stick for what little screen time she had in the god-awful Flash movie. I actually enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I actually, I enjoyed the Flash. I mean, it's not, I, I, you know, it's not full, you know, there's things that I, my, my gripes about it, but overall I did enjoy it. Um, but yeah, it sucks. It sucks that that's the case, especially when you go back and you see that Zoom call that she had with Andy Muschietti 
when she got the part and you know the tears and everything like that it does suck it does it does suck that you know but sadly i mean just with everything that was the well that the dceu was she she did get the short end of the stick and i mean it, it was just basically just ba- going like hey this is it right here it hailed oh you got so you got some of that today yeah see i didn't really get much i think there was rain in the morning but that was about it where i'm at so i guess it's going to be heading down we'll probably be getting it overnight yeah, this storm is freaking crazy. Tony Movie Chappy D9 Neil Blomkamp fan. How's it going? Dave, I went to MegaCon this morning and got to talk to Tom King. Very nice dude. And he signed my Woman of Tomorrow graphic novel, but sadly he didn't tell me anything about the film or the of course, NDAs. No way that he's gonna be able to say that. But that's cool, man. Uh I like that. That's cool. I'm sure, I mean, he's very excited, obviously. You know, we're all excited. It's it's funny too, because of course we're gonna dive more into it. And uh, sadly, I have not read the book, but I know story points of the book. Uh, I am I do plan on reading the book, of course, but I yeah, I haven't I haven't read the book yet. I just know like little tidbits that I've read online and and talked to people about. Um, so I, I trust me, I'm going to. Uh, I don't know when exactly. I'll probably order it on Amazon or no, 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 I shouldn't do that. I should go to a comic book shop and pick it up. That's right. Support your local local comic book shops. Don't order it off the big conglomerate that is Amazon. What am I thinking? Now, I'm going to go to I'll go to an actual comic book shop and uh, pick up a copy because, yeah, I like supporting those local shops. Um, But yeah, I haven't fully read it. But yeah, just but just aspects of it. And, you know, it's funny, too, because I know when all this was happening during the week, I know I have, of course, had people in my mentions who were not too happy about it. They're like, why is, you know, they, they called it. I had somebody in my mentions. It was kind of funny because he was basically referring to Supergirl as a C-list character and kept comparing her to Captain Marvel. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Not C-list and do not compare her to Captain Marvel. How dare you? Okay, how dare you? That's pretty much. And I even told I was like, dude, stop comparing. No, no way. Okay, people know who Supergirl is. Nobody knew who the fuck Captain Marvel was until the first movie came out. Okay, (laughs) I'm not. You know, not that it gets Captain Marvel. You know, she has her own appreciation over in the Marvel universe. But you know, just to compare Supergirl to her, I was like, no, 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 no. And then again, like with with certain aspects of this story that hopefully will be adapted pretty, you know, I don't know how much they're going to adapt, but I mean, this is a very edgy, edgy story. This is a very like, you know, it's a pretty hardcore story when it comes to Miss Cara. So yeah, it's going to be cool. Been a while, but we're back. Hey, good to see you, man. You know, glad to see you. Ah, hey, Dave, if they play Kryptonite by Three Doors Down in the Superman trailer, I think I'll be watching the universe. But Gun, oh, I wonder. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I don't think you think. I mean, I wouldn't put it past Gun. I'm not going to lie. The dude likes his needle drops. If I go crazy and will you still call me Superman? If I'm alive and well, will you be there holding my hand? Wow, it just—I hope he doesn't. That would be so tacky. I mean, I—I I, wouldn't—I wouldn't like that, especially for the trailer. Fuck no. And of course, we got what? What's his name? Tony Murphy. 
What's the guy that we got? I, I forgot his name already. You know, he's not a popular guy. What was his name? John Murphy. Duh. I thought that was Tony Murphy. I don't know where I got that from. But yeah, we got the uh, the composer today, John Murphy, who, of course, has scored uh, scored Guardians 3 and the Suicide Squad. So naturally, he was just going to be on board for this. Um, I know, you know, I, the Guardian score I liked. The Guardian score I liked. I thought the Guardian score was really good. But I didn't really care for this, the Suicide Squad score that much. You know, so, you know, it's whatever. Um, but 28 weeks later, uh, there's a certain song. It's called In the House, I believe. A certain song. When If you, if you look that one up, that one is, whoo, that one is pretty good. He's got a good, he's got a pretty good filmography. I mean, he's not one of those composers that, of course, everybody's going to know and recognize, like, everything. But he's got a pretty good filmography. He's, a, he's he, uh, another movie he did, he did Snatch. One of my all-time favorite movies. He did Snatch. He composed on Snatch. And there were some various other ones, too, that I was like, oh, wow, he did that one. He did that one. So when I was looking at the uh, the filmography, what's going on, Travis? He's uh, part of the most manly. Yeah, I know, right? Are you talking about Carl Withers? Yeah, everybody. Uh, I mean, that gift gets passed around big time. But yeah, Carl Withers and Arnold Schwarzenegger, which Schwarzenegger did. A, he had a pretty he had a good tweet about Carl Withers passing, but yeah, everybody always talks about that, you know, Dylan, you know, and of course, and they, and they just, it's just like a arm wrestle in the air and you're just seeing fucking baby oiled biceps just going, you know, there's so much baby oil in that movie that they rub on, on themselves. But yeah, that, that, that handshake, it's pretty crazy. What's going on? Super Godzilla X vlogs. Henry Cavill Superman. <laughs> well, you know, not quite. It's just an idea that got put out there. Just an idea. What's going on, Jose? Happy Friday. Cheers, brother. Good to see you. Dude, Sonic is about... Uh, is it, Yeah, it really is. Isn't it? It's just crazy. It's just crazy. It's just... Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? You know? Who would have thunk it? But I mean... You know, the fact that Jim Carrey was involved was like a big self, you know, for a lot of people. But, you know, it just it just seemed like it was dead in the water after that first teaser. But here we are going in the third one. and We're all very excited for it. You know, you got Idris Elba, that voice Knuckles. I mean, come on. Uh, did you see? Uh, yeah. The Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare trailer. Hell yeah. Cabell and Richardson. Didn't know I needed that. Guy Ritchie is becoming the Tony Scott of today. That's what I love about Guy Ritchie. And, you know, I, you know, I, I didn't see Argyle, but of course it's getting a lot of mixed reviews, mainly negative. And I know some people were like, ah, why did Henry Cavill take this role kind of thing? And, you know, it's sad to hear that. And may, like I said, maybe I'll go check it out sometime this weekend or something because I still do want to watch it. But uh, you could tell that Cavill is having so much fun in this role he's leading this group and yeah it's that 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 movie is going to be fantastic can't wait tet what is happening good to see you we got lucky star eight james gunn is the reason cody is not finishing his story at wrestlemania <laughs> i don't even know what, what you're talking about when it comes to wrestlemania but i know i know you're joking and stuff like that i i see wrestle i'm not a wrestlemania type type of person so Hey, Dave. Oh, so he, okay. I heard that he might be showing back up. <laughs> yeah. One of these days I will. Flash has not got awful. But yeah. It's not. 
It's not. Dave, I found what Google. Yes. Good. Good, Axel. <laughs> good. <laughs> like I said, Twitter doesn't have to be Google. You know. I know. I was giving. I was busting your balls. I was busting your balls with that tweet, of course. Uh, three doors down shit band. <laughs> What's going on, Chuck? Yeah, I never really got into them. Never really got into them. I mean, I heard their popular song. Oh, oh, oh. Who's... Who snatched did he do? <laughs> Zing. Oh, we got Fabian right here. What's the hashtags today? Let's see. We got Restore the Snyderverse. We got Fire James Gun. We got none. No new movies. Okay, so he doesn't want any new movies, guys. Stop it, Hollywood. Cancel all the new movies. But he wants Man of Steel 2. Oh, and he wants Man of Steel 3. Okay, so cancel all the new movies and then make Man of Steel 2 and Man of Steel 3. And I'm willing to bet, I'm willing to bet that the only person that can direct those two movies is Zack Snyder, right? So we got to pull Zack off of what he's doing now, all the original stuff, to make Man of Steel 2 and Man of Steel 3, as well as Cavill. We got to pull him off of that too. All for Fabian here, guys. So there you go. <laughs> Carl was king. Good to see you, Jacob. Got Game City Savior, Eminem Superman. <laughs> Should be played in on Smallville when Clark uh, was Red Kryptonite. There you go. It's all in the hips. It's all in the hips. Yeah. God damn it! I love Happy Gilmore. I think that that's that's my favorite. That's my favorite Adam Sandler Adam Sandler movie. I think his best performance is Uncut Gems. But when I if I'm talking about a, like a Happy Madison Adam Sandler movie. It's always been Happy Gilmore. Carl actually lent his voice to Dylan, Dillian, for Mortal Kombat X. There you go. I didn't know that. What's going on, Brandon? Good day. What are you doing? Getting close. I know. I know. And I don't have faith <laughs> that the Giants are going to. I mean, I have a little faith. But who knows what's going to happen with the with my Giants. Uh, obviously, I'm just I'm already going to, you know, bet that the the Dodgers are going to win the division most likely. I mean, they should, I mean, they should, but you know, hopefully the giants can at least maybe make a wild card. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 when they fired Kapler, I kind of went, it's all right. <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't understand that decision. And that made me kind of lose some faith in this season. And you're going to bring the guy from San Diego. Come on. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Jeez. Uh, haven't watched it. You should try it. They're enjoyable, man. They're enjoyable. Like I said, Jim Carrey chews up every scene that he's in. And it's 90s Jim Carrey. It's awesome. Just saying. Saw girl today. Not really that bad, but I could see the criticisms. Yeah, you know, that's pretty much just a mixed bag. That's right. Smallville's Aquaman. That's right. Alan Richson was Aquaman in uh, Smallville. I always forget about that. <laughs> I always forget that that was actually, you know, that was actually a thing. I, again, one of these days I'll go down the Smallville route, but I just, I don't know. I just, when it first came out, I went, I, I can't, I remember watching and then just, I was like, wait, so Clark and Lex Luthor, like, are just, they're, they're in high school. He's in high, I said, what? <sighs> I just like, I don't know about this. I just didn't like I, I didn't like that that storyline of Lex and, and Clark knowing each other before like Metropolis and stuff. I, I just I couldn't accept it. But yet again, 
I I loved Gotham, <laughs> which was the change the backstory of course of Batman in a very in a Smallville type of way. So yeah, but I mean, but Gotham I would I feel Gotham was all about the villains. It was more about the villains than Bruce Wayne. And you know, when it came to Smallville, it was it's, Smallville really felt like that Dawson's Creek Superman kind of thing. So I just was like, eh, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. But, you know, one of these days I will. You know, I know there's cheese and people like the cheese. Keep on asking questions, guys. I'll start getting the I'll start getting the panel here soon, but I still got vodka. Remember, I got to finish the vodka, so keep on asking them questions. Keep on asking them questions. <sighs> what else we got? We got Jesse. What's going on, Jesse Wonder? Nice to see you. Uh, after two years, the Batgirl script is done. <laughs> Wait, is it a script you're writing, or what's going on with that? Uh you take that back about three doors down. They made uh, a sound of the tr for the troops. Nice song. Don't care about the military part of gone. I don't know if I know that song. Yeah, whatever. Again, they better win. They better win the World Series with how much money they spent on the, in the off season. They better win the World Series. But it would be hilarious if somehow the Giants took the division. But I'm not going to bet on that. That's for sure. It's funny because I bet my dad, anytime that the Dodgers and the Giants play each other, we always have a $20 bet on who wins the series. He always has, you know, he has the same bet with my brother because we're both Giants fans. But they, they have a bet for the division. So we got my dad, my brother, my uncle, my other cousin my and my two cousins who bet on all the division. They all have their team. So you of course my dad has the Dodgers, my brother has the, the Giants. My uh my 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 uncle is a Padres fan, and then I got one cousin who goes for the Diamondbacks, and my other cousin that goes for the Rockies. And it's funny because it's like I don't know, I is it a hundred dollar bet? I don't even know if it even it doesn't even make sense. Because it's like, if you know that the Dodgers are going to take the division, I, I wouldn't even take that bet. It's not even a good bet. I don't know if it's $100. It might be less. I have to check with that. But I, I'm not a part of that bet because it's like, you know, the Dodgers usually take the division. They just don't know how to go even further after they take the division. That's their problem. My God. And, you know, of course, my mom's also a... Uh, a Dodgers fan too. I'm surrounded by Dodgers fans because also girlfriend, girlfriend, mom, and dad are Dodgers fans. But luckily, my brother is a Giants fan. That's all who I have when it comes to the Giants. Off the stars, what's happening? Wait, you haven't won? No, I know I haven't watched it. One of these days, I will. All right, thank you for the update there, Axel. Actually, Domino sounds good. Domino's is good pizza. Okay, if I'm gonna go for a chain. Pizza. If I'm going to go to a chain restaurant, I will choose Domino's or Papa John's. I will. Pizza Hut can get the fuck out of here. I, 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 I'm not a Pizza Hut fan. I'm not a Pizza Hut fan. When it comes to the chain restaurants, I even like, I, I'll even, uh, I like Little Caesars. Okay. Little Caesars is cheap. 
and I enjoy it. I don't care what anybody says. Little Caesars is good too. Remember when Little Caesars had that, the Batman pizza that it was like a calzone mixed with a pizza. Remember when Casual? I think that was the last time that Casual Batman was ever on uh, on the video again. Don't worry, guys. He'll come back. It's just it was a lot to do that <laughs> to do uh, Casual Batman. Just a lot of preparation for it. But one of these days, Casual Batman will come back. But that was a lot, and that that one was extra extra. And I think this is one of the reasons why I said, you know what, I'm going to take a break from doing Casual Batman. Because I did, and you could find it on, you know, you could find it on the channel, of course. Just type in Casual Batman and Batman Pizza, the Batman Pizza that came out like two years ago. And I, you know, had, you know, I, and I prepared to like eat this entire pizza as Casual Batman and make jokes and everything like that and talk about it. When I was doing that, first off, it was a struggle because, I mean, it was good. I was luckily hungry, but then, of course, I was trying to eat the whole thing. And then... <laughs> But I was sick. I also had a sinus issue. I had, a, I had a bad, like something was attacking my sinuses. So I'm wearing this mask, trying to eat this pizza. And I just got, my 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 sinuses are just, just throbbing, just. <laughs> and not to mention, I, I would have to lift up, wipe my nose. It was such a pain in the ass. That's why I was like, all right, I'm just going to stop doing casual Batman right now. It was very, it was a very frustrating shoot, you know, trying to be the character and trying to be funny. And it was very, it was, yeah. Okay. So it's your script. So that's kind of the main reason why you haven't seen casual Batman in two years. <laughs> I, I used to do a casual Batman live stream and that was crazy. That was fun though. It was fun doing a casual Batman live stream. Maybe maybe he'll come back when he'll do that. That was actually pretty fun, to be honest. There are comics when uh, when Young likes. Yeah, I know there are. Yeah, he didn't go to high school in the show. I know that. I know. I always, I always, I always uh, uh, say that. But he, yeah, I know they didn't go to high school. I get that. Damn, Jason, you're being extra generous tonight, brother. You're awesome. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Helping out that pirate ship. Yeah, and right now, beginning of the year, the pirate ship always needs help. Always needs help. And, and every, you know, every super chat, like I said, really helps that pirate ship. You know, keep everything going. So much appreciated. It was pretty great how Smallville did the uh, 1986 and 87 Legends comic storyline for the end of the show. Okay. I know people are upset about gun casting Supergirl instead of uh, the director, but didn't Snyder cast Wonder Woman and Aquaman instead of, yeah, that's true. Hey, that's a good point. But I think it was like a guarantee that they were actually in BVS. I think that's so, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, well, that's what I, that's what I said about it. I'm like, she's in Superman legacy. There's no way that she's not in Superman legacy. So when Matthew Vaughn said that, it was like, well, dude, I'm pretty sure that she's in Superman Legacy. But then, of course, James Gunn was like, I never said she was in the movie. So he was doing his little thing, too. But it's like, come on, we, dude, we know that she's going to show up in the movie. Smallville takes the idea of the 1950s Superboy comics of Lex and Clark growing up. Yeah. But does it better uh, than, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot that, that there was a Superboy series. Please watch Smallville. Yeah. I will. Like I said, Little Caesars, yeah, you know, 
You can't go wrong with Little Caesars. I actually, I'm thinking about getting Little Caesars this weekend. I haven't had Little Caesars in a long time. I might actually get Little Caesars this weekend and enjoy every minute of it. You know, I try to take care of myself. I haven't had pizza in a while. But uh, yeah, yeah, Pizza Hut's pretty gross. You know what? M- Mountain Mike's, I have tried it. I had tried it when I was working in Chi- uh I don't know why I was going to mention where I worked when I was working in, uh, you know, at this one job, I actually went to mountain Mike's a couple of times for their buffet. Mountain Mike's pretty good. Costco pizza is really good too. Pizza hut just sucks. I don't know how pizza hut is still around. <laughs> I really don't. Pizza is not good. It's not good pizza. It's just not good pizza. I feel like I'm Dave Portnoy right now. It's not good pizza. What the fuck's this? Not good flap. Uh, yeah, I'm, I just, I just, I don't know why this is pizza. It just sucks, man. It's just not good. It's not good. Like it's not fully terrible, but I'm just, I just never have been a fan. I just never have been a fan. Well, I can't say I've never been a fan, but, uh, you know, I just, I don't know. There's just something about it where I just go, ah, I don't know. What, what is up with this? What is up with this Pizza Hut? I mean, I remember in Mama Film Junkie, you'll remember this too. We used to go to Pizza Hut a lot because of the book fair thing. And I would get, you know, because I, the book fair thing, you get these buttons and you get some stars and you get a free little pizza. So, you know, I remember doing that as a kid. And. Yeah, so we went to Pizza Hut a lot. Maybe that's why I don't like it so much because we went there so much. We went there so much that I, yeah, I just, I just didn't. I don't like it as an adult. Not saying that if I go to like a party or something like that, and somebody is like, you know, and somebody has Pizza Hut, I wouldn't, you know, I would still eat it, of course. Sorry, just sending out the invites for the for everyone. Let's see. Boop, boop, boop. Um, let's see. Sorry. Just doing that. Doing that. Sending out invites. There we go. All right. Look out, everybody. I'll send that. And let's see. I think we're good. Oop. Forgot. Oh, didn't hit send. Jeez. All right. We should be good. Should be good. But yeah. Pizza, yeah, Costco pizza is great. Casual Batman died of food. I know, right? <laughs> it's just like, oh, I mean, that was so difficult to do. It was such a struggle to do that video. Video turned out pretty well, but it was such a struggle. If there's any Indian pizza joints uh, where you're at, oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. I know, yeah, yeah, 100%. It, yeah. I've had, uh, uh, I remember there was a place that I used to go a lot that was owned by an, uh, an Indian family and that pizza was freaking delicious. They called it New York pizzeria, of course, New York pizza or whatever the fuck, but the guy was awesome and friendly as all hell. And yeah, they, yeah, they, that was good goddamn pizza. Thank you. Yes. It's doughy pizza. Yeah, exactly. See, I mean, again, it's just, it's just, it makes you wonder why do we see all these Pizza Hut freaking commercials all the time? How are they still in business? Nobody likes them. I don't know anybody that goes Pizza Hut. Yeah, baby. It's like, no. I mean, it's just, it's just not good pizza. Yeah, Domino's, Domino's, they put that garlic right in the crust and it's just, 
delicious. Fun fact, Gal was doing Fast 4 and 5, and that's when she was cast, casted. <laughs> it's actually cast. Anyway, sorry. Uh, as Wonder Woman. Yeah. You know, she did that, but she wasn't sure where her career was going. And guess who, guess who, guess who saved her career? Mr. Zack Snyder. Uh, or even Papa Murphy. I don't think I've ever been to a Papa Murphy. Pizza Hut in New England or New New England, New Zealand is actually way better than Domino's. Interesting. Okay. Well, I wouldn't be surprised in different countries. It seems like things are different. So Pizza Hut was the only pizza for us growing up in India. It was good then. Now it's trash. Well, there you go. Interesting. I forgot about casual Batman. I know. Well, like I said, one of these days. One of these days, he shall return. Because I do kind of miss doing that character. But it's just, like I said, it's a lot of preparation. And, you know, it's just busy, busy, busy. And just trying to just do things and try new things when it comes to videos and everything. It's just... Sorry, I brought up pizza. I mean, yeah, you did. Luckily, I had dinner before this, so I'm not. I'm I'm okay. Uh, I ate dinner like right, you know, right before, probably 15 minutes or so before the stream, so I'm good. But pizza sounds still sounds good, and I I I might get a pizza this weekend. The taste of Indian style pizzas is uh, just part of yeah, yeah. Like I said. Good pizza. I guess kids like Pizza Hut more. Yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> I don't know. They used to have like Pizza Huts in those specific buildings, you know, that looked like the logo. They they made specific buildings that looked like the Pizza Hut logo. You know, they look like huts kind of a little bit with the, the way that it was, but it looked like the logo. And now none of those really exist anymore. And it's funny because you'll drive around and you'll see like a restaurant in an old Pizza Hut building. So it still has the shape and everything, but it doesn't have the colors. But you're like, that used to be a Pizza Hut because they had a specific style to their building, to their restaurant. But they they totally just don't even have those anymore. Now Pizza Huts are just like in small little plazas and everything. And they have like the small, small like little corners of a plaza. And, you know, it's all just delivery. It used to be a full style like restaurant with a salad bar and everything, man, we are talking a lot about pizza. I like it. What's going on, Johnny Lay? I have a Nightwing jacket. If Pat casual Batman wanted to, uh, conversational part, there you go. I know I should expand the universe, right? For more casual characters. That was an idea. I, you know, I did a long time a while ago when like BVS was coming out. I did do a trailer with casual Batman and casual Superman, I did a movie trailer. That was fun. You know, I always thought about bringing casual Superman back. Casual Superman was very cocky. Very kind of like how the Superman is in the Harley Quinn show, I would say. Kids like cheese. Yeah, I mean, I still like cheese. Who doesn't like cheese? Hey, Dave, I can't believe it's been two years. I know, right? <laughs> Time to bring him back. Casual Batman returns. It's going to happen. Let's see. I miss Popeyes when I go to Dave and Buster's. Popeyes? Okay, because you're not talking about the Popeyes like chicken restaurant. And this is a very foodie start to the pot to the to the stream right now. I tell you what. <laughs> I like it. See? We're making people hungry out there, folks. So okay. 
get yourself a snack. We got we got the panel coming in, and we're going to be, of course, talking about everything that's happened this week. So uh, let me just down the rest of this vodka. Ooh. All right. So we're good. All right. Let's go ahead and bring in some of these guys. Make sure everything's good. Put the name eggs out there. Display names. Oh, yeah. I already had my name out there. It's like I wanted to make sure you guys knew who I was, you know? All right. We got Andy. What's Speaking happening? of fruity, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You always have a great in- entrance. Always have a great entrance, Andy. I love it. And we got Paul. What's happening? Hey, guys. Sir? How's it going? Going pretty good. And then we got William. Nice. What's up, man? How have you not read this yet? I know. I know. I will get there. Speaking of interventions, Dave, you've heard me in the following nice. ways. You, oh, the fact that you didn't watch Smallville means that you didn't that Smallville was the reason that we even had all these Arrowverse shows, you know, that the comic yeah, on, existed uh, in the early That's a good thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> You have comics behind your wall. You don't get to you don't get to complain about it. I I I, dude, Arrowverse. If there's anything I detest more as Arrowverse is not because their fault. It's not their fault. I applaud the work that was put into Arrowverse as far as the people that were working for it. But when you you can't do low budget stuff like that, you just can't do it. It is what it is, and you're coming from a network that has never drawn a profit. The people in it did the best they could with what they had, which was nothing. And it bleeds out in the Arrowverse shows. The best, the best quality one is was, was Superman and Lois. Mm. But and that's because <clears throat> A, it was Superman. They went with an A-lister and sure. they actually spent money towards the end there. But um did you not watch Flash Season One? Because that season looks better than the fucking trash of a film that we got last year that had three hundred million. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I mean I I, I I, I think most I think most Arrowverse fans will agree that the beginning of Arrow and the be- it, granted Rocky it was great. Yeah, yeah, beginning of Arrow and beginning of Flash. It's definitely flawed. Like, I will admit that I'm not sitting here yeah. and like sucking its ass. Like it has a lot of issues, but the fact is that the Arrowverse had the one thing that DCU the DCU didn't have, which was stability. Like there was a franchise. They well, because it was a write off. It was a, it was, the whole network was a scam. I'm, you know that, I'm, right? that, I'm actually whole... I'm actually with William on this to a degree yeah. because that's, once that, it got that successful, iconic, that, that it's iconic. The thing is, we don't care if CW was profitable. The fact is that the shows were successful, but now well, it's like it's it's, no, it's soon as something looks bad. Well, there's no quality it's, control though. If the, just, if if there's no risk in money, if it's just basically a, kind of a scam to for CW and uh Viac, RWB how, and Viacom to basically write off, it's it's okay. Here's what here's what this network was, two failing mm-hmm. networks coming together to fail together. That's mm-hmm. what that's what the CW was. UPN was failing mm-hmm. and WB was failing, so they came together to basically curb their losses. And it's pretty much like when you do tax write offs and everything else, you want to kind of curb your losses so that you can you can give yourself a tax break. Oh yeah, we made this much money again. But oh, but look at this CW thing. We took a bath on that one. That's basically what it was. If you look at the records, it hasn't drawn a profit since its, ex- its existence. And when you don't have that risk re- re- factor, and when you don't have to worry about being, you know, taken off the air, it, your ratings don't matter. They weren't getting ad buys. So I mean, yeah, it was. It, but if if we were on a, if we were actually on a network, a network with risk, a network where people get fired if ratings, if CW ratings came through, then then we wouldn't be having this conversation. Smallville doesn't last ten years 
on an actual network where people get hired and fired. It's just it's just the math. It's not my opinion. That's math. Yeah, <laughs> I I can't speak I can't speak to Smallville uh, myself because I was on and off on that show all the time. But uh, I mean, I, I I will say as a fan, I was into the beginnings of the Arrowverse uh, or even oh, yeah, the stuff they brought over from Supergirl. But there is a point, though, too, where I, I agree with William in terms of, like, once they were able and they got stability of just, like, people, watch, like, regardless of what do you want to say, like, write-offs or not, I definitely think that some kind of money laundering was involved because those later <laughs> seasons of a lot of that stuff is, like, mind-boggling how that was able to get made. But, like I said, William's uh, point does come into does come into point there. But, the, uh, but, but again, uh, you know, uh, Superman and Lois, uh, terrific show. Um, I've I've fallen off not because I, I I lost interest in the show, just a lot of other things started happening and stuff. But I do want to I do want to finish that show. But there were like point. sixteen hiatuses every season, so I don't blame you. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, there wasn't uh, there wasn't. I don't a get why they schedule. do so many of those, man. But uh, we got somebody else who's going to also defend the, the CW verse. We got Rebecca showing up right here. <laughs> she's not going to defend it. I know. She I'll, defend, I'll, def- I'll defend it to a degree that yeah. everyone in the movie TV business fails upward. So it's oh, not God. like one yeah. of them wow. is a scam and one of them is not. Uh, you could totally you know, botch a film franchise and still become a head of some other company. <laughs> so uh, they're all terrible and they're all... Uh, uh, corrupt in some way, but uh, I think the CW Airverse it, it had its moments. Crisis was a big thing. Yeah. Uh, the the first season of The Flash is one of the best seasons of TV I've ever seen in my life. First season of Supergirl. Um, the first, well, the first three seasons of Supergirl are actually pretty good. Don't don't get me started on season six um, <laughs> or season five for that matter. Woo, that was the, bad. Or, or the rest of season four. <laughs> Or season four of Arrow, which uh, we shall not speak of that. Uh, but, uh, you know, it had its ups and, ups and downs, just like any uh, TV show would. And Dave, if you want, I've got a, I've got an extra copy of it. I know, right? Hey, I, I, not, I, I can't believe I was, you said that. I, was, I know, I'm I sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I haven't, yeah. <laughs> I know, I, I felt... Well, I, Rebecca, felt Rebecca, I think you should make him work I for it a little bad. bit. Like, maybe he needs to answer, like, a trivia or something. Oh. Or, Hey, yeah. I'm not. Hey, I'm not. I totally transparent. Yeah, I, yeah, pretend, we're, we're, like, I know. We're gonna story make you work. Aspects. We're gonna make you work for it. Okay. Okay. It's on digital too. It's actually on uh, DC Infinite if you have, or DC, Yeah, but I, like, oh, yeah. I forgot about. Yeah, DC, I mean, just yeah. just if you need to get the gist of the story, I mean, it's always yeah, good. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I get the gist of the story. Trust, trust me, I've like I've read stuff about. It. I just never actually just sat down with the actual book and i trust me i plan on so yeah if you, hey if you have an extra copy yeah i've just got one sitting around my house collecting dust so if you want one i'll, I'll send you one there you I, go. I think you would actually uh enjoy it a lot well, no, i know i would i mean like i said from what you know just talking with people about it and then of course just uh what, what i know from the story i'm like yes that's why earlier this week when somebody was like comparing it to her to captain marvel and saying she's that, like, that was laughable i i saw that dude, i was like oh, dude boy. are you kidding me the, like, the what? only yeah. connections to Captain Marvel is the last name Danvers and the fact that she has an orange tabby cat. That's about it. Uh, <laughs> so I'm sorry. That's not a cat. That's a flurrican. I'm just whatever. Saying. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but uh, the, the orange tabby cat is, a, I think, a reference to. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Marvel copied some stuff from Supergirl for Oh, Captain I'm Marvel. sure. Oh, yeah. When did Clark get the last name Danvers? And uh, was was that? It's in the Silver Age. No, it's Silver in the Silver Age. It's been a while. Because she, uh, she, she's uh, supposed to be the cousin, right? So she's so she's yeah. not a Kent, 
right? Yeah, that's, so, that's the idea. So Kara Zor-El comes to Earth and she, uh, Superman doesn't want to take care of her. So he sends her off to this orphanage in Midvale and lets her not oh. get adopted for a while. And he wants her to be uh, not adopted so she can uh, train to be his sidekick superhero. And so she puts off going to live with great families because she owes this to Superman. It's, it's insane. Um, but she eventually does get adopted by a family. Uh, Fred and Sylvia Danvers. Um, and so she, uh, that happens oh, okay. in the Silver Age of Supergirl. This is top, in my opinion, King's best work. Mm. I agree. Yeah. I it's, agree. A, it's, a, it's a top all time comic book for me. I just, uh, the story is great and the art is incredible. You can't talk about that book if you don't talk about the art. I, uh, I have a huge confession to make. I think I may have talked about it last time when we discussed Supergirl, but yeah. I I was getting this in single issue when it came out. I made it to the second issue and I gave up. Now, that's Ooh. not to say that I won't give it another shot at some point and reread it. Um, I'm very mixed on King in terms of like, uh, you know, I'm more into his miniseries, which is why I was more excited for Supergirl. Um, however, I also agree at the same time that King is best read when all when the entire thing is collected and you can just go through it in one in one go as opposed to like week to week or every two weeks or However, whatever the schedule was for the comic coming out. So, but yeah, uh, uh, since since it's finished, a lot of people have, have told me that it's great. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the I'm... the ending is sort of misunderstood by people, including myself. Um, so, uh, okay. if you read it, uh, go to supergirlradio.com, listen to our episodes <laughs> on it. Uh, oh, it's well. only eight issues uh, because the last episode was very informative for me and actually made the the series so much better was that the one morgan had to like basically like she had to like explain it and then you were like oh yeah it uh (laughs) made a huge difference so uh i think if uh people just give it kind of a superficial reading like i did um i think it's kind of misunderstood and and some supergirl fans don't like it because of that but i'm like ah i think we all kind of misunderstood the ending nothing about this shocks me because having read tom king um it seems whatever artist he works with, like there's always sort of an ambiguous aspect either in like the middle of his run or at the end of his run, like, and some things always kind of get end up like misinterpreted. Like that's happened on more than, than one, than one occasion with his stuff, especially I think during like a lot of the Batman stuff too. Mm-hmm. Seven and eight are the best issues of the, of the series. So I, I, Oh, I love, I love, uh, I think issue six is the, the big one with, uh, Comet the super horse, uh, super horse, oh, spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. So, uh, that's, I'm, I'm partial to Comet, so it's good stuff. Partial is a, is a, is a calm way of saying it. That it I'm, you know, I'm a huge, uh, fan of wacky comic book characters. You're, you're, a, you're a Comet stan. That's perfectly There's plenty right. in this series, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, Comet the super, he, Tom King did not have to put Comet the super horse in it, and he did, and I am mm. so grateful for that. Because <laughs> it is a, it is a space western, it's inspired by true yeah. grit um so oh wow uh, yeah so okay. i think you have to kind of look at it through that lens that it's a, a western that sort of uses the the true grit uh tropes and uh storytelling so i i like it a lot so yeah how, it, it, go ahead. i was gonna say so how are we feeling about Mealy getting the role i mean we were taught we talked about the last time you were on uh yeah last time you were on rebecca we were you know we were it was down to three i think and you know, a lot of people are going for McDonald just because she's already voiced the the character in in the tomorrow verse, I guess you could say. Um, and but you know, so everybody was kind of like not everybody, but I think it was a mixed bag. 
but uh, I was more leaning towards her. But I, to me, to be honest, I was like, you know, I don't really care. Whoever gets it, gets it. But uh, it seemed like what one of the things you said, because I used it as a clip, because I thought it was like what you said was like, you know, she has to have this edge to her. And James Gunn actually uses that in his description of like, you know, she has the edge, the grace and the authenticity to take on this role when he saw her in House of the Dragon. So how are we feeling about it? Yeah, I have a hard time actually because I like Meg Donnelly, but uh, to to maybe envision her cussing and uh, <laughs> doing some of that stuff, I had a hard time wrapping my brain around that. But um, I didn't really know much about Millie Alcock uh, yeah. before she was uh, up for Supergirl. So I went because uh, everybody was talking about House of the Dragon and yeah. I'd heard all these glowing Game things of Thrones, about baby. House of the Dragon. <laughs> and so I went I, and watched uh, her uh, episodes of House of the Dragon. I watched all five of them. Uh, was not impressed by that show at all. But that's just me. I didn't go into it, it with a lot of Game of Thrones knowledge. Um, but uh, she was solid in it. She was very believable in the part. Um, I thought the character was kind of... But um, uh, but the uh, but the like the acting of it, I thought she did really well. But I don't think that people should be talking about House of the Dragon. I think people should be talking about a series she was in, I think, in 2019 called Upright. Uh, it's a show that I would like to watch in in actual, you know, episodic uh, uh, fu uh, function. I guess. Um, I think it's on Netflix. It's on AMC Plus, so you have to. I don't have it, so I have oh, to uh, uh, <laughs> pony up that money to watch it. Um, but that, if you watch the trailer for that, that gives a better indication of how she could play Kara, the Kara Zor-El from Supergirl: Woman of Tomorrow. She's cussing. She's uh, snarky. Um, she's kind of talking back to this guy. Um, and I think I see that there. Um, I also watched a short film she was in that was about this uh, mother and two daughters. And the mother turned out to be a witch. It was really interesting. I cannot remember the title of it at the moment. But uh, that was really good. And I've also been watching this so-so uh, show on Netflix called Pine Gap that has some of the weirdest camera composition uh, <laughs> I've ever seen in my life that I just want to scratch my my face off while watching it but uh she's really good in that too so i think millie is a good actress so i'm actually really excited to see what she brings to the table so we're just one more one more step to getting that movie made which is very yeah. exciting yeah pretty exciting. anybody he picked anybody he picked i would have been okay with because he's seeing the vision as he's putting it together so it's really hard for me to say oh that's the wrong yeah i would be the wrong person because of whatever he's thinking he's probably envisioning who he's you know yeah. how he wants it to look and feel. So to me, it was like anybody he picked uh, the girl with the voice girl. I mean, I don't know if somebody doing a voiceover is, is ever should be considered as far as, you know, unless you're making, you know, an animation, but if you're making a full on blown out, you know, I, I don't know if that should have ever been a criteria, but you know, whoever he would have picked, I would have been okay with. Yeah. Yeah, I think what we have to remember is we don't see the screen tests. We don't see what they look like in the suit. We don't see what they did in their audition process. Um, so I think that's something that I have to keep in mind is he must have seen something in that screen test that really impressed him. So uh, I'm I'm cool with it. Yeah. And then I love how he just was like, because like Jim Lee, of course, on threads was like, oh, yeah, awesome. Congratulations, blah, blah, blah. And then and then, of course, casually, it's like, oh, you should see the screen test. I should send it to you because he has like a video and she was actually in a Supergirl costume. I'm assuming it was uh, Melissa Benoist. One. Could, I don't it know. Been. Yeah, yeah could have been or something like that. But yeah, it's just like, yeah, they put that in public. It's like, oh, geez. And then everybody's like, ah, we need to see all that and stuff like that. But. 
but then again, it's like that's how you're building up hype, you know, when people are passing around those screenshots and everything. So you get him talking to Jim Lee and Jim Lee being like all about it. So that's good. Hey, we got Chris joining right now. Hello there, everyone. <laughs> Hello there, Mr. Kenobi. Um, how's it going? Doing well, doing well. Uh, busy week and uh, got to uh, do the annual father-daughter dance at my daughter's school tonight so did you oh it's always fun that's cool nice shirt by the way you got the fat bat the bat flex shirt on i know i forgot we were talking supergirl so i forgot to uh, change (laughs) Ah, that so i'm wearing a fight club shirt i mean come on (laughs) so yeah we were just talking about um um we were talking about millie getting the uh getting the the casting kind of just getting everybody's opinion on on that because you know pretty much the last time that especially when rebecca was here you know there was down the three and a lot of us were kind of like going for meg donnelly but um now obviously we got our supergirl so what are your thoughts i was definitely in the millie camp um yeah just because the the you know the look that she has at that point you know you're right game of thrones it it presents kind of a, a she's playing a royal at that point however you can tell underneath underneath the the guys of that, you know, there's a, <laughs> there, there, there's a, there's a killer underneath there as well. But I, I did like what you said. What was the show? Um, you said Rebecca. Uh, upright. Uh, upright. Yeah. yeah. I, I've seen like I've seen a little bit of it, but you're right. That that really is a good showing of her. But the, I've seen the clips. Of- People were posting clips, and I was like, yeah, there mm-hmm. it is. There it is. Yeah. But it's always like with everything we see with casting. You yeah. know, you're gonna you're gonna please some of the people. You're gonna upset the other half, and then the other one's like, "I'll wait and see." You know, and I, I we go through this every single time. I, I infamously, <laughs> I always remember Heath Ledger. Like, oh my God, Knight's Tale is gonna do the Joker. And I was like, Yeah, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. yeah, <laughs> yeah. How about we just wait and see and, and let let them cook? And you know, they obviously everyone wants to see a screen test. Do you really want to see the screen test though? You know, that's that's the I mean, thing. I you know, do. Yeah. I'm very curious about it. Because uh, I have a, a big investment into Supergirl. Oh, well, no, I'm just <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, it's almost like some people be careful what you wish for, you know, because then it's I one of those things. Where it's, you, I get what you're saying, because yeah. I always like to see the screen test after we've already seen the performance, because, Fair. yeah, the screen test mm-hmm. can always be not. I mean, we've seen screen tests and we've seen Christian Bale wearing Val Kilmer's fucking cowl. And, you know, we've seen that kind of stuff. We've seen Henry Cavill dressed up in Christopher Reeves, you know, <laughs> suit. And it, it looks ridiculous. You know, and, and, the, and the reason I say that is not because not, I, I want to see a screen test, but all this i get so tired of all the the drabs like they're already picking it apart before they even yeah. get it then they're gonna get mm-hmm. they're gonna say oh she's not saying it right up oh, she's not carrying herself right up oh, that's not like they're gonna pick it apart even more so i almost don't want to give it to the people that are just gonna destroy it and just like oh come true on. well they're gonna yeah. do that anyway and that, that's the you're thing about right. you're right yeah this bcu is that's that's you have so much time in between now and when it actually hits the screen there's so much momentum that's going to be taken away from it because that's just what mm-hmm. online community does you know like i said there's they're not be rational a, what no well no and they're not rational like <laughs> i said you have one you no. have an online community that just doesn't put a lot of thought into some of this stuff and then you have every the rest of the people that are just apathetic about it uh, you know, by the time, by when you mix those two ingredients and you have so much time in between now, we got literally 18 months before uh, Superman Legacy hits mm-hmm. and even longer before this movie hits. And that's to me 
when you're them, when you're when you're already a company that does not have the benefit of the doubt, you got to probably do things a little bit differently than this isn't a normal deal where it says we'll just wait and see type of deal. I actually think they haven't been proactive enough with building their universe, not just the not just the movie side, because if you're relying on Superman legacy to save anything, you've already lost because you have a multifaceted, multi-level company. You got comic books, you got everything. You're talking about a a multifaceted thing, and all you're talking about is is restarting everything with with movies. He needed to be sitting next to, like I said, every every Wednesday there needs to be a, a morning show, new comic day. I agree. I you. Yeah, yeah, we talked big about sofa, it. big sofa with Jim Lee sitting on one end, James Gunn sitting on another, and everybody that means something to DC. Period, sitting in between or rotating through, because so like better, I said, a better version of DC Daily, pretty much. And because by the time, if you, if, I, I fear that if they wait until the movie's about to come out to start doing that, I, I think they've already lost. And it's not going to matter how good the movie is. So, see, and that's the thing. He could put out Scorsese. Uh, good movies released in, in bad situations fail. Shitty movies released in good situations do better. Look at Cap- Captain Marvel, the original one, was not a, a great movie, but it was released in the right situation. You know, so uh, I, I would like to see them do a lot more and not leave it up. For interpretation, they should be out there between now and 2025, 26, laying the groundwork. Yeah. And I mean, it is, like, just don't. Even know? if, like, because I'm mean, obviously James Gunn's a very busy man right now. But if Jim Lee were to take it upon himself to be like, you know, has has a host and he's kind of like there and then maybe James Gunn like video calls in or something like that. Yeah. You know, they just take that, that kind of approach. Or something, yeah, because I remember we talked about that before, William, and I was like, yeah, that's a very good idea, just to kind of build up that that hype, especially if you have like an online, you put it on the DC YouTube channel, it's on Twitter, it's on all over the place. Yeah, it would definitely help. But I wanted to get everybody else's uh, reaction to the casting. Andy, how are you feeling about Mealy? I, ne- I, I haven't seen House of the Dragon because I... Yeah, I'm with you. I don't... I don't- Pretty like Game of Thrones, so like yeah. you know, I was thinking with Rebecca all week. I'm like, girl, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Um, it's just I, not my thing. Yeah, I was yeah, hoping for Megan. Okay. Like, no. I, I was hoping for Megan because you know I've seen her a little bit acting wise. It's not yeah. just because she's always super what I would want her to play. You know, I think yeah, she looks the part. You know, from the little I've seen of her, I think you know she could have been interesting. But for me, and I'm not trying to kiss Azure, but like, as long as Rebecca is happy, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> me, it's like, I'm the Flash guy on DC podcast, so for me, it's like I, when it comes to Supergirl, like as long as Rebecca and Morgan are like they're you know relatively happy and excited, I'm like, fuck it, let's go. I, I'm good. Um, so there we go. Put out, put out all the screencasts at that point. We got, we got Rebecca. That's we're really yeah, you know, really. Yeah, I mean, they should be catering yeah. to Supergirl radio. Yeah, exactly. The Supergirl cast. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, listen. We, you know, we they, we've just been operating for like what? When did you? When did you? When did you start? Was it 2014? It was when? Uh, we started podcasting in 2015. Oh, because yes, yeah, so it's been almost almost ten years now. So yeah, yeah I you know yeah nine years. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I you know listen. I'm sure she will be great. I think James Gunn does usually cast really really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and except for his brother, right? <laughs> I like listen. Sean Gunn Gun is like the only thing I like on Gilmore Girls, anyway. So whatever. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the thing. When it came to Sean Gunn, I was like, I was like, when it, Max Florida was like, what? I didn't really. But at the same time, it's like uh, we haven't really seen he him. Can, in a lot he of can other be a good actor, but just not a fit for that character. It's like, yeah. you know, it's like saying if um, you know what, Meryl Streep will be great as uh, as um, Catwoman. 
she wouldn't yeah. be. She's a wonderful actress. She yeah. would not be a fit for Catwoman because she yeah. does. Doesn't really that good. depend on what what the script is, though? Doesn't that depend, depend on what on vision? William, yeah. it was a joke. It, I would. I would try to film. Meryl Streep could play Batman, Andy. And yeah. she you know what? You know what? I would pay for it. <laughs> I want to hear. I she would want to hear the furniture in the room that that Superman <laughs> sits on. It. It'd be amazing, yeah. right? She would be. I mean, Oscar. Yeah. Rocking his Alfred. I'm sure Merle will be great. I hope the one thing I hope that because we you know obviously she's going to be in Legacy. I'm hoping that the maybe they at least share like because obviously she and David must have tested together. Uh, you 100. Yeah. So I'm hope, I, that, that's kind of what I was. I don't need to see. Um, I don't need to see. A co- you know, I'm in costumes, uh, but I would love to see him. Like you know what. What are they like as Karg and Kara? You know, so, um, but no, she's happy. If Rebecca's happy, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> like, you know, I want this movie to be for her and for, be good because, you know, like, mm, the fashion movie kind of royally screwed over her favorite characters. So, you know, I'm like, you know, like, you know what? She needs she, right now. Several times. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, trust me, I, I wasn't happy either. <laughs> like, it's, well, I, I was sitting in the film, like, how many times has this spear gone through her at this point? <laughs> and should this work? I'm like, this is not like I almost was gonna like pick up my phone. I'm like, hey Rebecca, can 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 the spears and man of steel, you know, pierce through them if even if there's not kryptonite on it? But it's yeah, no. But I'm I'm excited to see what Millie does. And uh, now we just need a director, you know. So um, Rebecca, get your ass up and go direct. <laughs> there you go. I'll do it. Let's the, go. The, the, the joke is, Dave, because on Supergirl in in the future season, there is actually a Supergirl director named Rebecca Johnson. No shit, no. which was not me, but yeah, it's pretty. Oh, fun. Yeah, you, you ghost direct the credits. So yeah, no, okay. yeah. No, that's. I mean, yeah, no, that's going to be the next thing too. And I know Matthew Vaughn made that comment, but it was just at the same time. It's like it's like, dude, we know she's going to be in Superman Legacy, and then of course, Gun did that whole thing. I was like, I never said she was in the movie. But it's like, we need to say come she's on, not either. But, but, but see, that's that's the thing. Like, if she wasn't gonna be in the movie, there's something to be like saying, like that he's, you know, he's over DC Studios and things like ha- has a say at that point. But he's also a big believer in, you know, giving his directors and giving his current creatives, a, you know, it's their movie. They cast. I'll give some input at that point. But if it was, she wasn't gonna be in the movie. Then I, I I find it hard to believe why he would lead the casting of it without a director. And why did she go to? Why did she fly out to Atlanta to test? Yeah. You know where they just happen to be, you know, doing pre production on Superman Legacy, which is where they're going to be filming. I think what's what's going on with that is like they uh, who's writing it again? Uh, uh, the uh, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, uh, yeah. Anna Nogueira. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean he expressed many times the yeah, that great scripts great scripts and great stories and i think he even one time even expressed like that they already have like that script and it's awesome which it's like all right you know good you know that good so they they so it's like all right we already know the tone kind of like a tone that we want and obviously she's going to be showing up in Superman legacy. And, you know, I think we're going to get that director soon. I think there's a rumor that like, or maybe he even said something, I don't know um, that maybe in the next couple of weeks we'll get that director. But I think it came from from the seagulls. We can't take her work too much. Mm, Yeah. I accidentally wrote her last time at seagull when I was talking to her about it. And like, that's like, that's canon to us now. So, you know, Tatiana seagull. Oh boy. (laughs) You know, I'm sure she's right. It's like, you know, I don't like giving her credit because she's, um, she's the one who said that it's wrong. She said she I think she's the one who said it was atypical for uh actors to screen test in the super suits. And I was like, 
Since what? when? <laughs> Since when? Christian Bale did it. Henry Cavill did it. Uh, the famous yeah. thing is them using Christopher Reeve's suit. That's like the the thing. Now, yeah. what it would be really fascinating if they break out Nick Cage's the fluorescent <laughs> all all breakout suit just to, just to see, you know, just for fun. To change it up, change yeah. it up. I'm just hoping whatever happens, she didn't t- try test it in Sasha's costume, and then that comes up because then you know, Ooh, you know, I didn't think I, about I, that because I'm still mm-hmm. I I love Sasha Kaji, but like the anger about this is getting out of hand i'm like guys i'm with you yeah. andy they're rebooting they're rebooting mostly well there's your anger that's where your anger comes from so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but it's like yeah like, you know if they're recasting the major set you know the major just League heroes of course they're gonna recast supergirl yeah but it's also funny too because the people who are kind of like angry didn't support sasha kaye when that was all you know going there's some people you know that were like shitting on that whole thing and all of a sudden they're like how dare they and it's like wait a minute what wait you were oh what the okay she doesn't fit i I like her but Uh if he's telling this story oh she doesn't fit no it's a different supergirl yeah yeah, he needs to pick a supergirl you know and I, I, and i have no problem with it but like i said once again when you reboot and when you do the stupid shit that this company's kind of done (laughs) <laughs> recently and 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 in past years you no one has to give you the benefit of the doubt it's just that's just the way retail works it sucks but no one no one who's angry you can't there's really no case you can make to, uh, to anybody to give them the benefit of the doubt you just have to endure that you just have to get to the point where you're ready to start marketing this you know like i said there are things they can do in the interim that could really grease the skids but you know they're not doing it but like I said, nobody has to give anybody shit. Nobody has to give anybody the benefit of the doubt. If they're they're going to stay angry until they either go away or you build a new audience. That's that's and, the, and, you know. and what's great too because I, what I was fearing because and I think people are finally going, you know, they're pulling back on the whole thing. And I was because I was mentioning I was like, oh, there there might be backlash because we had a Latina girl and now we're going to get a a white girl, blonde hair, blue eyes. Ironic. But I think a lot of people now are just like. Nah, we don't care. It was like, okay, we're not going to get angry about that because obviously he just cast a, what looks like the actual character. I think we're in that time period now where it's like nobody's going to get upset about little things like that. I mean, sure, there's going to be people that get upset. And I was like kind of going, oh, is this? And I went, hey, you know what? I'm not really seeing any kind of backlash when it comes to the, at least that part. They're 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 like angry because Sasha didn't get her time, which, yeah, she didn't. And she got the shit end of the stick because she was literally at the, the DCEU end of the stick, you know, when it came to what was happening with that. But yeah, I'm just, I was just glad that there wasn't that backlash and that's all so much more positivity. And I'm like, all right, we're at this point where we're finally not like, you know, doing this whole thing where I was like kind of worried, you know, where you know, people are just like, yeah, we want to see like a Supergirl that looks like Supergirl, <laughs> you know, Shocking. at least this Supergirl, you know? Shocking. <laughs> Shocking that we want to see that. But Paul, I wanted to get your, uh, your um what your response to Neely? Well, as far as like the casting goes, I think it's good casting. I think, you know, I mean, I don't know much about the guy playing Superman and stuff, but I mean, you know, everything yeah, everybody looks like their characters, you know. But yeah, I mean, you know my thoughts on everything. I, I'd rather just see the product than judge judge from there. But I mean it's good casting and everything. As far as far as the whole, you know, uh Sasha from before, I remember like a handful of years ago when like all that was happening and like that was like when the, the rumors in the process was happening where like, oh, Supergirl and Batgirl are going to replace Superman and Batman, Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck. And uh, they met up and they did like an Instagram photo of them both, like not in costume, but just, you know, passing that around and stuff. And I was just like, 
shaking my head because I was like, this whole thing is going to blow up in everyone's face. <laughs> yeah. And I felt I felt bad for them because, like, you know, you're excited to be a superhero, especially, in, well, this was, like, right before, like, the kind of what has been the collapse, to be honest. Yeah. So, but, like, yeah, it's a... It's a bummer for for them. It's a bummer for a, a lot of it. But I mean, um, I've seen House of Dragon. Uh, I like that actress, and um, I think House of Dragon suffered. Uh, I mean, granted, I, I haven't read like the book in which it's based, and I know there's a lot of time jumps and stuff. I think that show, every time I started getting invested in the story, they time jump, <laughs> so it kind of like took that away. But I liked Millie, so when it time jumped to her older self, I wanted them to kind of go. I'm like, are we gonna get a flashback? Are we gonna get to see her again? So. So, uh, yeah, so she made an impression. Uh, she probably do a good job as the character. But like I said, I got to know, like, what the script's like and, like, what the director. I mean, Matthew Vaughn, he's been talking about Superman for years. I feel like he's trying to circle circle the thing and try to jump in there. Uh, Argyle is probably not going to help him in that regard from, from what it looks like. It, yeah. Yeah, and also, it depends, too. With Supergirl, they may want to do the Wonder Woman thing where they have a female director, you know, take over the project basically so that could be the case too um yeah and uh and and then there's like red sun which if matthew vaughn wanted to do that i'd be like okay but i wouldn't do henry i would i would cast somebody else's red sun superman for sure yeah well yeah yeah. we'll get to that we'll get to that conversation because i I wanted to get your guys opinion on that um but uh yeah do we think that maybe you know because one of the things that James Gunn has mentioned too is like there's been some shifting that's happened. And since we're already, you know, we're getting this and we might get a director announced soon. And it seems like a script is, is pretty much dialed in. Do we think that this might go into production this year? Yeah. Arnold said it might be late fall, like in the fall, yeah. but it, if it, if it's this year, it'll probably be like December. I can't imagine that it would. Yeah. That's, 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 a, that's very cool. Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's hard to say because like, I mean, reception has been positive with her casting, so they kind of oh, yeah. know their fans are on board with that, which is good. But at the same time, it's like, again, we have to talk about the elephant in the room. We know that Warner Brothers Discovery is, you know, uh, that there was just another report coming in recently. Oh where, yeah, like, even yeah, they were even like, Merrill Lynch was like, "Be careful about investing in this," you know. So it's like, <laughs> they're. They're going to be cutting corners, or they're going to oh, yeah. be—they're going to be not—they're going to be trying very hard to not okay. spend money if they don't have to. So you know what? I'm going to bring in corporate. I mean, Paul, what? Go what ahead. do you mean? Corporations are not uh, on the up and up. <laughs> the they're shit gonna... you say. Well, the b- <laughs> yeah. biggest problem with them is they got downgraded by two different two different financial institutions: Merrill Lynch and then Wells Fargo downgraded. Yeah, yeah when they, Fargo, when, that was the one. Yeah, when they put the um the news out by Amelia Cock getting, we covered it for about five minutes. And the rest of the show we covered was about what actually really matters. Because to be honest with you, without a company, you can't do shit. Yeah. You can't make a movie without without Warner Brothers Discovery. But I will you- say this. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But I will say this. like, I was just recently uh, listening to Dolph Lundgren on a podcast. It was uh, Adam Carolla's podcast. And they, they, they brought up, uh, you know, obviously they brought up aquaman too and and you know we've we've talked about like the whole that whole kind of like what happened when it came to that with reshoots and everything like that he you know and you know dolph lundgren is actually a very smart dude he's a smart dude and i was like and he actually mentioned he's all he i don't know if the i mean again take it with a grain of salt because just the numbers that he mentioned 
when it came to Aquaman 2, he said he saw that was made with a two hundred and thirty million dollar budget. That's what he said. And then he he was like, and it probably cost another probably almost a hundred to do reshoots. And I was like, geez, that's over three hundred million dollars that they'd spent on that. I mean, yeah, granted, it's the most successful one in the last <laughs> six movies, which is funny. But define success. I know do you need a moment? <laughs> I, I gotta, I gotta take that in a little bit. Yeah, I know. Three hundred right? million dollars for Aquaman two. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. And, and I was, I remember hearing, I was hearing a lot of that too. That it was over three hundred million as well. And the good thing about, I, I, I guess I could say, like the positive I'm trying to bring out when it comes to this is the fact mm. that when it comes to these new DC movies, is the studio doesn't have the money to come in and go this isn't working we got to reshoot 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 they're not going to be able to do that because they're not going to have the money to fork over and these budgets are going to have to be low and they're going to have to stick to these budgets and whatever comes out of it is going out onto the big screen so that that might be a positive though in there and yes that's what i was saying that's the positive out of this well yeah because the reshoots is I mean, those reshoots did so much for those movies, you know, with with the with the action Aquaman figures. Too. I'm Aquaman. Oh, I was like, what yeah. the hell is that? Because we needed we needed the action figures to tell the audience. What well, was that happening was where they saved the money. Pirate. That's yeah, that, that's how they saved that money. Yeah, yeah. but so, I mean, you, you speak about budgets. Like we covered this last night at Marvel Alliance. The Forbes putting out the budgets of some of these MCU shows. Let me run over some of these. Oh yeah, at that oh, point. please. So please. So uh, Hawkeye, one hundred and fifty million. She Hulk, two hundred and twenty five. Miss Miss Marvel, one hundred and fifty. WandaVision, two twenty five. Moon Knight, one hundred and forty seven point nine million. Secret Invasion, two twelve. Loki season one and two between one hundred and fifty and one hundred and forty one million dollars. Uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, one hundred and fifty million dollars. Echo. Reported budget of a forty million million dollars. You know what though? Those those are bargains. That's a bargain. Yeah. Over over six, five or six episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Because when when here's one of the things that that, the people realize when we when we talk about what money kind of money is spent when it comes on streaming, we leave out collective advantage. What it does overall, the investment you're putting in per like hour. So say for instance, you put in $150 million on a movie that you're putting in in a theater, you're getting two hours, two hours, 22 hours, 30 minutes. Most of these things are being spread over. You're getting a lot more time, a lot more effects, and a lot more production over six to eight episodes. Mm. So, and you're not talking about diminishing returns. When you put something on your streaming service, you're cutting out a lot of the middlemen, like that long table in Batman with Vicky Vell. But when you put it in a theater and you spend that much, it's automatically diminishing returns because you're talking about 35% goes to the, uh, the actual venue, this theater, like I said, bonuses, everything else, theatrical returns, all that stuff starts cutting down your money. So you're actually, even though that sounds like a lot of money, if you apply it to a box office, but if you take box office out of it, which is, it's not airing in a, in a theater, it's actually a bargain. Those are, those numbers are actually pretty good, you know, as far I, as uh, what true, you're getting. True, but, but, but I, when you I think guess about like how, oh. how many shows actually, how many shows actually spend that money, that amount of money for for it, this type of show though on a streaming service you, you'd be surprised how consistent those numbers are because once again you're not talking about dollar per dollar return you're talking about collective advantage like when game of thrones when game of thrones went off the air after its eighth ep- its eighth episode of the, the last season or sixth episode hbo in general lost 52 percent of their male demographic 
Now that's damaging. That's that that number. It, what it what it cost them is much more than the ten to fifteen million per episode that they spend. So if they mm. did a ten episode season and they spent ten or you know fifteen million an episode, they're still coming out on top because the collective advantages is they don't lose their demographic, and you keep people on your your streaming service because it's not just growth; it's retention. What kind of investment versus what you're making? If you're making, like I said, billions, you know, two billion a month on your streaming service, there's no amount of money you can invest in the box office that would give you that collective return. So you have to judge it in the fact that it's it's a piece of a very large and very valuable puzzle and not just box office. You know what I mean? I guess my question would be uh, streaming services are not doing well across the board. Yeah. Um, and especially with Disney Plus or say like a like a Max, there's no ad revenue so i've always wondered how do they make money other than the subscription the subscription and look what's happening with netflix i mean scott stuber just stepped down and now they're like i mean there looks like they're going to be scaling back when it comes to big budget movies which was like you know zach's over there making big budget movies like oh shit you know but they're going to probably concentrate more on shows which maybe this like this is like what william was kind of talking about is like they're going to take all this money and spend it all on just one movie. Maybe that doesn't maybe to maybe to when they break down the numbers, it's not working for them. But if they spend that money on a show, maybe that's more bang for the buck. Well, yeah. Plus it's, it's, it's an adjustment just because they're cutting back now and doing stuff that that, that's not their goal. Their goal is to do exactly what they started doing when the pandemic happened. They went to the future. They saw that money. Now they're going to have to make a different adjustments to get there, but trust me, they're not changing their mentality. They're just making a temporary adjustment. And when the dinosaurs retire, like the Zaslavs and a lot of these 70 and 80-year-old men who are still using box office and dinosaur logic to run these companies. And you have the Keylars and people that have grown up, the Generation Xers and below, that literally this is part of their reality. You're probably going to see it swing more towards that than anything. But the biggest problem is you have the dinosaurs trying to split the atom, and they don't know how to do that. All these guys, these studio heads have known for most of their careers is box office. And what, and that's the results that they judge their bonuses by and everything else. You need somebody who has that kind of vision that, and, and like I said, when you get those people in, they are going to spend the money it takes because there's no, there's no set of movies that you're going to put out. If, even if they, you put out a, a movie, nine movies and they all do a billion, right? That's, that's, that's nothing compared to if you get your streaming service up to, to 98 or 125 million times 16. There's there's your justification for your expenditure right there. Hmm. Hmm. It, it, yeah, it is interesting how I mean it's all yeah like you said the old school is box office and also you know TV ads you know and it seems like what's happening with some of these like didn't Amazon just roll out another plan for like streaming yeah, ad, and you have ads, ads now yeah they, you got they ads. have to do ads there's no other yeah. way to make money yeah the so subscriptions just... are not enough I don't think. Well, Amazon doesn't exist on their subscription. That's the, that's a byproduct. They want you buying pots and pans. Like, what's the face said? Yeah, sure. Yeah, that, that's, that's, their, always, that's their thing. You know, that's what I always said about. I mean, like when it comes to Amazon and Apple, it's like they have something behind it. That's why they yeah. can spend the money on on some of these like series or movies that look like, whoa, how much did they spend on this? It's like, well, they have it because they have this back here. Netflix doesn't have it. Warner Brothers doesn't have it. You know, it's these company. You know, Disney doesn't. Well, Disney kind of has it when it comes to their parks, but even those, yeah, but those are the product they produce at that point. You're like, you spent that much, and we got that. Yeah. Well, (laughs) everything that Amazon does is to get you onto their Amazon Prime. Like, I'm an Amazon Prime user. 
everything yeah. that they do in their entertainment era is to get you on their platform. To so buy shit. Yeah. yeah, that's it. So they're already justifying it. And, 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 and it, every streaming service is going to be different, you know? Yeah, even like when I uh, when I was talking in the beginning of the stream, I was like, oh yeah, maybe you know when I was saying like I haven't watched or I haven't read Woman Up Tomorrow, maybe I'll get it on Amazon. And I went, ah, God, brainwashed, shit. You know, I'm like, no, go to the local comic book store. Yeah, now. support see, your local comic book store. You I, I was like, God, I was like, see, they brainwashed me. I immediately went to, I'll buy it on Amazon. They got me. Why you got a trillion bucks, man? I feel like I'm in They Live. <laughs> I need those sunglasses. <laughs> that movie's classic. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. Oh, I love that movie. That's probably Carpenter's one of his best. I I yep. feel like the streaming services at this point, when the next five years are just basically going to become cable, but you can choose, you can pick and choose what you want to watch. I mean, that's basically where we're headed. Yep. You, um, you know, okay, keep going, sir. No, I was saying, I just like, I just don't like. I, I'm with you guys though. Like, I don't know exactly how streaming is profitable overall, which is why I think it's going to go to a more ad-based uh, thing and whatnot. And, you know, we'll just see what happens. We'll see how the wars uh, turn out and everything. I, I I see basically what's happening is that Netflix and the bigger companies are going to kind of converge to some degree and kind of make like package deals, most likely, kind of like how you used to buy for cable, except, you know, and you can probably get it without commercials, but you have to pay, you have to pay the extra, essentially. So that's that's going to be what basically happens. But um, yeah, as far as like pusher. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, listen, there's not much between drug dealers and like high executive (laughs) CEOs, if we're just being honest. (laughs) Organizational structure. Allegedly. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're not saying, you know, (laughs) but. I mean, uh, what it comes down to is just what company, like how they resource their money and how they u- utilize their things. I mean, I think Netflix has money to do what they want to do. I mean, they didn't they just make a deal for like five billion or something with the yep. uh, the WWE for right? Raw for the next uh, yeah for the next ten years, ten years, uh, five hundred million a year. Sports, sports, that's a big thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, Peacock yeah. has been benefiting from that the peacocks football games mm-hmm. they've been yep. having like record fucking like ratings and people subscribing just to watch the games so yep. if yeah. if peacock charged a service and they just had football and they had all of the big successful sitcoms that they did the last 20 years they'd be fine but instead it's just a whole other a whole other thing and we're, we're going to show you halloween for free on our service we want you to go to the theaters to watch it as well for some reason i'm not really sure what that what that whole thing was about but you know i mean it's like i said i right now we have to wait another five years basically to see how this all pans out because this is just this is just mayhem you know there's this whole thing about if you guys ever seen the movie moneyball this guy talks about the first person who goes through the wall is bloodied and then mm-hmm. uh, because it ruins love that because movie. this yeah, but he says about the thing about changing the system, everyone goes batshit crazy. We're in the batshit crazy part because Netflix got so popular and so profitable and everyone's trying to do Netflix. And, you know, I mean, AMC Plus, who is buying AMC Plus? I know. No. When, when you said that, Rebecca, Same people like, who oh, bought yeah, CNN that. Plus. Come on, Paul. Yeah, I think the streamers are following. Like I said last week, the streamers are going to follow the consumer. And the yeah. consumer is leading to the point. Like I said, I go to the theater all the time, but mm-hmm. I don't have a wife and two kids. I don't have I don't have all the things that right. are constricting financially. So it's not it, it, the streamers are going to follow the financial 
uh, structure of, of the average family and the average family is headed towards streaming because like I said last week, 125 yeah. bucks to take a family of four uh, with, with, with uh, you know, food and everything else, gas and everything else. And now you're talking about multiple movies. So some movies in the, what you realize, what you said, like the day and date release, like releasing Halloween on um, streaming and then releasing that actually is a successful uh, thing because okay. especially when you're talking about franchises, Dune, Dune Part Two is 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 is, is was green lit, partially not because of what it pulled in in the um, in the theaters, but the audience that it pulled in on HBO Max. Because remember, they didn't green light; they should have. They they did not green light Dune Two, and there's a lot of people I know because we promoted that movie that were not ever going to give Dune a chance, not for money. But if it's on their TV screen, they're they're more than likely to give it a chance. And now when you when you do Dune Two, there's no day and date release. You built an audience without them having to take on the liability of spending that money for a movie they may or may not be on. If you're on the fence, the day and date release thing really does help you. You know, as far as the true, and that's goes. what Kyler was like, kind of thinking about. I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was a solution, especially with what was happening then. And yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how Dune does. I mean, it's coming out in a month, and yeah. I mean, obviously, a lot of us here are excited for it. I'm going to go see it on yeah. the biggest screen possible. Sure, early. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, come that's right. Early Come to Vegas. If you got if you guys are ever on the East Coast, I recommend the Jordan's IMAX Theater in Reading, Massachusetts. And I also recommend the uh Providence Place IMAX Theater in Rhode Island. Those are the ones that I've gone to for Oppenheimer and a lot of other stuff. But February 29th, I'm gonna be there day one for for Dune. So for sure. I think ours is on the 24th, 25th. Hey, by the way, Kylar, that needs to be Zazal's replacement when he when he rides off into the sunset. I'm I'm that, with you. I'm with you with that, somebody that younger. Example. I mean, I, 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 I'm with that when it comes to the freaking president, for God's sakes. Anyways, that's a whole other thing. But it's like, mm-hmm. you know, we always have these old guys that are just like, hey, is the way, you know, it's like now we need some young blood in there. And again, I, I thought, I mean, yeah, the Kylar thing was like, it was like, well, that's what needed. It seemed like that was a good idea at the time. Maybe yeah, I don't know. it up. Yeah, he, he was a, he was an astronaut landing on the planet with a dinosaur still ruled. That's what Kyler <laughs> was, unfortunately. Tom Cruise ran by him like, "Fuck no, I'm not. I'm going to postpone mission, you know, or I'm going to postpone Top Gun." That, that's that great. Was. That's great for every Top Gun Maverick. There's a bunch of not Top yeah. Gun Mavericks. Exactly. So. I mean, that worked for that for sure. Yeah. That definitely mm-hmm. worked for that. But at the same time, it's like, man, it is. It, it's such a weird thing, and and then. Of course, the whole thing of like not knowing exactly like the full numbers when it came to all the streaming stuff. And yeah, these companies need to be a little bit more transparent. And it seems like that's we're leading to that, hopefully, you know, when mm-hmm. we know, you know, and but uh, but yeah, like like when it came to Scott Stuber leaving Netflix and the whole film division part was just kind of and they even said like, oh, we're never going to release our movies and, you know, fully and net, you know, on the big screen. And I'm like, right decision. You think that's the right decision? You know, right you, decision. It is the right. Okay, I'm even Netflix. If it wasn't for just like a week, like or just no, like a week. No, absolutely not. Here's wow. why. I'm Netflix. I'm not selling the theatrical experience. I'm selling. I want. I'm in it for subscriptions. Okay, that's my 38 billion a year. That's that's. I'm in it for subscription. Once again, collective advantage. I'm not sending you anywhere else to see to to see what I want you to to come here to see. That is the only thing that they sell. And you're telling me to send people to somewhere else when I created this thing for you to come to me. Now, for Oscar consideration, I, in every now and then, obviously, Oscar consideration or, or very, very limited scale. 
But Netflix should, should not do that. They literally created an attraction. They invest all this money in the attraction for you to subscribe. What if, That's it. What, if you, what if you couldn't watch it on the big screen unless you had a Netflix subscription? Even even still, though, because you're, you're, you're holding on, no, 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 because you're adding a dynamic. So, yeah. So say if I had a subscription and I, and I get to I get it on my ticket and I can go see it on, on the big screen that there's no there's no interest in, in that for them. And once again, whenever you put something in the theater, the studio has to spend the money to promote it. The studio takes a 35 percent hit because that goes to the theater. So why if I have a business model that's already working where I get almost all of my my revenue back because there's no middleman. Would I add more mouths to feed at my table? Hmm. Doesn't make any sense. Makes zero sense for them to do that on a regular basis. Occasionally, every now and then, yeah. But no, you 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 are in business for because of your subscribers. That is what you sell. You are not, you know, that is part of their business model. That is their business model, and it, it makes zero sense for them to make any regular adjustment to that business model. You know, and I wanted to see Rebel Moon on a big screen. But I knew we weren't going to get it in in a wide engagement, and I understood why. Yeah, they created that for me to come subscribe to Netflix. Yeah, and then you know they had the special screenings, which you know hopefully you know four or five, you know twenty thirty, but not wide release. But but then of course it was the it was the the theaters that Netflix owns too. So yeah, so it's not they're not they're not cutting. You know, there's no extra mouths there. You know what I mean? So they yeah. yeah, I mean I'm wondering if they're ever going to expand anymore. When it comes to that, but it doesn't sound like you know they are. They're just going to stick stream uh, to streaming, yeah. of course. Yeah, I mean, I'm with William. They pretty much do it for the Oscars qualification for the most part, you know. Unless you're doing like Rebel Moon, which Rebel Moon for me, I I wanted to go to New York to see it, uh, but then I but then it's it's that whole thing that they they tried to, you know, build off like the Snyder Cut stuff, and it's like, well, I want to see part one of Rebel Moon. But I want to see the director's cut, which I know is an hour longer and an R-rated cut. Well, it's violent, like, yeah, yeah, Ultimate and it's Zach, so it's going to be, you know, a, a more you know involved experience at that point. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering like how that's going to play out because I mean, it seemed like a I get what they were trying to do, hmm. but then when I saw how divisive the you know part one got with, and then everybody knowing that there is going to be that director's cut, and even Zach going like. It's kind of like a completely different movie. Everybody was like, then why the fuck did I watch this one? You know? And I was just kind of like, ah, but at the same time, I mean, I get it. Maybe because I was just, I, I like to see like, okay, let's see this version. Okay. I enjoyed it, but I could tell they're you know, even watching it. I'm going, ah, yeah, that there's a longer mm. scene there. Oh yeah. There should be a lot of blood there. You know, it's like, there's a lot of that stuff. Uh, and then I just kind of go like, for me, it's, fine because i just look at it as i'm getting like four Zack snyder movies essentially you know mm. so i'm looking at it like that but not but of course i'm just i'm a Zack snyder you know diehard fan so it's easy for me to look at it like that but when it comes to general audience and people who aren't yeah i could see why they're like why am i gonna watch this if i know there's a better version probably that's yeah. around the corner so the director's cut um or extend it or what, what, yeah the director's cut for part one is in april right and no, then no no the part we two we get part yet. two yeah part two, we get part in, two april. in april yeah we okay. get, so yeah so we get both the the pg-13 cut down versions first and then apparently summertime we start getting we, we're gonna get the director's cuts okay. which i think they should go ahead and they should they should release those director's cuts right when the april 19th comes around 
because at that point you've extended the conversation as long as you're going to. I I I I wanted to see the full cut, but I, I marketing wise, Netflix gotten better at this because the problem Netflix always had is they gave everything out in one shot. The conversation lasted for as long as it took you to binge watch it. Now they're doing things that keep you in the conversation over over an extended amount of time, and it you know it whether you're talking, no matter what you're saying about it, you're saying something about it. Whereas once Stranger Things season four was over, even though I loved it, the conversation lasted for a couple of weeks afterwards, and then we're on to something else. Uh, so they, they're doing a better job. Old school Netflix would have just released everything on the same day. Part one, part two, director cut, everything would have been running, and then the conversation's over. Uh, so if you're going to build a franchise, you probably want to extend the conversation a little bit longer than the weekend it takes you to watch everything. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be interesting because there's no official dates yet when it comes to that but yeah, yeah i mean it's i don't know it's such a weird thing to like these they're just all trying to figure it out and you know i mean i mean look at aquaman too well, going back to that it's like it's already now you can you can watch it at home now even though it was making money essentially i mean obviously hearing like some of the numbers that i threw out there it it, it it's still up it's still dead in the water kind of thing but that's gonna be the new model though but they're gonna get these movies out there to the studios and they're gonna rush those to pvod the, yeah. the whole they're they're trying to get anything that they put out uh on pvod and streaming as soon as possible because that's where the diminishing returns stop pvod they get a much larger percentage you know on their on their services they get they get the full benefit of it they don't have to cut you know checks for bonuses they don't have to cut you know cut 35 percent out they're they're eventually going to do it 30 day windows is going to watch within three years three, you're going to have a 30 day window yeah 30 day the window only, and because that they want to they want to get their most of their money back the, the only difference is if you have say like a Super mario brothers or a barbie and it's just yeah. making bank then they're then they'll keep it longer and they'll say hey, hey we got a top gun maverick Gonna have to wait a little longer for the for the you know digital release or something like that. Yeah, because yeah. then they can pay those bonuses off without before it gets to them and they get all their money. But yeah, mm -hmm. but for like I said, most movies are not Barbie, no. Oppenheimer, or the majority of movies barely break even for 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 studios. Yeah, you know, and then the theaters are the, the margin for a theater to stay open is razor thin. They were they make, they only make the thirty five percent off of that, so they got that's why you you know you're paying ten bucks or you know, uh, for popcorn and $7 for whatever, you know, beer and all that. It's, that's it's, that's it, where their markup is. Dude, the, no, well, I think the beer is a separate thing because, man, the beer is cheaper than everything else. It's oh, like, yeah, I don't buy beer, so I, yeah, I, you know, thing, you know, I'm thinking like, football prices, but I know popcorn buy, is. Yeah, you could buy a beer for like 6 bucks, and you're buying a freaking popcorn for 11 and it's like, what? That doesn't even make sense. Uh, I wanted to bring this up, too, because uh, I wanted to make sure that, like, I don't know if you guys saw this art from Detrinti. Do you guys know who that is? Who does, oh, yeah. like yeah, no, I know. He's teasing already um, some Supergirl art right here. Her with the sword. Cool. Yeah. So. Is it is it possible to make that bigger? I don't. The, there isn't really. It's oh, like because okay. he so he hasn't revealed it yet. Like, he's like, teasing like it. it. Like, oh, that's on his pad sideways. Okay. I see. Yeah. So he's not, he's like kind of teasing it. So he's not showing like. And I think he's not finished with it yet, but yeah, he was. Uh, I remember seeing this right there, but yeah, that's Melissa, Rebecca. That's Melissa's boobs, though. I can tell. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but uh, he's he's got the uh, gold belt pretty good. Like Is it, that yeah. that that looks like it would be hard to do a live action if you tried to adapt the Woman of Tomorrow <laughs> a gold part of the skirt? Mm -hmm. I did see a Boss Logic fan art uh, with oh, yeah. Millie Alcock, mm -hmm. and that one, whoo, that was rough. 
uh, dropped, because, yeah. <laughs> because oh yeah, I don't... was that where her like the the cape was like drooped over her shoulders? I didn't, I didn't mind the cape, but the oh, skirt yeah. made no sense. Oh. It like had a hole in was... the middle, and I was like, "How is that? Is it attached to the bodysuit? Is well, it? Can, how uh, is it going to stay up? That makes no I, sense." I can show something that I showed to Morgan um, a little bit earlier this week. Uh, let me, I can send it to in the chat here. Oh. Um, was it this one? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get yours too. But was it this one from Boss Logic? Yes, that, that one. Yeah, yeah, that that, yeah. that, that dip in the good. skirt yeah. in the middle. Like, what yeah, that is that? That does not look good. It reminds <laughs> me of the, the new Fifty Two uh, suit. Oh, yeah, that one. That, that, one, one that, that that reminds me of in the comics. They had uh, at one point they were uh, putting it out to the fans, like, "Hey, design a Supergirl suit, and we'll put it in a comic book story," which is an awesome thing. And uh, some of the designs were interesting. One of them was uh, one of them was designed by a, a young lady named Margaret. But I w and even though I criticize Margaret's design, she got it in a comic book, so that's great for her. Uh, but it didn't even make sense as to how it would stay on her body. So I guess as long as it stays on the body, it's that's good. That's what we're hmm. aiming for. True. That one's not bad. I mean, that's I mean, pretty good. Gorgeous. Yeah. Ben Silver. I mean, they took the cover. Yeah, they're basically yeah, they just got the cover right there. So, yeah, I mean, there's been some interesting ones. I mean, somebody sent me the one that I've always just been using in my thumbnails, which is in the thumbnail with this one, where it was like, oh, that's pretty good, thanks. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, the ones that they were really trying to like, you know, show the costume in a different way. I saw like I, I saw one. I don't know where it was. I talked about it on a film junkie live, but yeah, like the the cape was completely like like over the shoulders like in a batman fashion and mm -hmm. i just was like i was like that she has to do this that looks like it's way too tight like like what the heck it just looked awkward i was like and this i don't know if supergirl having this cape being so drooped over the shoulders is like i don't think that works for a supergirl or superman because they have to you know raise them so batman it works i love it when batman has it over her shoulders that looked <laughs> awesome for sure that works but anyways i wanted to like show that because I, I remember seeing that pop up earlier wanted to get your guys opinion on it but detrinti i don't know i always say his name wrong but he always does good work but yeah he teased that today um and uh yeah we'll see what the overall thing looks like but uh yeah uh talking about uh the streaming and everything um yeah it's gonna be interesting especially with rebel moon and you know netflix did release like their whole like slate for tv and little previews of everything mm. a couple days ago which was cool we got some first looks and we got some you know things look cool you know it is always interesting because anytime i see one of those i ended up i end up watching probably about 10 percent of them <laughs> it's like i never watch like all that stuff and i'm like all right i don't know you know i don't know about you guys but i, I don't really watch a lot of that stuff i'll be like oh yeah there's that 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 Jamie Foxx and Cameron Diaz movie that's coming out. I'll probably forget about it in ten minutes. I don't know. It's just like, am I going to remember watching that, or maybe if I open it up and I'll see it and maybe give it a chance? But yeah, there's a lot of things on there. I'm like, I just want I just want Cobra Kai and not get to Cobra Kai. You and me, yeah, Cobra you Kai. and me both, Andy. Yeah, like, I, I like I I don't know what else they fucking showed, and that's you know sizzle. <laughs> For me, I'm just like, like I'm like, I'm like okay, get, get a fucking moment. I want to see Cobra Kai. <laughs> yeah but then that's um, 
that's ending, which sucks. I know, but yeah. all good things must come to I know. They got a they got a rush to the Jackie Chan movie. So that's yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I forget that that's, that's also coming. coming out this year apparently. <laughs> well that's see that's the thing is I think what happened was with Sony is that because of the strikes, they were I mean, I think they had a lot of it already written out and everything for this last season, but they had to go on they had to stop because of the you know the strikes and everything. But they clearly were like still had the announcement ready to go and was just like, well, announce it anyway. Who cares? Basically, like not like because I guarantee you that they're probably going to do it where the ending of the show literally ends with Jackie Chan somehow in the show or whatever. Oh, like, yeah, you know, you're right. It's like the big tease for the movie. But now it's not, not going to mean anything because we already know <laughs> they're doing the movie. So I don't I, I don't know how any of that marketing works that they that they had to like they were contracted to put it out regardless even with the strikes. If Johnny and Miguel are not in it, I don't give a shit. Mm, yeah. They better I think, be. uh, I, I, what I see happening is I see both of those worlds colliding. Cause uh, I, I mean, I was fine with Jackie Chan stuff, not being canon to karate kid. And I think even the creators of, of Cobra Kai had said it was a separate universe, but you know, Jackie Chan, I get it. So what I see happening is sort of just karate like, it's being a combo. Karate, karate, infant karate kids. Well, that's like they wanted to call they wanted to call the uh, Jackie Chan one. They wanted to call it the Kung Fu Kid to make it different and all that other stuff. But the, but of course, some executive was like, "Well, they're not going to know what that means. Like, you got to call it the Karate Kid so they know it's a new version of the Karate Kid." And the guy's like, probably like, "Well, there's no karate in the Jackie Chan version. It's all Kung Fu based. Which is called Karate Kid." And then that's so that's they had to i mean it was it's branding it's branding you know they had to do that but yeah it was like i remember watching it and i was just like i love jackie chan (laughs) so much but i was just like uh and and i think and i think like the the fact that we don't have pat morita anymore mr miyagi Mm -hmm. um and i think they 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 want to if he was still around i don't know how old he'd be if he was still around uh but uh He'd be up there for sure. But I think that was always like a factor of like, okay, we don't have Mr. Miyagi anymore, which of course is like, I mean, when you think about Karate Kid, it's always, you know, it's Daniel and Mr. Miyagi. So mm-hmm. trying to, and that's why I didn't think that Cobra Kai was going to work. I'm like, how the fuck mm-hmm. are they? I remember seeing that first trailer going, this is, what is this bullshit? This is not going to, it's on YouTube Red, huh? You know, it was like so ridiculous. But then I watched and I went, oh my God, this, they're making it work somehow. And then Netflix bought it. Right. So maybe hopefully with this little transition to movies with Jackie Chan could could maybe be something pretty special because I mean who doesn't love yeah. Jackie if, Chan? If the Cobra Kai guys are involved in writing it then yeah. or or their team is then I'm all I'm all in. Cause like they at every every time they do a new season, I go, how are they gonna like what are they gonna do Thanks. next? And it's like it's like Rumpelstiltson with like the hay turning into gold. Like that's what they do <laughs> with that show. And and try being a fan of that show when it was still on YouTube Red. And I I remember like being so pumped about that show. I'm telling everyone I could about it. Even friends I knew who had loved Karate Kid. They're like, "What's it on?" I was like, "YouTube Red." And they're like, "Okay." And then they they, they just see like their eyes glaze over and walk away basically. So thank God Netflix bought it because like a cor- it went to like number one almost I think immediately when yeah. all three seasons were put out. So, do you want Cobra Kai, Rebecca? I do. I actually really uh, love Cobra Kai. Uh, Johnny is my favorite character, and I would watch it just for him. 
Daniel LaRusso is uh, the worst. Yeah. Uh, I used to love him. I loved him in the movies, and I don't know why, but I, uh, I, I just kind of skip past his scenes See, a little bit. I just kind of. This is why she's my duo. This is why yeah. she's my duo. She has good taste. <laughs> but I love. See, that's the brilliance, though, right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, but it they is. they flipped they flipped it in such a nice yeah. way. And uh, yeah. just FYI, uh, Pat Morita would be ninety-two years old if he. Was okay, so yeah, he'd be holy way fuck, up there. yeah, so he'd yeah. be up there. He'd be way up there, but yeah, uh, but yeah, that, I mean, you're right though. That's how they flipped it, and I think I think a lot of it has to do with that 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 video that went viral like a while ago that said Dan Russo is really the villain of Karate Kid, yep. you know, and they backed up Johnny, <laughs> you know, and and I think like uh, yeah, and I think a lot of people thought that that kind of was the basis of Cobra Kai because yeah, you really. F- I mean, that's the thing that was so brilliant about that first season. It was like Johnny was like, not I don't give a shit. I'm old school. Stop crying, you pussy. And just kind of just saying the stuff that people wanted to say to like kids sometimes, you know, and and you, you just felt sorry for him. And yeah. And then Daniel just kind of came off as like, oh, yeah, well, I, I rooted for you in the original movies. I did. I didn't look at the idea of it where yeah. it's they flipped the idea of the underdog. Like the underdog yeah. now is Johnny. Johnny's now down in his luck instead of Daniel being, yeah. you know, the, the dweeby little kid that everyone picks on at that point. Well, now he's a little adult instead. Yeah. Now he's very successful. He's gotten to that point in his life. And now you got Johnny down on his luck and he's bring the, you know, the first season you bring in all the down on the luck, um, you know, kind of like the, yeah. the new LaRusses coming mm-hmm. into Cobra Kai yeah. And, you know, without spoiling it, then it starts turning Cobra Kai gets corrupted again. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, no, but, and it's good, too, because they keep on like flipping, flipping it. And then there's team ups. But I think what really like holds it together is just like because Daniel and Johnny are so opposite that they can't really just get along. So that's always like there's always that struggle and it always falls apart. You know, so I think that's always even though like, yeah, you might like a character more than the other character, but it the fact that they're so polar opposite, I think that's what really makes that, that whole thing work. And then you got all these kids that are like, um, I'm with you now. No, I'm with you. Wait, you're my dad. I don't know. You know, it's like, it's like one of those things. We're going to form yeah. Eagle Fang. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Eagle Fang. I my absolute shit. Cause I was like, I, call, I put on pause and I called Jordan. I'm like, Jordan, Eagles don't have eagles don't have, and he goes, I know. <laughs> That's what's brilliant about it. It's so dumb. It's brilliant. Yes. No, I, I I still wish that uh, the guy who plays Johnny, if if he was just thirty years younger, he could have been our boost to gold. Now, true. I remember. Yeah, I know. Especially with uh, you know, um, uh, Sholo being Blue Beetle, it's like they already have the chemistry. It's yeah, like, Rebecca, uh, now I know you like Cobra Kai. Now you have to watch Blue Beetle. Oh yeah, and I mean it's on my to do list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's on our list. Yeah, no, I mean Sholo is very likable. He's a very likable dude, and um, hopefully he does have some kind of appearance when it comes to the new DCU. Um, oh, well, he's like the, and, only, he's the only good thing that came out of these five, five <laughs> fucking uh, movies that came out in the last <laughs> amount of years. Okay, okay, yeah. we get But uh, how? I mean, it's it is pretty interesting too because you know we have it's already been a year since they announced the DCU kind of crazy that we're a year i mean imagine another year goes by and we're already gonna have you know more directors more scripts more things in production we're gonna see more reveals we're probably gonna see the supergirl costume by then we're gonna have so much superman legacy stuff because when is that supposed to come out june july of 2025 
So we probably will already have at this time next year. We'll, I'm guessing we'll have a teaser at least. I mean, they, they, this is James Gunn. He, yeah. I literally, I was one of the people who went to his first Guardians panel in 2014 at Comic Con, and they had just started Guardians one. Like maybe it was not even a month. It was maybe one or two weeks. And he's like, so like, if you guys can just forgive the the blue screens and stuff like that, we have a little something. It looks, it also like fucking fucking good. And I'm just like, <laughs> two weeks. I'm like. What is this bitch made of? So like, <laughs> it, like he is gonna be. A, I know he'll be a comic con. He will have something to show, and it you know he oh, can be like, oh my god, I've only filmed. You know, we've just filmed for three months, but here's something. No, it's like there's a I'm reason. Just, for, hmm? I'm just curious between um because you know you're looking at 2014 with Avengers money, uh Disney doing Guardians one, and now you're looking at you know Warner Brothers Discovery yeah. budget doing superman so i'm curious i how am much, really curious how common well actually how much did the first guardians cost? yeah that's yeah look that up was that's it 100 like, uh, 100 million 150 i feel like it was 165 i think wasn't it 165 okay. but here's the thing about that it the, the comparison goes away when you're talking about you're not going to have that benefit of the doubt with dc because when guardians of the galaxy came out, i think it was their ninth or tenth movie you had the credibility built up so there's things you can do mm-hmm when you're in that that structure that was already built, that he's not going to be able to get the benefit of the doubt. So that's what I mean about getting what you pay for. You cannot do pick and save Superman. There is no such thing as a low-budget Superman. You try it. I Listen, James Gunn, if you're watching the vodka stream right now, <laughs> whatever you do, whatever character you bring in, if you do pick and save Superman, it's fucking dead on arrival. You cannot put pick and save up with no. Neiman Marcus and Ruth Chris Steakhouse. You just, you can't do that. No, it, it, no, it's going to be an instant turnoff, and people won't even give them the time of day. If it, if it looks like that, they're going to be like, okay, well, if that's what you thought, you know, about putting into it, then you want you want us to peel out our money out of our pocket when you couldn't do, you know, peel it out of yours. That's. I hope he doesn't go for that. So 170 well, I, million I, for the first Guardian. So yeah, right. But well, I, where you, wait, where are you getting? Because I get, I have two forty two. Uh, I was looking at. I, I was looking at IMDb. Two forty two. Wikipedia. I pulled the wrong. I pulled the wrong number. That's no. That's the budget. Yeah. 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 Two forty-two. Wave too much. I want to say. I mean, just budget, not counting marketing and everything. I'm assuming minimum they're going 150 mil. It's got that's what's got to be the floor. The floor has to be one minimum. Floor has to be 150. 150. So I mean, I could see like knowing how gun works and what his 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 style is like i can see there being a lot of talking scenes and with a 150 million dollar budget there probably will be a lot of talking scenes because it means he's Rebecca, did you have up what, what how much was man of steel made of uh, before oh uh it was two it had a 200 mil yeah it didn't i saw some report that it already had made a profit by the time it went to the theater yeah because it was all, all the, the uh product placement yeah the product placement yeah. for that one was excellent yeah. bbs too yep it, it had already made a profit before it even hit the theater yeah budget uh, was below in 225 to 258 i, I it's probably okay. somewhere no close to 225 but yeah. it made 668 million which is like i said when you look at previous superman movies that that's that's a win that and that's sad that warner brothers didn't know what a win was at the time that's why yeah, they didn't on. They didn't understand. They they, they wanted they, to the math. It, they wanted it to be a billion dollar hit. In yeah, I, IMDb says uh, Man of Steel's budget yeah. was two twenty five, uh, two hundred twenty five yeah. million. 
And, and like I said, Superman's going to be the harder, even though you start with Superman, the more relatable and more, more money worthy character period across the board is going to be Batman. Uh, because the general public relates more with Batman than they do uh, the modern day public than Superman. That's why, it's, yeah. like I said, it's, you know, but you got to have him. It's Superman. So the way that Gunn's been talking about it, I, I see there being a lot of scenes happening at the planet because it's going to be office. I don't think it's going to be the office, but it's like office based. A lot of the banter back and forth. If they did sell documentaries, like, you know, I cannot believe her. Like, if, hey, yeah, if, if, if that happened, White, I can Barry White Superman. turns to the camera and says, I, I know he's Superman. <laughs> I, I, I'm just going to play along at this point. I would actually lose my absolute yeah. shit if, if uh, anyone <laughs> would turn to the camera and goes, did you, are you, are you getting this? Oh, you're getting yeah. it? Oh, yeah, you're getting it. That, the thing that's really that's gonna... not... Oh, sorry, go on. Well, I was saying, like, the thing that's really, uh, that's going to sell this movie is just the likability of, like, these main characters. I mean, Clark and Lois is going to be that, and even Jimmy and everything. Like, it just mm. seems like people need to fall in love with these characters, <sighs> the majority of them, and that's what's, that's the thing. What, what, what William? <laughs> no, I didn't say anything. What? I'm typing. Oh, yeah, yeah, you, you were talking. Oh, like, oh, oh, I'm looking down because Phil got his <laughs> copy of Ultimate Spider-Man I sent him. Oh, oh okay. You're oh, right. Right. I thought you were right. You're right. right. what I said. <laughs> I like, you look totally like, what? Like, you don't want them to like Clark and Lois and Jimmy? I mean. <laughs> no, nah, I, I, no, they do. But I, like I said, I think that uh, they just need to go ahead and I know this is going to sound crazy, uh -oh. but not think of the box office results for this movie while they're yeah. approaching this movie, because I don't think this movie is going to do very well, but that doesn't matter. They still have to take that step because it's a credibility building thing. Well, like what you said I, last mm -hmm. week, remember what you said about the, um, someone should get a promotion if they get this. Yeah. If they break that. 500 million. They should be correct. That person needs to be your next uh, something else uh, in, in a bonus. Because like I said, first of all, Superman doesn't sell as much as Batman. And yeah. two, you have a wrecked history and like I said, and forget about the haters and the extremists. It's the the, the average fan is what's going to hurt this movie if it does hurt because it's been it's been too much time to drift away from what Superman meant to the modern era. So you got to make that reconnection, and you're probably going to have to take it in the balls to do it. But they shouldn't worry about that if it doesn't make five hundred. Say say it's it considered a bomb by like people who don't matter, but you're confident in what you put out there, and you think that you have a cornerstone for everything else. Then that's what that's what needs to you know it needs to be judged by a different lens this time around because there's just been too much credibility damage. Too many people have just walked away from uh, DC movies. It uh, sounds so the brand needs to be rebuilt. If the general audience walks out of the film and their impression is basically it's mid, the the movie the movie's going to be in trouble. Like I still that's hate that. I hate the whole. Mid. No, I know, I know. I I, I, know, I don't I, know, I don't like, using the phrase myself. Jim. I know, I know. I know. The way that you yeah. said it, I could totally tell you feel the he, same way. He's, you're he's like, just. I hate that. He's word. just trying to communicate <laughs> like the youth. Yes, exactly. It's, 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 it, it's mid woke. Let's just that'll be the next let's one. Mid woke. Let's just <laughs> let's just not rely on these uh, shitty TikTokers. Uh, you know, yeah. one in particular. I think everyone knows who. Um. I, rotten I tomatoes and all this other stuff. To be honest with you, I mean, it's so just you mean, it's. You mean corrupted tomatoes? You know, yeah, you know. we were warning everyone for ten years, and and then the vulture person are going to like, they they rotten tomatoes. It's it, it's been it's been bought by studios. They're like yeah. it's like like how could this happen? Nobody. Like, you know what I think about? I think about go. You know when you go back to look at the first Iron Man again. Again, you know these are two very different situations. But I'm thinking that like if they do what you know because. So something me and Rebecca talked about on the flash because we were going through like 
don't know, we were talking about something to DCU. We were going through the ridiculous box office results of the, what they considered a flop and not a flop. But like yeah. the fact was that they stuck to their gun the whole time with you know like you know they did Iron Man one, they did Incredible Hulk, Captain America four, and then Avengers. They stuck to it because I mean if you look back now, if you look back at those numbers that they they were not even Captain America more. bombed hard. That first yeah. Captain America was a so huge Hulk. flop. Yeah. Um, what, what, what they did was they got people invested in it. If they knew, oh, there's another Marvel movie coming over, uh, coming around. Oh, there's a post credit tease to to get me to sell me to the next movie. It got people invested. So even if you had Thor to the Dark World, which was a real stinker, people still went to go see it because they had been invested in that universe. So but, but, I, but I here's think the other thing too. Yeah, they they actually kept to their. They actually didn't uh, like massively throw the baby out with the bathwater. They, they didn't blink. The, they didn't blink. They kept to yeah. the plan. They made yeah. slight changes. They made alterations behind the scenes, little adjustments here or there, but they didn't panic. Yep. Exactly. Do you, do you guys wow. know the difference between those movies and what's happening now? Hmm. Intelligence? That, well, <laughs> for sure. Back then, it was just Marvel Studios being distributed through Paramount. And then, ah, yeah. and then mm-hmm. as Avengers mm-hmm. happened, they got bought by Disney. Yeah, Disney. Fuck now, again, Disney. I don't blame Disney because we still got to Infinity War and Endgame with Disney. So it's not like Disney's necessarily the bad guy. But when you have executives now coming into the boardroom being like, well, we need to make sure the new toy gets put out there. We have to make sure that happens. That's you know? JPEG. <laughs> uh, that, <laughs> yeah. That's what JPEG did when he came in. And you see it's it's kind of changing, you know, as it writes shit. But that's what happens when you have faith. Like I said, mm. I, when, when 2013 to 2017 happened, and I'm like, what dummy considered BVS a failure? Yeah. It was what, a what, what, Yeah. It didn't make what, what dummy that couldn't count, use their toes and their fingers to count to 871 million? I, I mean, a calculator or something like that. So you have a movie yeah. that comes out and makes 660 million. All right. I don't care who's criticizing it, what. I mean, I don't care. If the next movie makes 871 million, I'm listening to the, to the cash register. I'm not listening to Twitter heads. I'm not listening to Rotten Tomatoes. I it, listen. None of that shit pays bills. No. You know, is if you continue to increase your your fold, well, the the the, the people were divided. I don't give a fuck. When things are divided, you choose a side that is paying you. That's how you stay yeah. in business. That's how that's that's the one thing Marvel and MC has always been able to do. Yeah, there's been noise about all their movies, but they listen to the the hand that is handing them the money. You know, do your best for those other people, but the people who continue to give you money, and if they would have stayed on their trajectory, they would have gotten where they wanted to be. But you had people who were not connected to the IP in ways that Feige had come up through, and so they didn't know how to develop uh, develop these characters. That's the one good thing well, about Gun. Th- they had people know. connected to the IP, but they had people who didn't understand movies. Jeff Johns oh, and over them, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they had people Jeff- over them. When they started listening to Jeff Johns and not Zach and Chris Nolan, yeah. that's when everything fell apart. But I mean, yeah. uh, Marvel right now has gone through this transitional period because the fact that only, as far as I know, Deadpool 3 is the only movie that's coming out this year. Yeah. The fact that Born Again, it sound, I mean, I know there's differing reports, but it sounds like they're listening to the actual fans for they once. Are. And, yeah, it looks, are. and as far as Echo is concerned and all this, it looks like Netflix Daredevil is canon. So... Yep. To me, well, it worked. It worked. The old Marvel way was don't break things that are that are working. Yeah. So yeah. now you know they're they're going through that, and I'm happy to, to, yeah, to the see people, that. The people who made all those original Marvel TV shows, I can only imagine how 
much they must, must they be much they must be smirking about oh they they want Marvel Studios doing this creative overhaul because they want to do more traditional TV shows. Bitch, we did that. <laughs> we did that for several years. Age of the Shield, all the Netflix shows, Runaways, Cloak and Dagger. But no, Kevin Feige and Jeff Love just hated each other so much that Kevin was just too proud. Well, he was he's evolved because before it was just about if it if I didn't produce it and bring it up through our levels, it, it just didn't make it on, it wasn't gonna make it on to into his universe. Because yeah. everything that came through the MCU, he you know, there was a time where if it didn't come up through his way, that he wasn't going to bring it in. And, it, and, and, we, and when it came to Daredevil, we saw what, what what we saw a preview when it came to She-Hulk, and I think a lot of people went like, "Oh boy!" Like uh, walk, the walk of shame was embarrassing. Yeah, no, I, love shame. That. I love that. Too. Oh, I wanted to throw up. I, I don't. I don't mind that episode in general, or just I'm talking in in general, just it's because not terrible. No, Tra- Charlie Cox is a very very like very good actor with good range, and I've also loved daredevil for a long time that is the more puckish rogue daredevil as opposed to the netflix daredevil that being said she hulk is a very mixed bag of a show and that's being generous and like even (laughs) even as a fan of she hulk they i i think personally they leaned way too much into the john byrne years and not enough into the modern you know courtroom drama which is what people i think kind of i would be fine with her breaking the fourth wall that's she hulk that's what she does but if they had concentrated more on it being a a courtroom type show that would have been, I think, that would have been a more progressive version of Marvel tackling a different genre and different things. Because and they kind of sold it like that too. But then, it yeah, they did, and then it didn't, and then it wasn't that. Yeah, yeah. They wasted a good actor because that the girl who Tadia Maslow, that's oh, she, cast, she's one of the best yeah. actresses out there, and she just didn't have a lot yeah, of work to work. With. The she casting broke the fourth wall. She did a fantastic job with mm-hmm. it. I mean, she was yeah. she was, she was, she was the best part of that show. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. The I would casting love to be in Deadpool free, honest. I would love to, you know, but you know, since they're already breaking four mm-hmm. walls there, you know, I think it'll be fun. That'd be pretty yeah. great. They, I don't they, need to see season two of that show, but I do want to see her continue in the MCU. As she she's gonna show. Show. Yeah, she'll, she'll be around. She doesn't need to yeah. have a show. <laughs> and they definitely need to redo her CGI for sure because they mm-hmm. know that that was one of the the biggest complaints. And she'll well, she'll come back because the casting has been solid. Miss Miss Marvel is a well casted. Yeah character mm-hmm. it's just the show was kind of a mixed bag i didn't see that i still haven't seen the marvels which i've heard i've heard is had gotten like a mixed reception i mean this marvel the show is better than the marvel i mean i mean i think miss yes. marvel is like again probably to, to me like almost as good as wandavision because again you know but again that show is more targeted towards my demographic my culture and you know other people you know brown people's culture and so on both it was like the most refreshing thing we'd had in a while because you know i remember watching you know moon knight and i was kind of like this just kind of feels like low, you know, low budget moon irritable uh, because again they, they're trying to do the whole dark thing, you know. And, and I kind of wish that they had done the whole Marvel spotlight thing back then, so that they could have done, you know, because they obviously wanted to make Moon Knight like a shit dark show. Yeah. And so yeah, I they didn't give themselves enough time. Six episodes is not enough time to explore. Yeah. What you really need to want to explore is Mr. Mr. Knight. That's that's a little too way too early to bring in Mr. The Mr. Knight persona. I would sooner most appreciated seeing Jake Lockley and Mm. then lead to Mr. Knight. But even responding to the the She Hulk CGI, you you, Hulk look better because they've had time to be do Hulk for in the movies. This was was the first time they they attempted it, so it was going to be. A little more janky at the. I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm just saying that there are no, certain things when you have it over time, doing the same character over and over again. You have that. You have that setup. 
Yeah. But then it also and, didn't help the fact that Marvel student Disney has been, you know, not being good to not being good to their visual effects people, oh, which is why I'm, you know, I'm hoping oh God, yeah. supposedly the strike is supposed thing. to happen for them. So, you know, I'm like, yeah, good on them. Mm-hmm. You know, That's right. Yeah, yeah, we're getting a new strike possibly this year. Remember when you went out and said shit last year? Look how good it went for you for five months. How about <laughs> just listen to them and we can get back to work? Because we that's yeah. all we want. We you know, like you know, because again, it's like you look at the earlier MCU product, it's like when you give them time and you don't change the third act, like what two weeks before the theatrical cut cup comes out, you can actually get good end results. I'm just <laughs> saying. Stop making sense, um, Andy. now is Deadpool that. still slated for the summer? Because I yeah. they mm-hmm. just wrapped, and I can only yeah. imagine the VFX people are gonna be uh, well, up for many nights. The good thing is, is like they've been working on you know, during the strike, they were working yeah. on it because they could. Yeah, they, yeah, they could staff. work. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so they've been working it. on the movie. And apparently, I mean, it was only it was like a 30 day, 40 day. And I think it was mainly like it's that this opening sequence, this opening scene, it, the first act is going to be batshit crazy. I mean, apparently that's what they were. That's were. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it could be the second act or, or something. I don't know. But uh, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, they've been working on the post. Yeah, but I'm sure there is going to be some long days when it comes to trying to finish this thing by July. But I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Look, it's it's R-rated. It's Hugh Jackman. It's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Like, that's that's all I ask. So, I mean, mm-hmm. for for me, I what I see happening is, like, it's – for this, I think uh, someone is, I think Matthew Vaughn said kind of a similar thing, but basically it's going to be a palate cleanser because the thing that Deadpool does best is he mocks his genre and MCU is kind of do that uh, with yeah. all of all the stuff that's been happening between, you know, between Kang, the multiverse stuff, like, y- you know, y- the timelines, Deadpool's just going to, and because of his situation in the movie, it's just going to be like ripe for, for that. And so we just have to hope that, However, it comes out, however, Ryan and his team and everything want to do it. And, you know, and if they're smart, like, like not, not, not to compare, it's not going to be the, the same thing. But one of the reasons why Barbie, I think, works so well is that Mattel was very open to being made fun of. They didn't yeah. really care. And that worked towards the movie's strengths. If Marvel is smart, the same thing should be for Deadpool and the MCU and Feek even to a degree. And it's like, if that's the case, then you're good because fans kind of want that. I think fans right now want that vindication, especially from Deadpool. Mm-hmm. So I would say just go with that. Yeah. And with Reynolds and the way that he markets, I mean, oh, I mean, he's already kind of marketing it. I mean, mm-hmm. like when they won the, the whole Emmy thing for the, yeah. you know, for uh, that, that the reality series that he's a part of with the soccer team. You know, it's like uh, that whole that that video right there was already like the beginning of the marketing for this Deadpool because he's he already talks he already talked about it. You know, talked about his like, you know, in that video. And so I'm like, yeah, see, it's already started without probably really any money that had to be thrown at it too. It was just like maybe there had to be something because he's wearing the mask, but that's probably about it. And God knows, I mean. Reynolds is a good businessman. He's got different companies. He's probably moving money around too to help when it comes to all this stuff. So when when the mark and we're supposed to be getting the first teaser Super Bowl, Super Bowl, yeah. And apparently, like what was like what I kept seeing on the uh, the timeline today is the teaser's ready to go. And of course, it'll be a teaser thirty second spot, and then you get the full full thing online, which will probably be like another thirty seconds, maybe. Who knows? 
Yeah. But, uh, you know, because that's what they have to do now because they only get that 30 second window and then you get the full trailer online. But, yeah, it's already ready to go. And that that's probably going to be, you know, what everybody's going to be talking about more than yeah, if, maybe even movie, more than if, the winner. If, of the if even has Taylor one Swift. joke, if they even do one joke where they're like they're literally bullying, bullying the MCU right for what it is right now, I, I think yeah. people could be like, OK, we're ready because. You know, it's like it's a Deadpool free is going to be like therapy for, for a long. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. Oh man, I can't wait! I can't wait to see, yeah, what they what the what the first teaser is going to be and what kind of marketing they're going to do. I wouldn't be surprised if there's something for it. it might there might be a whole separate thing that they shot just for this Super Bowl ad. Mm-hmm. For all we know, watching the Super Bowl a world where the MCU is doing a rated R Deadpool movie. Right. Yep. So crazy. And And they have the whole Taylor Swift thing to make fun of. I mean, I just, just, and Ryan is like friends with her and stuff. It's just like, it almost seems like maybe, maybe she's with Travis Kelsey just for this movie. (laughs) No, that'd be be crazy. Yeah. Now now did Blade also, did Blade also get made R rated because of Deadpool? I can't remember. Well, who the fuck knows the Blade even is that gonna happen? I know. <laughs> the, video the, game, the video game's gonna come out before the Blade movie. I'm yeah, we don't know oh, what's man. going on with Blade. Oh, Blade, the Blade okay. got announced 2019. Just stick with the R rating for that because that, that does. I want to well, give context to Rebecca, by the way, because again, so Rebecca, Maharsha Ali, who's playing Blade, he he had literally gone to Kevin Feige and said, I want to play Blade. That And they made that their big fucking surprise at San Diego Comic-Con 2019. That movie has gone through, it's becoming the flash of the MCU internal mm. development held. That's that's disappointing. Because mm-hmm, yeah. Blade, I don't know much about. I haven't seen the movies, but I always see the image of Blade, and I think, God, that looks like a cool character with some cool movies totally. uh, so i uh i hope it goes well but the, the thing okay. that i remember i don't forget who maybe it was on here what we were talking about but the fact that mahershaw ali hasn't walked away from it is a good sign yes. like haven't unless, unless they you know are keeping that a secret but the fact that he's still sticking around and being like i still want to do this we have to make this a winner we have we're going up against wesley fucking snipes in those movies and there's a lot riding on this i mean let's face it when it comes to the mcu they they haven't had to like they haven't had to really i guess if you think about it they haven't really had to uh deal with this before because you know every one of their big characters hasn't been recast yet and when it comes to a big character like blade and you had somebody like wesley snipes big character it's a Mm -hmm. well i'm not i mean it's somewhat big character right i mean somewhat. i mean it's not yeah, a big I mean, character, I mean, but it's a big actor playing the character. I don't know. The I'm not saying it's it's not it's not Hugh Jackman when or when uh, Robert Downey Jr. gets recast. You know when Tony Stark gets recast. But at the same time, it's it's introducing. But Blade isn't that. Um, I mean, Blade was kind of yeah. you know like he had its fall in the 2000s with those movies. But like yeah, I mean like I know I don't know if I say the D-lister, but like I would say you know it's the- maybe like. I would say C if if anything. No, nah, that's that's pretty generous. And here's the thing: when those movies came out in the 90s. Nobody associated most people who who went to see Blade. They yeah. associated it with was they were going to see a Wesley Snipe movie. They're not going to have any problems. It's not really a recast as far as that goes. Most of those people, you know, it it was a Wesley Snipe movie. Nobody knew except for me, a nerds like me, knew that it was even a comic book character. 
and now you have the undercarriage of the MCU that it's coming into. So I, I don't think they're going to have any issues as far as like the comparisons of the Wesley side. Cause it's like I said, th- that, that was Wesley snipe at the height of his, his senses, his career, uh, all the movies he was doing at that point that he was an A-lister in that regard. Uh, but the character wasn't necessarily attached to him that way. You okay. were going to see Wesley Snipe. Okay, right. I, I get the character, but yeah. yeah, but at the same time, yeah, you got the actor. I'm so maybe that. I mean, maybe that I was I I said it wrong, but yeah, maybe 25 it was, years ago. Too, yeah, so. no, it was 25 years ago too. Maybe yeah, you, I thought you, I was on yeah. something. Thank you. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I mean, I, <laughs> I I would say I would say that the movie. Because, uh, you know, people still talk about Blade 1 and 2. Blade Trinity, probably not so much. You know what? Yeah. Ryan Reynolds might make a joke about that. But but, but regardless, the... Uh... I will fucking lose it if they actually go that deep. Oh, life. Triple H and his Pomeranian? You didn't, you didn't get that movie? <laughs> you know, like that movie? He had I, great things, I, though. In that movie. I, I don't even know if I... fun time laughing throughout that whole thing. I don't know what anyone else yeah, is talking I... about. <laughs> I always say that that was Ryan Reynolds' uh, audition for Deadpool right there. Yeah. That was his audition for Deadpool. Yeah. That's Hannibal King. Yeah. But Blade, but Blade still, regardless, is a well known action movie as well as the sequel because Guillermo del Toro, like, it set a president. So, I mean, uh, so I think basically Feig knows that, like, they have to try and at least match you that on the level. Is that what you're trying to say? I was like, They're going to destroy that. Feig, 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 Feig. Yeah, I'm sorry. Tomato, Kevin. I think just say Kevin. I, I think the majority think, of the people who come see this movie, I'm sorry, the, the go see this movie are going to view it through the lens of the MCU rather than Wesley Snipes' movie from, like, when majority yeah. of them no, probably weren't even alive. I mean, I would, I would, I would only argue. Maybe it depends on the generation. Myself, I'll be doing it, but like a kid. Well, like how, a kid like you or, and me, we're probably in the same generation, or roughly in the same generation. But the right. mad, the average median for for MCU viewers is like between thirty five and below. So you were yeah. either in diapers, or you, you know, you weren't even, you weren't even that cognitive of it. You weren't going back. I saw it in the movie theater. I pretty probably saw yeah. it. In the movie so I, 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 I can. Make it. I didn't. I, I saw it on TV, one. TV much later. But like, yeah, and I, 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 I was too young to be to, to be seeing in theater at the time. But the, uh, but the only other thing that's come close to that type of idea is basically, you know, Spider Man, which that was a whole other thing that they basically did. But Spider Man, they had at least an advantage with Tom Holland obviously being in Civil War. But they had this whole thing where the other Spider Man, they kind of didn't focus on the beginnings of Spider-Man as much as, as as they could have. It was always like Peter's going right off to college or Peter's doing this. And the whole Tom Holland arc has been basically him in high school and then graduating high school, basically that whole, those whole three movies and stuff. So they had this kind of huge advantage and like Tom Holland obviously is really well cast as the character, both, both Peter and Spider-Man. So it, it works really, really well in that, in that sense. But yeah, but Spider-Man and Blade in terms of Marvel, you know, like day and night in terms of like you know expectations and what people really you know like want want from that character i guess you know speaking of like spidey stuff did you guys see like what tom hardy posted from the 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 venom three set the, the, the no. fever the fever dream of yes. whatever he <laughs> what did he post he posted uh, this. Uh, uh, so, something I, I have no on idea it. what is vomited on his instagram oh my god okay <laughs> I don't know. Um, I just obviously I just, did a spoiler behind those stickers, <laughs> right? Maybe, but it's just like it was like okay, he's standing there. Not to mention, it looks like he bulked up pretty good for this for for this uh, for the dude, third he's time a, around. He's a pretty cut dude, man. He's always been yeah, a pretty bulked up dude, but I mean, he just looks a little thicker than uh, than 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 the previous two. But ain't uh, nobody that film junkie pod, right? <laughs> ain't nobody complaining. <laughs> what I'm talking about. 
No, but it's just like, what is happening right here? I mean, it's just it's that, hard to say. When people wander on the set every day, said, so "What is happening here?" <laughs> there was a there's all the shoes. Look at his shoes. Like he's got those uh like those uh what do they call them? Those little water. Wearing shoes. a motion tag. What is he wearing? Green? Is that? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, and, yeah, and we got a blue. Movie's got to be wild. The movie's gonna be. I mean, you're uh, not wrong. They need to make. They need to make it. I mean, let's face it. The last one, man, the first one, I really enjoyed. Second one, I was like, they just cut it up and get to the post credit screen. That's yeah. really all that movie was was a delivery, a vessel for the cut the post credit scene. That's all they were talking. <laughs> when they open, when yeah, they the post scene, that was one of the worst parts. The worst part of that movie. Oh. Yeah. When they opened up with you know trying to do the young uh, uh, Cletus uh, with. Woody Harrelson's voice. I went, now you well, what the fuck? You, what'd you do here? Like you have this young actor that has Woody Harrelson's voice coming out of his face. That doesn't look right. That doesn't sound right. It was just, ah. I still I live in a world. Like, I remember like, like when I was younger, I used to fan cast uh, Robert Nepper from prison break as, uh, as carnage. Um, he's also been on arrow as a clock and he was on I zombie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like he, to me, is like, it's like, you know, that I, you know, that what I imagine Cletus would look like. So, uh, I mean, what is he was fine. I used to, you know, Woody Harrelson's great, but it's just the way that they open it with like another actor and they were like, we're going to put his voice in your face. And it was like, what? <laughs> well, they did that with Superman yeah. the movie uh, with yeah, the true. young Clark Kent and uh, Christopher oh, Reeve. That's but right. that, yeah. that, worked, that worked a little better, I think. For some reason that did yeah. work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't I totally know, forgot about I don't know about how that, that happened. <laughs> Have you seen yeah. the Venom movies, Rebecca? No, I haven't, but I do love Tom Hardy. Yeah, Tom Hardy's a great actor. He's one of my favorites. But it's just funny. He's just standing there like, like, huh? And he's wearing this ridiculous, like, you know, who knows what's going on with those crazy shoes. And that's <laughs> just, it was, it yeah. Was just it, so when, when a man looks like that, David, absolutely yeah. disappointing with how much time they, they spent on Carnage. It's like, oh, that was it. Yeah. yeah. What were you going to say, Andy? I was gonna say, like, when 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 you, when a man looks like that, I dare you to walk up to his face and be like, <laughs> "Your shoes." No, no, I no, would... no. I I would I would totally be like, "Dude, you are killing this look right now." Yeah, that's what I would say. I'm like, "You are killing this look right now." I, I think only you could pull this off right now, and I would shake his hand. <laughs> no, because I, I love like Tom Hardy. Much. I kind of like we don't know much about Wendell Friedo. Like, it's it's kind of refreshing for a Sony Marvel movie for ones that we don't really know much about it because it's gonna have to save the sony universe for sure <laughs> but i know what you're saying no, madam web's gonna do that actually oh <laughs> oh yeah that's that's gonna be box office it's the blueprint <laughs> it's, it's, it's gonna be a blueprint. dollars on the movie it's, it's gonna uh, be impossible for them to lose money on this movie they don't spend any money on their movies <laughs> and they already have deals in place seriously they already have deals yeah, in place I, know, I remember you talking about this last week it's all gonna open in china yeah, yeah it, I mean it's yeah. it's it, it they made it for fifty bucks and some coupons. So if they make they're gonna make their money back and then they'll sell it, it to some like, I don't understand. I like I genuinely do not understand the mockery of this movie. I'm like, it looks like okay, good. <laughs> it, it doesn't oh, it, Andy, I love you. <laughs> it's it's pretty telling also that Dakota Johnson, the day after the oh god first web trailer, she switches agencies. Yeah, that was always like a. I, I talked about that earlier this week. Like, oh, what's happening there? You know, there might be something. I, but then, but then, but then, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Like, when, when it came to a Variety article that got very clickbaity because they were like, Dakota Johnson said, 
you know, this about uh, working on Madam Web. I was in, I've never worked in, they in front the of whole all these quote. blue screens and, and uh, I don't know if it's going to be good. And I was like, that seems a little suspicious. I read the entire mm. quote and she was basically going, yeah, she's never done that. And she was exactly. like, I don't know. If, I, I don't know if what I did was good, but I trust the director and blah, 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 blah. And there was like, okay, so it wasn't that. And then people were also taken out of context when she hosted Saturday Night Live a couple of weeks ago where she made like uh, the joke that, yeah, I'm starting Madam Web. And it's a, basically if you were to uh, put your boyfriend's favorite movie in AI, this would be it or something like that. Because it's Sidney Sweeney in a Spider-Man yeah. movie. And I'm like, yeah, it makes sense because all the, you know, all there's so many simpies out there for Sydney Sweeney. That hey, he's, he's, Sydney Sweeney is awesome. Like, don't you mock her? I'm not saying she's not awesome. I just don't get the whole, you know. You know what we could have, you know, in a world we could have lived with Rachel Zegler as Spider Woman. You would have won that oh, instead. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it only took him almost two hours to bring that up, but uh, here we are. Uh, <laughs> her part her, 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 I'm going to bet has nothing to do with that because if she didn't fire her agent after Suspiria, then there's no reason to ever fire your agent at all. <laughs> uh, people fire their agents uh, and, and get new management all the time. And I mean, it's just, I don't, I, I don't yeah, think sure. that has anything to do with, uh, I, I mean, why would you wait till a trailer drop? Oh, you're yeah. fired. I mean, come on. That, that, oh, I, I know. I just, like, I just, I just, like, I just like the, waiting. I like the connection. It's just fun. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is, is fun. But it's it just adds to the let's shit on it before it comes out. Look. On the baby before it's born. Yeah, I look. Yeah. I hope it's something like that surprises. You know, I like the concept. I get it, yeah. but you know, it does seem like it's being sold on eye, eye candy a little bit, of course. But at the same time, yeah. I get it, it's fine. It's Hollywood. Momoa is Hollywood. a milf magnet. You, you, you don't, they're not selling it on his, uh, you know, stellar acting ability all the time. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't the greatest. He's gotten better. He's gotten better. But you know, Game of Thrones and Drago, they weren't looking. They weren't looking at for the lines. He wouldn't no. even speak any English. And like I said, he's a bona fide milf magnet. He doesn't <laughs> have to say true. anything. You know, so they, why not? I mean, if they, you know, I mean, his mole is pretty dilf. I will, I will say that. <laughs> dilf. <laughs> I mean, and, that's what uh, he is. Oh, of course, no, I get it. I get it. I, I totally get is it. He not, is he not a father you would like to fondle with? You guys, um, I don't know about me personally. I would want to high five him, uh, maybe go rock climbing, uh, you know, or riding a dune buggy with him, but that's about it. Okay, so we're gonna play Frick, Fuck Mary Kill. Then I like Henry Cavill, Jason Boa. Rebecca, you can start. Wait, who, who, are, who are my options? Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck, Jason Boa. Okay, uh, I'd marry Henry Cavill, and then I guess I would. You know, uh, with an <laughs> outside. And yeah. then uh, I guess I would have to kill uh, Jason Momoa. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Uh, Paul? Um, <laughs> We're going to go around the room. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't. I don't swing that way, but if a gun to my head and I had to make that choice, I would I would marry Henry, I would probably fuck Jason, and I'd have to kill Ben because you know he's he's you can't trust him. He's Batman. You don't know what he's going to do. He's he's plotting. Chris. I'm passing. Sorry. Nope. I'm passing. No <laughs> sorry. I got people watching that. I'll clip the hell out of this and use it okay. against me. If your gay doppelganger had mm. these three options, mm. you don't have I'm to like, answer that, William. All right. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm trying to think. I'm like, yeah, I probably, probably marry Henry. And. Well, let's face it. I saw Gone Girl, so I'm going to have to fuck Ben, right? Oh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and kill Jason. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's, that's a that's, tough one. That's, that's, that's it is a tough one. one. Tough. I was like, because it's like you you have to marry Henry because he's just it's Henry. He's a nerd. He's husband material. He is husband hubby yeah. material, right? Yeah. You know, but the other He'll two build you like an awesome computer. Up. Oh my He'll, gosh! Yes. yes. He'll teach you Warhammer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'll teach you who to. Well, know. I thought Ben had the Warhammer. Anyway. He also <laughs> can uh, grill meats really well, so he can cook. Hmm. I'm into that. Yeah. See, there's that yeah. too. So there you go. Wow, I love that we're speaking as like she's oh, like this went south real quick. Hey, I thought fun. about this a lot. Hold on, okay. <laughs> Hold on. I, I, I have to ask a serious question real quick. Okay. So, so we were talking <laughs> what, earlier that, that, that Deadpool is the only MCU movie, but there's like now there's three Sony movies coming out. Yes, yes. Madam Web, Craven, Craven, and Craven what else? Venom, Venom, Venom no. three is and then out. Venom, Venom three. Yeah. Craven Five, was supposed to come out last August, but then the strikes happened and they pushed it back. I have a feeling Venom might be pushed. I don't know. It seems no. they're still filming I, it, right? I thought you just said it. Was, I, just, I thought you just said it was finished when you brought up. No, the no, 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 no. I was just not with that image. Yeah, I think they're still filming it. It'll, <laughs> maybe not. it'll maybe, get delayed. Maybe I'm wrong. End of the year, probably. But it's Pretty supposed guessing. to come out in October, I believe. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Craven personally because you bite a guy's nose off and spit it towards the the camera lens. I'm I'm in. You know what? Mm -hmm. I fun. Craven, I mean, the fact that they finally went like, hey, we have to go rated R. You know? Oh, actually, Venom 3 comes out on November 8th. Okay, it's November. Okay. Yeah, so they oh, do election, uh, election day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, no. Ugh. I forget. I always forget that. Go that. to the poll, see Venom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> might be the second. That might be November 2nd. Never mind. It probably is, but it's around the same time. You know, it's a, it's a might, might need a good movie uh, right around then. You yeah, know, no, right? Or just anything at that point, William. Anything. anything yeah. I've, there's, just, there's just one title that has continuously fl been flowing around when it comes to Venom Free. You know, the, um, the Venom, then there was a spider or something like that. It was, it was something catchy with Spider-Man. It's like, are re people really that convinced that Spider-Man is somehow going to show up? Uh, I haven't although, seen it. If, if Andrew Garfield somehow isn't in this movie, oh, I would shit myself. I, oh, yeah. I, it yeah. would be. I would be like, this was worth it. Oh, it yeah. was yeah. worth going through the shitty Morbius film. It was worth <laughs> going through the so so Venom two. It's like I, it will it will be it will be worth it. It will be. So I, oh yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to think because along came a spider. Along came a spider because An Andrew yeah. could, Andrew yeah. could be pulling another No Way Home, but I think I think they basically went to Andrew. And he like didn't want to do it or something, but I mean, it would be a hilarious running joke that like his Spider-Man gets all of the weird versions of the Spider-Man villains, essentially like an Aaron Taylor Johnson Craven or you know Tom Hardy Venom, or let's just say it, Paul Giamatti Rhino, you know, just all these weird interpretations of the characters done through the Sony verse, essentially. Meanwhile, like Tom Holland and them will get like the more maybe like the more comic accurate interpretations, yeah. I guess. Apollo so Sony creates yeah. fever dreams and we, we get it. <laughs> but, 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 but if, if Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man does show up, I mean, he has to make the joke. He's like, finally, I got to fight an alien or something like that. Right. Yeah. That'd he's like, cool. I want to fight an alien. Cause he's the only, I mean, you know, has, all right, best we got, we got Tom Hardy Venom over here. here. Here's your alien. Right here. <laughs> when he got, when, when, uh, when, um, the fuck has been, been come about his character again. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Strange. He's so wow. unlikable. I don't even care. But like Aww, when he sent them back, when he, well, how dare you? How, when they send them back to their respective universe, what if he accidentally got sent to the Sonyverse, and that's how they fix it? Wait, what? 
Like okay, so they in at the end, at end of no Andrew Spider Man at the end of no way well, home. He's in the Sony universe. Well, that's even we don't even know. Aesthetically, it looks like they're the same universe. Yeah. But like There's two Sony universes. I get what you're trying to because yeah, technically yeah. just yeah, just trap them in that one, and yeah. that one could also have um Spider Gwen played by him. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't that be crazy? But that would suck for Andrew like, again, Andrew Garfield again. If like Venom's coming out and everybody's suspecting that he's in it, and he's like. I no what he has to do that whole thing again like eh, yeah. I don't know what It'd be funny about. if he was if he could be an in Madam Web you never know you know you never know until you see it. <laughs> oh poor Andrew man I mean that I mean I remember that whole thing where it's like because he was trying to promote his other movies and he had to just lie he had to act in real life like he had to act and be like no I don't know what you're talking yeah. about I'm not the talking. werewolf. Yes. Yeah. He had to do but that. You, you, Toby, you, meanwhile, Toby had like nothing, and he would just. I remember. I mean, people were saying like, "Oh, I ran into Toby McGuire. He's definitely in it." Because <laughs> yeah. Toby, well, like Toby would like help. wink. They'd be like, "They like, are you in it?" And he'd be like, and then he like walk away, and they'd be like, "Oh." <laughs> well, the problem is that when the day when that because I remember it was a day when um all three of their suits were just hanging around and I'm like, okay, this isn't state. This is obviously like they did this on purpose. And, or, or when they, um, there was like, when they did the rap party, there were these um, hoodies they were giving out and they had like, I think there were logos from Toby yeah. and Andrew Spire. There was something, it was hoodies that made it clear that, oh shit, they're in the movie. Like no matter what. Says, oh, secret. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was the there well, was I think, the, I think the, wor- was the-, the worst part of it was that trailer where you see Tom leaping at the- Sandman. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. And and wait a minute, there's like, way too much space here. No, but then like, when the hey, lizard goes like, like there's nothing punching him, but lizard yeah. just go Poof. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it didn't matter. Uh, Everybody was in, that was in my theater knew it was coming and it didn't matter. It was how they did it. Mm-hmm. And when you the reality of it actually happened, when 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 Andrew Garfield comes to that portal and you see it's his big eyes and he pulls off his mask, my theater erupted. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. It, it, it didn't matter if you knew about it or not. It didn't matter at all. I mean, and then when when uh, Toby McGuire came through, it was the same thing. He said, "We need to bring in another one. We need to bring in the right Peter." And they bring in him, and he just walks through. Yeah. And you could have known about it for ten years, but just actually seeing it yeah. happen, how they executed it, was perfect. You know? And I th- yeah. and I think one of the what things that you know what made Andrew so endearing, particularly in that movie. Yeah. I mean, I've been an Andrew Garfield fan uh, for w- what he did, but what brought it back with what what went wrong with Amazing Spider-Man Two is like you have a good coach as the director and the writing team to write Andrew to get his if we never get him again his 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 bow like he got yeah. he got his moment he got his his. His moment with everything. His saving of MJ was the best, probably my, my favorite oh, part of the Oh, absolutely. Movie. Oh. You just saw that. Just, well, you knew that, that was coming, perfect. too. You knew it was coming, too, but you <laughs> wanted it. And, 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 and the way that in the way that Andrew, like, uh, you know, when 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 she was like, are you OK? And he just didn't say anything, but he had that cry. Not look on his face. Yeah. I was like, oh, God, I knew it was coming. But Jesus Christ, Andrew, you sold it with your fucking face. Ugh. Yeah, but you know, you know what's so beautiful with that moment was the fact that, you know, because usually like because sometimes I don't think the movie audience is that smart, but the fact is that when people were sharing for that for him catching her, he felt like oh my god, for once, everyone is coming together and they're smart and realizing that what this actually means. Like everyone yeah. wanted that victory for him after I made Inspire Man too. So mm-hmm. like, you know, I I will I do something go on TikTok and like look at those old reactions and it's like oh my god, that's it's those, fun. Those, those, and, they're and, fun. And, 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 and I think what I even meant it more in that moment is like the, the scene, the scene I even love even more 
is those moments that are just all three of them talking, but particularly when they meet Tom Spider-Man for the first time and yeah. he talks about, and I, and I, after a while I stopped pulling my punches and it got mm. dark. Like he, he, that was a different version of a Spider-Man that lost his way, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now those scenes were pretty good. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, especially after what happened with Tom Holland, Spider-Man, I mean, Jace, yeah. uh, but Paul, I know you got to get, you're going to go. Uh, that's me. Oh, that's no, you. That's, that's I thought me. it was like, oh, yeah, wow. I thought you're actually what going. I was, I was confused. <laughs> I mean, it is late here. Oh, <laughs> wait, I saw a PM. William. Sorry. That's the wrong thing. I don't know. No, it's not your fault because it says 942 PM. For some reason, I thought it was Paul. Okay. Now I get it. Yeah, Paul Michaels. No. That's fair. It sucks getting old, doesn't it? All right. Yeah. Hey, thanks yeah. for having me on, dude. All right, man. Good to see you, William. Take care, dude. William. Sci-fi setter. Yeah. All right. I don't uh, feel like, Rebecca, you still haven't seen No Way Home, have you? No, I have not seen Well, good, any, well, good, um, good job. Good job. Then, no, we ruined this yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I've known about the. the I was begging her for that entire December. I'm like, when are you gonna see it? Like, I was p- purposely not posting like Spider Man, like you know, No Way Home, like reels on my stories, just so that Rebecca and like four other people wouldn't get spoiled. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. Well, I watch a lot of Netflix documentary series these days, so I have I haven't been uh, keeping up with a lot of stuff. Who is your favorite Spider Man actor, by the way? Um, I really, I mean, I really like Tobey Maguire. Um, I didn't really care for, I mean, Andrew Garfield, I thought was good. I just didn't like that first Amazing Spider-Man movie as much. Um, so, uh, I think that sort of tainted it a little bit, but I thought he was good. Um, so I don't really have too much of a preference. I like Spider-Man as a character, but I mean, Tobey Maguire's the kind of the, the one that I came into first when I started learning about Spider-Man. So I guess he would be my first, uh, Spidey, so. You know, I guess there's a little special place in my heart for him. Speaking of Netflix documentaries that I heard you say, have you watched the Jim and Andy doc, the Jim Carrey and Andy Kaufman doc? No, oh, I haven't, so but good. I did see something about that the other day. It, yeah. have, you seen, have you watched it? Oh, yeah, I've watched it twice. Like when it first came out, because it's been out for a few, it's been out since like 2019, 2020. While, I think yeah. it came out in 2020. Wow. Um, and I watched it first then, but then last weekend, um, uh, my girlfriend hadn't seen it. And she loves Jim Carrey. And I was like, oh, we're watching this. And if you haven't seen it and just watching it again, man. And then, you know, this kind of just goes with the news today that Jim Carrey's coming back for Sonic 3, uh, which is great because I thought he was done. He sounded like he was kind of like, I'm done with acting. And But if you watch that doc, because not only is it, I mean, obviously the main portion of that doc is just the behind the scenes of him and not breaking character being Andy Kaufman. And it driving a lot of people crazy, (laughs) but it also is a doc about also the individual, you know, Andy Kaufman and Jim Carrey. Like you get backstory on all them. It's a very good doc and highly recommended. And when I watched it again, I mean, it just like some of the things that Jim Carrey talks about too, and just how philosophical he could be, you know, and just when he's serious, it's like, it just like, you kind of go, Whoa, this guy's deep. This guy's really deep. That yeah, role, like, I, every comedian like was trying to go after, try to be Andy. Like yeah. seeing Jim Carrey get it, I think that surprised a lot of people. Just because really, Jim Carrey, yeah, and he nailed it. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I've added it to my list. Yeah, that that'll probably be a little more lighthearted and fun than the ones I have been watching, like <laughs> like uh, American Nightmare about the the girl oh. that gets kidnapped and 
Uh, yeah, so I've been watching a lot of uh, very serious things. Uh, I've watched a lot of cult documentaries. Uh, so so yeah. that's... Uh, I, I can't remember if the last one I watched was... No, I think that was a Max documentary, the uh, Mother of God cult uh, that I watched. But uh, so, yeah, so I think uh, something about Jim, uh, Jim Carrey and <laughs> yeah. Andy Kaufman would be kind of a, a lighthearted. Yeah, like, I remember that. Uh, Rebecca, you're lifting. Yeah, Rebecca, you, like, you're, hope right yeah, now. Rebecca, <laughs> Rebecca you're, you're okay? Like, you know, no, I'm, no, I'm okay. I just, <laughs> no, I like is. to, I like to be, uh, you know, uh, have constant vigilance about cults. So I, I like to, I like to learn things. Episodes of Supergirl Radio, and again, because I didn't know they were doing it, it just popped up on my feed on my, like, on the app, podcast app. Was it was like late at night, and I was like really tired. And suddenly, I see I like a notification go off, like Supergirl Radio, Nexium called, and I'm like, what? And I thought I was having a show. I'm like, why? Why would they talk about this? And it is the funniest discussion I've ever heard about a cold. And I'm like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna do this in the future, and I'm ready for it. I was like, this is this is the content DC Pockets needs, like. <laughs> cult but yeah, i was like that was such a surprise that's also a really good uh cult documentary on max which is oh, yeah. the vow um there's oh, some yeah. reasons of that if you if you haven't yeah. watched it it's really interesting i think you you might you might enjoy it if it's a uh, something that you're interested in but it's really interesting the way to me the way that they made it because they made it while everything was happening mm-hmm. um so i i think it's really fascinating it's, especially so. when they end that first season rebecca that was that was brilliant way to cut it yeah, I, I can't remember how they ended it, but season two opens with Nancy Saltzman, uh, Saltzman yeah. and I was like, "Holy crap, they got Nancy Saltzman on here!" <laughs> uh, so yeah, I I remember uh, really kind of being flabbergasted at the trailer. So uh, if you're interested in uh, very well done documentaries, The Vow is very very mm-hmm. good. I for scheduling mm-hmm. scheduling scheduling reasons, Alison Mike was not available for comment. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, some interesting stuff with her for sure. Interesting. And what else was interesting that happened this week, too, was Matthew Vaughn pitching a Red Sun movie with Henry Cavill. Mm. <laughs> How are we feeling about that? Because I okay. like the idea. It'll never happen. But then, yeah. you know, you guys kind of brought up, I think it was brought up like earlier, it was like, do that, but not with Henry Cavill. Yep. Who wants um, to go first? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll just continue what I was going to say, but I'll leave it at that. No, I just, I mean... Very, very clean cut. I mean, so they've already they've already made an animated movie and they took yeah. some liberties with it and stuff. Um, you could make it like a 90 minute film, I think, and it could still work or, or at least like a two hour movie. And I think it could still, you know, come in in a good budget and, and work because uh, I I'd be down to see a Red Sun movie. I think attaching Henry to it, though, would be too un- like it, like it'd be too much. I think I think mm-hmm. to kind of start from the ground up because. Not even that either. Like I just, you know, like I mean, I'd be interested to see what they would do for like the Russian Batman, which would which would be really interesting to see, you know, and all that, and like how they want to do Wonder Woman and everything too. Um, there's just a lot of potential with what you could do and just and having new actors establish this new world and stuff like that. And it's also you're you're going to be seeing remnants of essentially 19, I want to say 1950s and the 1980s Russia. Which would be really cool to see too. I think. Um, I think Vaughn could pull that off. I think. Uh, I was gonna say because Vaughn for me lately, it's kind of actually why I kind of avoided Argyle. Or is that, how, that was Argyle? Yeah. Argyle. Argyle. Excuse me. Um, I've just. It's like I don't hate Matthew Vaughn, but at the same time, it's like uh, okay. Well, like you, you guys obviously remember John Hughes, right? You know, mm-hmm. from like the '80s and '90s and stuff. Now John Hughes did like some of the best 
you know, teen comedies ever, you know, or teen dramas or whatever and all this stuff. And then he made Home Alone and he's kind of been fought and then he kind of like he, he kind of did variations on Home Alone for like most of his career. Uh, not, he you know, only been, wrote Home Alone, though. He didn't direct no, it. No, I know. He wrote Home yeah. Alone one and two yeah. and three and then uh, Baby's Day Out and Dennis the Menace, you know, like <laughs> but, he started doing. So OK, OK, I see where you're yeah, going. Yeah, right. Okay. And now, John, uh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Now, Matthew Vaughn isn't at that point, but like, you know, he did Kingsman. Then he did Kingsman 2. And then he did The King's Man. Then he did Argyle. And I'm like, bro, you got whatever, whatever you're on with the Bond stuff. Like, you just yeah. do something else. Like, I just yeah, like. I get I, that. And. I, yeah. Well, OK. I saw I saw the, the Kingsman movie. And that for me, I was actually pumped because I thought Kingsman 2 was too much like they were they they like were king the like the, the the kingsman like the first movie was like a really good satire on like 60s bond and then by the end of kingsman 2 i was like this is like spy kids i, I don't know what's happening anymore like this <laughs> yeah. is yeah a really rated r version of spy kids yeah yeah, yeah. 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 It's like and then, island and shit like that yeah and then the kingsman shows up and it's like okay they're getting back to basics they're kind of trying to make it about you know the older times this is this is a Bond movie in a sense, but it's not a Bond movie because it's it's using like an older like World War One. I. I was like, okay, this is interesting. And then I saw the movie, and like halfway through the movie, there's like this weird mission with like Rasputin and something about Ra- uh, Ray Fines and like uh, uh, if you've, have you have you guys seen the movie? Because I don't think anybody yeah, did. I have. Okay. I saw it. I did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, that whole sequence with Rasputin and stuff in the middle. I I don't know what that was. And then like the argument with like the sun. Mm-hmm. They did like a mission, and then the son's like, "I'm still gonna go to war," and then he gets shot in the fucking head, and then it's like, <laughs> I feel like this could have been avoided. Like there was just like it was just a mismangled kind of movie. It was more style over substance. It, it, I, I I don't know. And like Argyle just if it, it looks like, it looks and feels kind of the same thing. It's like this. It's like, hey, it's a goofy idea about you know the Bond stuff, and and so it's like so. But like if Matthew Vaughn could just do something different that's not yeah. that shit anymore, like maybe he that. might. Yeah, he could bounce back because, like, first class, great Fantastic. movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah kick ass. Uh, different, Fantastic. but 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 a good movie. You know, yeah. like I even like that too. Yeah. He also yeah. made one of my favorite movies, uh, Stardust. That's Stardust is great. That's Cavill. a great movie. The Cavill's yeah. in that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, he has a really small part. Yeah, I know. Oh yeah, it, it, it I haven't seen it, but I remember. Yeah. yeah, if you lose your copy of Princess Bride. Watch Stardust. You know? <laughs> it's a great movie. <laughs> no, no, it's good. It was really. It's in good. that same genre, though. Yeah. Oh, later, cake, like like Layer Cake really? that came out with uh, Daniel Craig. I mean, that was a good movie yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, Layer, layer that, Cake to this day has one of the most ridiculous endings. Uh, yes. I won't spoil it if you yeah, haven't seen it, but it. it comes right out of left field, and I was like, okay, yeah. But, but that's. I, I, it's kind I of, think my worry with Red Sun is you're going to get people who don't understand, like have never yeah. read the book and they're immediately going to think, mm. Oh, evil Superman. Why do we have to ring this bell again? No, no, that's, that's the <laughs> all you do with that movie. All you do. Cause I think they, I mean, I have the book. I can probably grab it in the meantime while we're do talking it. about this, but like, uh, do it I, I, it's right. Over Scott's there. not here. <laughs> who, who, who do it? <laughs> Hold on. Before I say, I, I don't, I don't think it would take much for exposition. Because everyone knows that everyone knows the origin of Superman. Like, I mean, that's that's pretty prevalent mm-hmm. at this point. And most people, whether they 
realize it or not, most of them still identify Superman with like the 1950s, which is kind of like what the joke is with the Red Sun, because instead mm-hmm. it's 1950s Soviet Russia, right? Or or yeah. Stalin Russia. And uh, and that's the point. So like it wouldn't I don't think it would take too much to reestablish like because that's the whole point of Red Sun, too, is that Clark or whatever his name is in Russian. I don't remember. But uh, I'll get he, my Google Docs out. <laughs> <laughs> but Vladimir. he's still he's still the same person, even though no, he's he, under Stalin Russia. He, so he is. Yeah. I think it's just the time and perception of what our culture still looks at Russia as the enemy at that point. It's it, well, it's, they, oh, sorry. I was that's just like, yeah. With Putin and everything that hasn't that's kind of come come kind of come back around. So I mean, you know, I mean, there's Girl. there's room for some type of you know commentary on that maybe but i i don't know i mean i think i think it's i think the point is is i mean i don't think russia is seen in a positive light in the book regardless and the whole point too is that i mean uh i'm assuming we've all read individuals in the book are not given that good of a look i think other people i think well i I mean the russian people are given a better look yeah, I mean, uh, for me, the the standout moment in that whole thing, well, other than the ending of the book, is 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 Luther. Like, in a sense, it's one of the few Superman books where Luther kind of wins. You guys, do you guys remember mm-hmm. what what happens? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. The whole well, well, Brainiac comes into play. Brainiac comes into play. Stop Brainiac. Yeah. Right. Well, Brainiac does his own thing, but Luther is the one to point out to Superman that he can't bottle the world like Candor, basically. Yeah, he, like, he writes him a note that says, why don't you just put the whole world in a bottle, Superman? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, I would I would pay to see that in live action. Like, I mean, even the cartoon kind of did it justice. But, like, mm-hmm. if it's handled if it's handled correctly, you could you could have it be be done well. Um, and I feel I feel Vaughn could do that. But Vaughn needs to tap into his older self and less this. Yes. I, I don't know what this new Vaughn is with the wacky. The over the, wacky the top. Event. I need you know every well, you know what I feel, Paul? I feel you himself. should go grab that book right now. <laughs> all right, all right. Give me, give me a second. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm <laughs> it's like it's because Scott's not here. That's why. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, like, I mean, I, I thought I was like, oh yeah, do it. But I was like, oh, this will never actually happen. But I was like, the idea of if we were gonna get like a Henry Cavill back as Superman, it would be this story that would be like, whoa, what if they just like, you know, what if these guys wanted to come back? And what if Ben Affleck wanted to come back and uh, do like an Elseworld story, like I- instead of just like, you know, just a one off like kind of thing. Maybe these guys would be like down for doing a one off thing. But at the same time, it's like they're trying to establish like this new universe. Mm-hmm. The Elseworld stuff is mainly just because they needed to fit Joker and the Batman somewhere. I don't see them actually going. Well, and maybe Constantine, who knows? But I, I still don't know about that one. But it just seems like they had like when James Gunn announced that that we have this Elseworlds category. It's just because they already had two movies that were already set and ready to go. So it's like shows like Sandman, Superman. But they said Joker's not even on Elseworlds yet. They 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 said it's not Elseworlds Joker. Well that's 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 a that's a big full of shit. (laughs) Well no the reason he said that is because he didn't he wasn't part of it at that point. So he's not gonna put it under the Elseworld. Boo fucking who for James Gunn it is still I love you even though you did not play my game before I love you. It's James Gunn I'm making fun of. I'm like I know because he's so like insecure like I'm like well I was involved I'm like 
But bitch, it's still Elseworlds. It's still yeah. Elseworlds. You know, call it Black. Fuck it. Call the movies he didn't do that in, are not part of DC. DC but, I thought, but I thought in the video that he did say that it was Elseworlds. Someone directly asked him on threads oh. and, and he called it out saying that Joker is not, there is no official movie part of the Elseworlds label. What? Okay, so he did change it up because I'm pretty sure. Oh, we caught James Gunn lying. Well, yeah, he fluffed things for sure. But I could have swore he said that he put that in the Elseworlds. I don't know. I might have to look back at that. But anyways, yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I thought that he said that when I rewatched it. Anyways, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I, I was I was I, I was muted accidentally, but yeah, I was gonna make a joke about James Gunn lying. But the uh, <laughs> I feel I feel if Warner Brothers had more money, uh, they would be smart to tap into the else worlds. I mean, not I just, agree. Yeah, I mean, not just necessarily like you're having this. Uh, uh, people would argue about competing, but really, you can do isolated stories. You have actors who could play the part of a character they want to play, but they're doing a different interpretation of it. Like J- John Hamm would probably like jump at the chance to do like a Red Sun Superman. That sounds like something cool, you know. Like that's like a one and like like let's like you know it, more it, Batman though. I don't know. Oh, I know. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm just giving a random example. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm just I'm just saying like an actor who said, "Oh, I don't want to be trapped in a twelve movie contract or whatever." True. You know. See. Yeah. Right. And it opens the door for so many different possibilities to you know, experiment. I mean, that's the whole point of when Elseworlds came out in the comic books because it allowed, because I mean, basically how in comics it works, you know, depending on who you are or what you're like, you know, what you're, uh, what you're known for writing, you can just go to DC and be like, could we write about this? And, and then in the nineties, that just, that's kind of what basically happened. You could just go and be like, I want to check out and, and try this out with this character and let's see where it goes. And then you, you can have so many different stories. You had like, uh, it's not like the, it's not the best story, but the idea of, uh, I forget what it was called, but it was, it was essentially where Superman lands in Gotham and he becomes yeah, it's Batman. The speeding bullets. Oh, yeah. Speeding, speeding bullets. bullets. Speeding bullets. Okay. That's yeah, right. Yeah. J.M. Dade, Mateus. Yeah. Mattias, excuse me. Mattias. Yeah. A great concept, like a cool idea. And they're still selling figures of that type of character because it's <laughs> such, it's a, such a fun idea, you know? And like for me, uh like i love both companies i love both uh big uh big superhero universes but one reason why i love dc so much is that because they kind of just live and they they tap into the multiverse stuff like all all the time before the multiverse became the cool thing to do but like yeah they've always done that so for me that's always been more fun so but like but i mean i get why to a degree gun is kind of trying to nip that in the bud because he's just trying to get his movie out at this point like i mean you know and for for all we know like you know that might be it i mean but there's no money for elseworlds movies other than what they know are established things that will make like batman 2 and the penguin show and joker 2 yeah Yeah. this is what this is what he said uh, just found the thread someone asked five weeks ago will will joker 2 have the new dc uh you elseworlds intro he said nope Hmm. won't debut until the films we've worked on Okay, mm-hmm. so yeah, because that was already in production before he showed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that means, okay, but, but, but even like, it's like, wouldn't that have an else? Well, I don't know. It's weird. Anyways, we're going to say yeah. I mean, oh, and I... it's easier to distinguish stuff too. Sorry. sorry no, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. No, I, that's it. I was, I was just going to say that having the Elseworlds. <laughs> we want you to talk about that. We want you to talk. I'm, 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I, I was just saying I, I wish William was still uh, on the stream because I would want to ask him about whether or not, you know, having uh, an Elseworlds line of movies just for streaming, if that would be something mm. profitable um, to do. Because uh, I think one of the benefits for me of Elseworlds is that you can pick up an Elseworlds trade mm -hmm. paperback and you can just read that story and you don't have to go through... 50 other issues prior to that to get to the story to understand it. You can we just say 52 here, Rebecca. It's oh, 52. Yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, but you don't have to do all that homework. You can just pick up Gotham by Gaslight or you can pick up Superman yep. Red Sun or, you know, you can pick up Superman True Brit or something like that. And you can just read that story. And so that's what I think would be really beneficial for an Elseworlds movie is that any it would be inviting to anyone that you could just hop into that story, watch that story and then get out. And yep. I, I would really like that personally because it would be fresh. Like, oh, yeah, we're getting a new Superman movie where we're going to see Superman doing his thing. Great. But a Superman Red Sun movie would be fun because it would be a different take on Superman where he he isn't the villain the whole time. He does turn into a little bit of a hero at the end. Yeah. Um, but uh, but it would be something different that people hadn't seen before. And I think that would be a fresh uh, mm -hmm. new take and I, I I was disappointed in the animated version because the book is so good uh, yeah. but but I think if they were to do that I think it would be something that would be really um, accessible to people to hop in and so I, I'm with Paul like I wish they had done an Elseworlds line where they just pumped out a bunch of these one shot uh, just films uh, yeah. and just put them in an Elseworlds uh, category yeah. Yeah. There's There's something with budget too. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, low budget. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because remember, I don't know. If, I, I don't. I don't know if you noticed, but so two years ago for Halloween, they did. They started introducing this whole concept of Marvel um, special special presentation. It's a one hour like Disney Plus movie. So they did it with the Werewolf by Night, and it okay. was just one hour. It was set in the past. It was black and white, very practical. I actually think you would like it. You wouldn't. You you don't need to watch anything else. You can just. Watch. I think that would be like more of your style. Okay. But like that that way, they're like, we can do a story about Werewolf by Night, and then we don't have to pick it up. Uh, pick it up from there. And I think that's what they should do with Elsewhere on Max, because I I believe that we should have a line of streaming movies for DC, and I think Elseworlds would be more worth it, because I think Perfect, what, yeah. Paul, Paul, what, what Paul said, there is no money for Elseworlds movies. Let's focus on the fact that since we're one year later from this big announcement, what Elseworlds movies have they announced that is going to be under James Gunn's Elseworlds? Nada. Yeah. So yeah. I think, do it for Max. Do, you know, well, that way you... There is mm -hmm. the Black Superman movie that they apparently might be on. But we, don't, but we don't want it. We want Valzod. Yeah, nobody wants. <laughs> yeah. So like yeah. they can do Valzod with Michael B. Jordan on uh -huh. on Max, either as a show mm -hmm. or as a movie, and then do something like Gotham by Gaslight or or the Nail. <laughs> the Nail. The Nail is a good one. That's a that's the an interesting nail. one. I don't even know what that uh, is. The Nail is a is a story. Uh, I forget who who wrote it, but I got it a while back. But basically a it's basically just a a tangent story where a nail is on a road and the Kents get a flat tire and they don't get to the rocket in time and the rocket yeah. gets taken by the government or something like that yeah. and then the whole and you don't, and you, it is a world truly without Superman and seeing exactly how that world is it's written and penciled by Alan Davis that's mm. what it was Alan Davis thank yeah. you yeah nineteen ninety eight 
Just the nail? Is that what it's called? Uh, Justice League, the nail. Okay, because I was like, the nail. Or JLA, or JLA, the nail, maybe. Yeah, I have that. I have that too, but that's in another part of my house right now. You don't have to grab it. When we come to the here's the thing. Here's the thing. Everyone gets to show and tell tonight. Wow, wow! I didn't even. I don't even know about this one. Yep. Wait, can you know. can we full screen yeah. Chris so we can see, I want to see the cover please. Okay. That's oh that's pretty. Pre- oh that's pretty. Looks like yeah. a microphone <laughs> a little bit though. Where's yeah, no, the, it's... There's no where's the flash? Though? Oh there's the flash. Okay, which flash is that? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Which flash is that? It's Barry. It's, it's probably the yeah. probably, probably Barry, yeah. Oh, well, thank yeah. But yeah, uh it's it's a great story. I highly recommend you guys check it out. Honestly. Whoa, J- that Jim Lee painting though that he has on the no, or yeah. I think that's just. Oh, yeah, he started that's, looking that's, at the background stuff. I listen. I know it's not. I didn't ask for to be autistic. This is just part of me. Like, <laughs> the dark side poster. Oh, look at those figures over there on the left. And then, oh, there's a lot of Batman. Vampire Hunter. Oh, I I, yeah, I got that what, far, what, dark side poster as well. What, 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 what flash collections do you have on the left? Uh, on the third shelf on the left. Uh? Oh, that one. That's uh, Jeff Johns's uh, run uh, on a uh, Flash and Flashpoint. Yeah. No. Do you have Mark uh, any of Mark Wade's? You know, Mark Wade Mark Wade's behind there. It's just in order. So it's a lot of Mark big Wade's Batman books one. there. There's I assume Nightfall is there. I, I assume Nightfall is there. Oh yeah. Yes. Of course. Yeah. Nightfall, Grant Morrison. Uh you probably got the Marvel stuff over there. I see Daredevil yeah, down there. there and over there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't see Daredevil. Right. Okay, right. It, well he's yeah, covering it, it now. If you I love looking at things. Yeah, that no, that, that out of context that sounds yeah. bad. Um ooh. <laughs> very nice, man. So that's a that's a definitely a huge solid collection to say the yeah. least. That's, that's I mean just, that's just one part. That's just one part of it. I mean him uh him and uh Scott, you know, they can go at it when it comes mm-hmm. to their oh, you know library. Scott'll probably win in different ways. Mm-hmm. You got the dark side statue, obviously. Yes, of course. I bet Rebecca has a cool. Like, do, do do you have a place in your in your house where you have like a huge like DC collection? I do have a bookshelf uh, in my bedroom that has all of my trade paperbacks, and then I actually have uh, some really neat. I, I was tired of my long boxes, my white long boxes, so I bought these really nice uh, like wooden boxes that were sort of like long boxes, but they uh, they have a way to put like a. a a comic on the front so you know you can categorize them so i have like all my supergirl comics in one of them and then i have a supergirl issue on the outside so i know like this is my supergirl box so mm-hmm. i'm trying to build that out so that i have a really nice i think that should be a patreon video for, patreon video for supergirl radio like i think uh, you and morgan should go through uh uh, your collections. Yeah, I need to really organize it a lot better because I have a whole bunch of Superman family issues. When has organization like... ever been a problem for you, Miss Google Doc? Oh my gosh, <laughs> I have so many comics just spread out, right. so I need to organize them. I got, I got a question for you, Rebecca. Favorite single issue of Supergirl? What is your favorite? Oh damn, <laughs> the drama. Well, there is uh, Sterling Gates uh, put out uh, a trade called Bizarro Girl. Mm-hmm. And that's always been, um, I don't know which issue in that trade that I would. Uh, but, but kind of in that kind of storyline. B- Bizarro Girl is probably one of my favorites. I mean, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. I mean, I think I think I said earlier, issue six is probably my favorite one. Because I think that's the one where she rides Comet, the super horse, through yep. space. 
Um, but uh, but if I Dad think Wars is not in the movie. She's like I cannot. I'm gonna wait cry. To I'm I'm gonna cry. It's gonna be very upsetting. <laughs> the toys uh, alone should just be because they have to put it in there. Oh my gosh, the the you plushy uh, comets would be adorable. Oh, the Funko. Uh, like you, you have like even you know, one with just the comet and then one with Kara sitting on comet. And then I, I would buy five of those. Uh, but I think um, for for me, like, that uh, that Bizarro Girl uh, comic is really special for me because mm -hmm. it's a uh, it's a story where Supergirl is trying to help Bizarro Supergirl get back to Bizarro World. And there's a really great page in one of those issues where it's uh, it's a full page and half of the face is Supergirl and half of the face is Bizarro Girl, uh, Bizarro Supergirl or Bizarro Girl. And um. Uh, it just it shows how similar they are. They're more similar than they are dissimilar. And I just always thought that was a really neat, compassionate look into Supergirl that she was willing to do that for her. So I if, just off the top of my head, I would probably no, I, say I, that, that's either, a great choice. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Choice. Yeah. Ster Sterling Gates's run is um, yeah. pretty popular among Supergirl fans. But I also really love. Uh, you mean this it, one, Cara? I mean, no, no, Rebecca. Wow. Uh, no, it's <laughs> it's called Cara. Hey, I, I did. Call. No, it's not that one. It's like a full page of like their like full faces. Um, but I also really love the '70s adventure. Girl, I, I'll comics. take away your screen just in case. What do you? What do you? Hey, I don't know. You're typing in stuff. I don't know if there's. You know. Okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to try to find. Because I need Rebecca to tell me where, where you know, like. That's for the uh, TV show. Yeah. Yeah. This is um, in the promos for that. But I would say if people are interested in uh, Supergirl comics, not to uh, not to uh, pass by the adventure comics from the 1970s. I really love those. They're, a lot of them are standalone issues and sometimes like a two or three parter. There's some really. There's an interview, Rebecca. Yep. I'd, I'd also recommend the Peter David run, which I'm. Oh, the Peter David right run. Now that Absolutely. one is a, that one is a little bonkers, and yeah. you have to really <laughs> dig into it. But it's actually really well written, and the art is good. So yeah. if you can, uh, if you can really um, uh, comprehend a Matrix blobby Supergirl, you know, plasma <laughs> yeah. Supergirl mixed yeah, in 90s. with a. Uh, like yeah. uh, colliding with a satanic cult member and becoming this version of Supergirl. If you can, if you can comprehend that, uh, you're off to the races. There's oh, a movie right there. That's a yeah, movie people can get behind. Let's oh my not gosh! Forget, let's not yeah. forget that Comet at one point becomes, I think, a humanoid and then falls in love with with Supergirl. Right? Yeah. The the too? Comet in the Peter David run is very different, uh, but. It's uh, it's very complicated with Comet in that one, but Com but Comet the Super Horse always has a thing for Kara. That's just kind of a running thing. He he's usually half a half a man, or in the Peter David run, it may have been like a, a mixture of a man and a woman. I think there was. I, Andy, are you just having fun right, right now? I mean, I know I'm, I'm just like what are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, I'd have I'd have to try to see if I could find it. I'll, I'll, try, I'll try to dig it up. All I keep getting is all these shots of Melissa. I'm like, I'm like for once, I don't want to see Melissa. <laughs> oh, good lord! This I. Mm. Oh God. That that uh, that episode is both is both really good, but it it also is really funny at the same time because of some of the things that Melissa has to do as an actor. And um, uh, usually, the the Supergirl Bizarro stuff is actually really good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah Bizarro, Bizarro is always a great. I mean, too much. <laughs> it's always a great, great parallel. Like, if if written well, like the the 
uh, Dave, I don't know if, if you and Scott have gotten to it yet, but the yeah. Bizarro episode. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So good, really well. right? Yeah. It's yeah. Really good. Yeah. We, we raved about that episode and, and the fact that Tim Daly is actually doing the Bizarro voice as well. <laughs> this is also great. Um, yeah. but yeah, like, um, just the way that that, um, that episode starts with, it's like, I mean, it's literally like, um, you know, I mean, obviously Clark just like going like, what the fuck? Like there's a <laughs> Superman and then, you know, there's this whole thing. And then, and uh, the way that he starts breaking down and then the way that, uh, you know, he, he takes Lois and then he's like breaking down more and then saves Lois. And yeah, it's a really great episode of how they wrote the the bizarre episode in Superman animated series. Yeah. I mean, the, the, uh, you, you guys know my love for all of the animated series, just yeah. the right, the writing in those shows were just, always fantastic they always did yeah they, we just they talked, sorry yeah we just talked about ghost in the machine which was the return of brainiac mm-hmm. right uh, last night so freaking good because it's just like and it was funny because i love it when i blow scott's mind when i see something like kind of layered and different when it comes to because you know obviously when the, in that episode when it came to superman the animated series and you know when it comes to lex because a lot of people just look at lex as like this shady evil businessman type he's the leader of mm-hmm. lex corp and blah 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 but we forget that he's actually a genius he's actually a very smart dude and you actually see that in this episode but he's also being used by brainiac as like i you have to you know i'm using you to get me back into my you know physical body kind of thing right and but there's also an added layer with mercy who, you know, is kind of just like she does everything for Lex. I mean, it starts off, the episode starts off with her like, oh, she there's some lint on you. I got you and stuff like that. And, you know, with that episode, it's just kind of like, you know, he uses her like in a similar way and then he gets used. And there's like a shot in the in the in the episode where he's like hungry and one of the robots goes, well, if you're hungry and then it just opens up like a candy you know, a candy bar dispenser thing. And he's like, looks at his reflection and he's looking at himself. He's all haggard and shit. And he almost thinks like, Oh, is Lex going to grow? But then at the end of the episode, he has not, he's still a dick. Yeah. He's still Lex. <laughs> yeah. Still so, yeah. Just that episode is, is good on its own, but the yeah. fact that they went back to it and it plays later into a much, much yep. later justice league episode was yes. fantastic. Yeah. I also, just by chance because on Instagram uh, I follow, you know, the DC animated stuff. And so, you know, a clip popped up of the, you know, like the first episode and the, you know, the ending of Krypton and stuff like that. And, and the music cue, mm-hmm. I didn't even realize this. There's a, there's the episode, you know, when they, when they adapted for the man who has everything and, and all that. And uh, mm-hmm. obviously Superman, when he comes to terms with the fact that, you know, uh, his whole life is made up on Krypton mm-hmm. and everything like that. And he says goodbye to his, you know, make-believe son in this, you know, this this fake reality. The same music when Krypton is blowing up in that sequence is the same music that's from the first episode when Krypton blows up for, mm-hmm. for real. It's mm-hmm. like, so yeah. even that, like, attention to detail yeah. is just amazing through all the shows. So... Yeah, it's cool. Like, like when, when <laughs> that's one of the things that, that Scott and I love is, like, the fact that when we revisit these episodes as you know 40 year old men <laughs> you know we, 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 we see these details that we did not at all see when we were kids when we first watched these things we were just like yay a new episode of superman yay a new episode of batman and it's mm-hmm. like you know hey they're doing their things but you don't notice those details which i think that's what's kind of brilliant with a lot of animation is like 
and what makes animation work is you have to appeal to both the kids and the adults. It's like, yeah, the kids are looking at the flashy things, but the adults are paying attention to some of the details, you know, and that's, that's seen a lot yeah. in animation, like with Pixar uh, and, and even like some of the, there's some adult things that are happening, even in Superman, the animated series. I mean, mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, the episode that we talked about a couple of weeks ago with uh, parasite and live wire teaming up. Jesus oh, Christ. God. Was there a yeah. lot of like layering where like, because <laughs> Parasite wants to touch her to absorb her, but they make it, you know, kind of like sound like, you know, like, you know, she literally says no means no and all this stuff. And it, it, there's a lot of like undertones of like, we didn't, ex we didn't see that when we were kids, yeah. but we are seeing it now as adults. Like there is like a, uh, there's a layer here that they're trying to express with these two characters and they do it so brilliantly because it's like, wow. I mean, but Jesus they Christ. That, that's the the brilliant part of it at that yeah. they want these shows to be timeless in a sense mm -hmm. yep. you know because yep. we can't point necessarily i mean i'm not knocking i i love looney tunes like anything else and some of that and a lot of the Hanna barbera stuff but those just don't hold up in the sense if i watch it it just doesn't hold up as much but i can go to superman the animates batman the animated series justice league to your point dave they do so much to make sure it appeals to a wide array of people that you can find these different things and revisit. Like, man, I never thought about it like this. Yeah. Yeah. We were, uh, I mean, not to say that there isn't good animated shows now, but I mean, and I'm not trying, I'm not trying to, you know, be like the old man. Like they don't do it like they used to, but like <laughs> cancel him. He's about to be canceled. Yeah. No, but uh -oh. we were, we were spoiled though in in the 90s between the DC animated universe oh, yeah. um like the the um the the emergence of of Nicktoons and stuff like that in the 90s and just there's just all this creativity you know and all of these you know different variety types of shows between you know i mean everything from Rocko's Modern Life to Gargoyles like i mean it was just oh, gargoyles you know, uh. yeah uh, are, you, are you saying that with? Yeah, I no, no, I'm saying I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay. yeah. No, I mean, I know, I know, it fell off. I think like in the last season or something. But yeah, like the the core, the core of the show was just really, really good. And but yeah, I mean, I mean, there's still great shows now, like um, like Gravity Falls and stuff like that. Or Avatar my adventure, my adventure with Superman. Oh yeah, well, the, the, the new version yeah. of Superman. Yeah, my I, adventures with Superman is fantastic. Oh yeah, everyone yeah. should watch it. Dude, I, I'm, yeah, it was one of those things like, how are they going to how are they going to make that fresh again? And they yeah. did. They pulled it yeah. off. They pulled they it off brilliantly, to be honest. You know, they, so. they, they did a thing where they, they I mean, obviously huge anime influence on the show, but they were able to do it in a way that wasn't like it wasn't taking or borrowing too much from Superman, the animated series or, or anything like that. And it was being unique in its own way. And um and it's it's interesting too because even Clark was very different. He wasn't. Uh, I mean, the version in Superman the Anime Series is very stoic. He has a personality, but he's very very concentrated on what I almost I can I I say, I say to my friends a lot of the time like I find a lot of similarities between that version and Cavill's version. Yes, that they're very yeah they're very quiet, but they're very smart and they 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 listen like and they and they and he's they not and he's not trying to be a bumbling like idiot to like do that disguise thing you know yeah well, that's uh, because, that, because people misunderstand mild manner for being bumbling that's like um yeah 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 lois and clark the new entertainment that's you know like even though i may not disagree i may not agree with everything we get it we get it we get it but, yeah. but 
he played he he played a definition of mild manner. He wasn't like he falling did. over. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. falling all over all that. Like, he was kind of just you know laid back. You know, he you know he, he could stand up for himself, but not like in a way that it's that stands out that much. So, and yeah. I feel like I I don't know why mild manner somehow equals bumbling. Like that's why my you know people say I think it's just because Christopher Reeve did it like that, and we love that yeah. version. It's a great version. I mean, right. don't get me wrong, it's a great version, but um, but I think like. I think we just, yeah, when it came to a more like in the 90s, when it came to Lois and Clark and Superman, the animated series, you didn't have that Clark Kent that was like tripping over things and being like, you know, all that just to add yeah. to it. And I get why they, they did that. Sure. It makes sense. But at the same time, it's like I remember when I did a rewatch of uh, Lois and Clark and I was like, did Dean Cain really like distinct himself between the both both of them and it's like yeah he did like when he was superman he was like he was more poised and he had a different kind of cadence to his voice and everything like Even that the like, hairstyles was yeah just all the hairstyle was completely yeah. different yeah he he yeah. definitely though his his clark probably was the more most strong-willed clark yes yes you know he 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 was careful but a lot more of the other portrayals of clark have been i don't know lois this doesn't you know yeah mm. true yeah no, i, I, I did yeah. like it for I can separate the art from the artist. Of course. Know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, right. it's a tie for me when it comes to, to Lawrence Fishburne's Perry White and um, Lane Smith. Lane Smith. Wow. Lane Smith. So great. Oh, oh gosh. When he had his own little Deadpool moment in, I don't know what season, but he was like, he was talking to Jimmy. He was like, it's like, it's like a TV show. It's all about them. And we're just supporting <laughs> characters. And I'm like, I'm like, they could do these type of jokes in the 90s. I fucking yeah. love that. Oh, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, okay. bad, 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 bad news for uh, Argyle. Just got a C plus for Cinema Score. Oh, <laughs> not doing so good. Uh, yeah, what can he do? But it's... what did Amy Adams always teach us? Go make your own opinion. Exactly. Yeah, who cares what everybody yeah. else? Thinks? I know. I still want to see it. I yeah. still want to see oh, yeah. it. No. You want to see and a movie? I... Go see a movie. Yeah. I want to. I, I do want to know what you guys think of it eventually. If we're if if we're doing this next week and stuff, I'm I'm just curious. I I will probably wait for it on uh on digital and then just check I'm it out. I'm looking forward to Sam Rockwell. That's why I'm going to go problem, see it. Yeah, you're part of the problem. Yeah, you're part of the problem. You're waiting for it to be on streaming. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Can't... If William is here, he would back it up. <laughs> Dave, may I rant for a second? Go for it. All right. Okay. For all of you who and your seconds up. Thing, <laughs> you want to play fair, fuck mary kill again because i will force you <laughs> but I'm and any to be to be fair i did see blue beetle give me give yeah, me no, some credit okay okay, <laughs> okay, cool, okay cool i'm not calling you a racist That's the the theater. Theater. <laughs> I was like, was andy i did see blue beetle i did see blue beetle. i'm like okay good good i'm not but like, again it's that movie should not have come out during the strike but anyway people <laughs> you, you've been getting your your picks down for lois for Superman and Supergirl and all, you know, there's been so many faggots now coming to life. Y'all better fucking bring your asses to those fucking theaters. Because if I see another meme again of real DC fans on the internet versus real uh, DC fans in the theaters, after yeah. everything you're getting now, you know, fuck it, you don't deserve, you, we don't deserve this property. Go see Superman Legacy just so I can get that Supergirl movie. Exactly. <laughs> just do it for I'm me. Doing it for Rebecca, regardless. Just do it I want, for me. I want, I want what Rebecca wants. Well, I want that no. comment, the Super Horse. Well, we did just get the uh, announcement of the uh, the guy who's scoring the movie today, mm -hmm. right. um, John Murphy. How are we feeling about that? I know. I always love. You know what I always love when I post when I when I post about it on Twitter is everybody like either goes you know they go eh, meh or they go like oh nothing's gonna meet you know nothing's gonna beat Hans Zimmer. I'm like. Yeah, I don't think even John Murphy says, I'm going to do something better than 
Hans Zimmer. Yes, Hans Zimmer is the goat. We get, I get that. Mm. But hey, give him a chance. Let's give him a chance. Let's see what he creates. He did I'm Guardians. Not I, like, I like the scoring Guardians. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's that's what he did before. Yeah, I mean, I don't because I mean honestly, that's that's rough for John Murphy because if we're being honest, like Guardians is known more for its soundtrack maybe than its score. Is that fair True. to say? True. Yeah. So yeah. The needle um, drop. yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I don't want to undermine the work he did. No, I. If anything, I feel sorry for the guy because he's got to now compete with John Williams and Hans Zimmer. That's a that's a fucking tall order. So I wish him the best of luck. Yeah. My yeah, my question with yeah. him is is he just going to revert back to the John Williams score? No, because it it, I it, don't it know. sounds like they're. I wouldn't you be know, shocked if they did it. Honestly, if I'm being fair, like I wouldn't be shocked. I I, I think no, they'll I think they'll no, do something because no. they're they're going they're uh, it sounds like they might be going back to the trunks. They want to make it uh, set all the scenes in daytime or whatever. Like whatever yeah. the internet wants, they're going to do. So I I imagine. Oh, no, I really hope... Skywalker written by Reddit. <laughs> that's, well, that's the thing. Like a lot of a lot of fans are already like complaining and kind of making jokes of the fact that the movie feels like a like a movie made by Twitter. So I mean, you know. But listen, I mean, that's not necessarily the worst thing. I mean, I mean, I love No Way Home, and that whole scene where the spiders are talking in the in the lab, mm-hmm. like half that scene could have been written by Riddit. I mean, with with, with the clips they get back, especially when they're pointing at each other, and you know, yeah, just just stuff like. Thing. I mean, I I don't know. I'm just saying, like. You you guys know my expectations going in already, so I mean, yeah. like I I I'm gonna give the movie a fair shot whenever I end up seeing it. But yeah, I mean, I'm just saying for at least for John, in John Murphy's case, like I wish him, I do, I sincerely wish him the best of luck because yeah, that that, that, that those are tough acts to follow. It's very tough, yeah. yeah. And, and I totally yeah. get that. Yeah. And I know, like the last, I mean, obviously the last three things he did, he did Guardians three, the Guardians. Uh, uh, holiday special and then the suicide squad so naturally it's like yeah did he do peacemaker i don't see peacemaker on here i'm looking at his imdb of composing but uh here peacemaker 2022 oh okay. i agree with what Ken- kenneth is saying in the chat that's kind of what i think it's going to be it's going to be a new theme but with you know, winks and nods to john williams yeah but i mean even look at the uh um you know the superman animated series theme that's great mm-hmm. i mean let's face it you have to you have to surely you have walker to, did good stuff yeah shirley walker yeah i know she's fan you know fantastic when it when it came to scoring these speaking of Lowe's, look they did an amazing you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I will, I will, I will. Sometimes I just go to YouTube and just put on like the opening credits, uh, and then waiting for that uh, cape with the S to flow on. Um, I, I, like, I, I like, get ticked off when they say like it's not supposed to be red; it's supposed to be yellow. He has a yellow S on the cape, but that's yeah, a I mean, theme, that's a theme song with that animated series. Like, it literally says like, I, I hear truth, justice, truth and justice. Yeah. Like. <laughs> see, that's that's the thing that I think he's gonna have to like appeal because when you listen, I mean, Lois and Clark had a different one. I can't I can't remember how it exactly goes right now, but there you go, Andy. Like, you not, got it. But but but, but it, there's there's something familiar about it when it comes to every Superman theme. I mean. I mean, let's face it, no matter what, there's always like a, you just have to have that Superman, you know, let it fit Superman a little bit. But, I, you know, just yeah. looking at John Murphy, I mean, yeah, he's not like somebody who's like, whoa, he's done this, he's done that. But I mean, he did do Kick-Ass, he did do uh, 
Mm. Uh, 20 weeks later, now there is a track on there that is pretty damn awesome. Oh, like, I know the one. Actually, I think it's in the reused. House. It's reused in Kick Ass, isn't it? When um, is it really? Well, like when Kick Ass and Big Daddy are being lit on fire. I think they, they kicked it in, in place. Oh, I think I think so. It's been a while since I've seen Kick Ass, but I remember that. I I know I know what you're talking about. And if that's the same guy, then maybe there's there's a good chance that you know there'll be a there'll be an interesting thing. The things that one. we've never had a bad Superman score. You know, yeah. Lois and Clark. You know, and you know, small Superman animated. Yeah, Superman My Adventure with Superman. Um, uh, Superman the Fleischer cartoon even had even had a the good cartoon. Yeah, there's never yeah. been a bad Superman score. What I but what I just what I what I don't want. I do, I don't feel we need to. You know, I I think me, I say this. Me and Rick always talk about it. That I don't want Superman to de- de-evolve. I want him to evolve. Like we need, he needs mm-hmm. to move forward as a character in today's world. I mean, if we keep just relying on John, well, and like I will, I I have to say this every time. Christopher Reeve is one of my favorite Superman. Like I've wrote fucking high school essays on him, Superman. Like and I actually got grades for it. I love his Superman. I love John Williams. But it's time to fucking move on. Yeah. Yep. Word. Um, yeah, we have to. I mean, listen, guys. I'm going to be honest with you. I think. I think as far as that goes, like, pray fifty fifty. Because on one hand, I do think that James Gunn wants to make his staple or make his his imprint on the character. But at the same time, like. He's an older dude. Like he just, I think he prefers a lot of the old, more old-fashioned aspects of the character. You know, um, so yeah, I'm just saying expectations. I'd say fifty-fifty. No, I get that. I get that. But it, but it, yeah. what I want from him is like modernize those yeah. those things. You know, just mm. bring them into the 21st century. Bring them into this decade. That's what I'm kind of hoping. It's like okay, I get it. Like okay, like the the last Superman we had, he was a darker great you know and very fleshed out superman which i loved i loved mm-hmm. let's find that balance find that balance james between donner superman and snyder superman find that balance on the yeah. legacy in superman legacy yes a legacy because yeah. they're gonna label it legacy that's why i mean it's still i mean i know we've talked about it many times i just really hope that he has superman actors all through i want tim daly in this shit i want i'll even hey have a dean kane fucking you know cameo in there too uh have oh, tom welling have 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 these i i'm pretty sure rosenbaum's gonna be in here somewhere they're friends he's gotta have some kind of role in this or like a cameo or something you know i just wouldn't be if you're gonna call it legacy you're gonna like try to like do all that i but. think tom welling for jonathan kent <laughs> well, I like you can even Rebecca something because Rebecca like the you one could, you could age him up and that could make. We don't need to age him up young, but Tim Daly would be perfect for oh, Tim. Yeah. Tim Daly would be more age appropriate yeah, for that. I yeah. want Tim okay, Daly. Tom Walling, Tom Walling for Jorel. Yeah, there could be that, but I don't. think <laughs> Oh no, you need somebody with gravitas. Yeah. <gasps> Not to say that Tom Welling couldn't do it, but I think you need somebody who has a little Henry Cavill right there. Breeze frame right there. Henry Cavill <laughs> for Jarrell. That would be crazy. He man. might actually be frozen, Chris. I know. You might actually. <laughs> no, there, there is a good balance that you could have. Like, you can have a hopeful Superman movie without Ooh, being the cheese, without being yes. the, like, oh, we're we're really leaning hard into the Reeve era at that, Reeve era at that point. Like, there is a way yeah. to be have a hopeful Superman in this world. I'm okay. I'm okay if we. I, I mean, I think. Well, that's the thing too. Like, uh, we're skipping over the origin, right? Isn't that what James Gunn said? We're not doing 
Krypton blowing up again and stuff like that. Where like Superman's been established for like a year. I, I don't know if we. we like. I, I don't know if we have enough people that understand that yet, Paul. So I think we need to do that and and somehow work in Batman's parents being killed. I think we also need to see that again. That will yeah, probably you know, appear in Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. So they probably don't need to do that. Right. They'll tie in the Jarrell. Batman's parents getting killed. Is that what we're going to see in Superman, a Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow? Is that what we're saying? Yeah. I mean, apparently, every, yeah. I mean, apparently everything's going to be in Superman Legacy. We're going to get the Authority. <laughs> we're going to get Supergirl. We're going to get Metamorpho for some goddamn reason. Like Metamorpho yeah. is super important. For a Superman yeah, movie. Yeah, to Superman. Because you never yeah. know when you might need Metamorpho to show up. We're actually going to see the like... Manolium Falcon fly in too and uh, escort the. And, no, because that, that would require them to pay uh, dividends to Disney and they, 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 and they, they don't, they don't have money. They don't have money. They don't have that. No. Um, no, that's how Disney unless... then buys Warner Brothers and everyone gets like their 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 oh, weird God. dream of everything. Being okay, so if Henry Cavill is Jor-El, we will have <laughs> Tim Daly as Jonathan Kent, Tom Welling as Perry White. Um, if I'm Brandon Rob, where do we fit him in? Oh, we're going to put Dana Delaney. He Come could on, also Dana be, Delaney. We cannot forget Dana Delaney. We a crime that Dana Delaney has still not gotten to appear in a Superman live action project. So Lois is typically, after they play Lois, they end up they playing Lois's mom. mom. So yeah. Noel oh, Neal played Margot Kidder's mother in Superman the movie. And then uh, Terry Ooh. Hatcher played Erica Durant's mother. Maybe, uh, maybe Brandon Ruth can play Sam Lane? If they haven't, had I want to play something likable. Fuck Sam Lane. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so tired of Sam Lane as a character. Oh, yeah, because of Superman and Lois. I get it. He's no, likable in Superman and Lois. <laughs> I oh, Ironside was Sam perfect Lane. in Smallville. Ironside well, was I mean, great as Sam Lane. I liked it because I was like, Ironside's great. Everything that he does. The only thing I liked him was Tom Willing sitting next to Dark Side as a kid. I was like, that was the only reason I cared about him. I was like, oh, look, Lois' dad is Dark Side. <laughs> can I can I just say, even though the show is ridiculous, I was so happy that Ironside came back as Darkseid in that show. Like I was just, I was just very happy because what show? Mike, Michael Ironside voices Darkseid in the in the animated stuff. Yeah. He came back to do it for the Harley Quinn a- animated show when Harley oh, yeah. is having parademons he attack off so and stuff. Well. He does it so well. Yeah, uh, he's got that voice. Brand- that voice. Brandon Ralph, yeah, not Sam Lane. We actually like Brandon Ralph, and Sam Lane go fuck himself. Um, <laughs> Okay. Monella? Mon- yeah, I don't Is know. it too soon, Rebecca? Is it too soon? Well, I mean, I would love to see the Legion of Superheroes, but, but that, uh, that seems like a tall would, order. <laughs> but that would fit with yeah. Superman Legacy having other uh, sort true. of Kryptonian. That's true. Maybe they characters. can actually explain the history and the origins of the Legion of Superheroes because no one in their right mind can actually figure out the Legion of Superheroes. <laughs> well, if you listen to Super <laughs> well, Legion, the problem, there are easy episodes there to listen to about Legion of Superheroes. <laughs> Brandon See, Ralph is going to be the voice of crypto. Let's face it. Oh God! It would be great, actually. It would actually work, oh. right? <laughs> I have oh, oh. it. Oh, you could become oh. the super horse. Oh, I think oh, that would actually, oh, that would actually work. Oh, he was Brandon Routh. No, I mean course. it's it's oh, almost yeah. too perfect and ridiculous at the I same think time. It, I I love it. Now I'm going to be hashtag Rebecca told you. Yeah. We just got it. I feel I feel bad for the Legion superheroes because really, when you think about it, there's a reason why they're so gobbledygook. It's because the DC continuity changes and warps all the fucking time. So what does that do to the future? It fucks up the Legion all the fucking time. Lightning Lad is all of a sudden black for some reason. Then he, when he when he was you know like they, they just is there something wrong with him being black? 
No, I'm just I'm making a joke in the oh, fact geez. of like you know. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, but that was weird like, because I was, I was like, wait a minute, like this because this was in the DC Rebirth. Was it was a Doomsday Final. Clock that they did that? I can't remember. It was something that it changed between some continuity or some event book where the Legion shows up. Was and... it in Doomsday Clock? Let's ask, let's ask DJ. Yeah, I know. I know Jupiter. I know Jupiter Girl or something. Wow, you all are so. I know. I, need, I know. I needed. I needed that drop where he does the mic drop. Yeah, he was talking about the mic. You drop. want me? It's this mic is like it's screwed. I can't like. No, no, no. Yeah, when oh, DJ okay. did the mic drop when uh, on at uh, full circle when somebody mentioned Jeff Johns, you know. And yes. The, oh yeah. No. 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 Yeah. That. That too. Yeah. I know. I should no, have that. that as a drop. <laughs> I remember there was a literally. Why Michael Bendis was supposed to? He was developing um adult. Whatever the fuck that means. Adult Legion show for Max, and then yeah. nothing happened. Well, mm. I'll, I'll tell I'll tell you probably why nothing happened because Bendis's DC books sold like lead balloons, and um, <laughs> I'm not look. I'm not kidding. Bad, I'm not exaggerating this. Yeah, uh, there. I remember specifically because I'm I follow a lot of comic forums and a lot of a lot of them also too do a lot of you know shit posting for fun, and uh, there was a quote from a guy on Twitter basically saying it's really interesting about Bendis's Justice League run because it's one of the flagship titles of DC and no one is saying anything about it. Like not even negative or positive. Like no one is talking about it, which meant that no one was fucking reading it because by that point he had already kind of fumbled his run on Superman. Uh, The Naomi character was interesting but like Fumble, very, fumbled a, is, is be, being kind paul yeah i'm i'm, I'm trying because i more I, like I, through I, an interception or what yeah know. look i he, he, he kept on running back to the other side and scoring <laughs> touchdowns for the other team that's more I, like it when you when you do what you did to john 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 oh Kent god that yeah play, that's, me. oh god he he fucked all of that up. And instead of DC just taking it and just being like, okay, you know what? Never mind. They did. They're just they just ran with it. I mean, I guess Tom Taylor did uh, pretty good stuff with John. He does. But like, mm-hmm. yeah. But like, yeah. No, Bendis. I was trying to be also respectful because like I I I like a lot of his stuff at Marvel, and I. But yeah, he, he fumbled a lot of his stuff at DC, like uh, to the point. I, I where... like his Naomi comics. I do like his Naomi comics. No, so. Naomi was Naomi was oh, oh okay. It did then... not need to be a TV show. I will say that right away. No, no, well, no. That no TV I, show I... Was garbage. Ugh. I I, oh, I avoided no. that TV it, show. It was, like, it was, like although when Ray Porter showed up as a DC buy, that was pretty cool. Oh yeah, that was cool. I like seeing Ray. But man, when I saw like some of those scenes where she was like flying, and... no, oh, that dude. was the CW being like, "We're done giving you budget." Right? <laughs> I, I, that was like, the... like, what that... what what sixteen year old did you get to use After Effects on this shit? Yeah, I've seen sixteen year olds do better than that. Yeah, yeah, I probably. Yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> That was the that was the joke about uh, earlier where he was making the joke about the the copy paste and like the moving of Superman like that's what they did with Ni- Naomi pretty much yeah. that was. That was and there were so many it, fucking right. leaves I got sick of. like I, that's why I became like a racist towards fall. I'm like I, mean, I don't want to see fucking leaves anymore like there, there was so much fucking nature in that in that fucking show. I'm like, why? Why do we need this? We don't need leaves. Yeah. Just let her like do powerful shit or something like that. I don't know. But uh, but Bendis Bendis pretty much retreated to just going and working on his because they bought Jinx World I think from him or whatever or they combined there was some deal that happened and so he just went back to his Jinx World books and started making those which you know he was good with those like his adult his adult comics are more geared toward adult comics are are, are well, pretty solid. If you if you ever want to see a creator go off on what the CW did, talk to David Walker who helped co-create Naomi. 
Mm. That man has a lot to say about the CW and what they did to his character. He, he and he, I can imagine. Very, yeah, I, I got a chance to speak to him last year about it, and that was a good half an hour conversation. Of the, I'm just going to rail on it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I mean, the CW it's good. It's always fun talking to comics people about CW. So like, I remember like when I met um, Gil Simone uh, comic It was like the, I think it was like months after the the death of Laurel on Arrow. Um, Laurel deserved better, and just mm. seeing how like disappointed she looked, like just yeah. hearing some of the like other things that she hadn't heard about the whole situation, it was, it it it's. Like, it a... hurts when these comic people don't get to be involved with it because they would do such good stuff. Like like for example, like you know how great is it when Jesse Rav uh, or Nicole Maines you know got to hand their little hands in, you know you could tell when they were involved with Supergirl. Well, they actually knew things. The Supergirl writers didn't seem to bother to do any homework, but Jesse Rav and Nicole Maines were like, yeah, we have lots of ideas because we've actually read the source material. Eric Carrasco was our only hope. I don't need to read it. was only hope. There's there's a screenshot where Gail Simone is like talking to um oh god what's his name Mark Guggenheim uh, yes Guggenheim and he was like oh we'd never do this to Black Canary uh, and then like <laughs> oh no 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 yeah oh, so uh, this this is, this is gonna bring oh, up you're gonna set right Andy off right now no, no I'm no, sorry Andy I'm sorry look I, I take back the story right now. <laughs> <laughs> because I've done, I'm kind of like somewhat made peace with it but it's like yeah like if I you know. And one time I brought, I showed PTSD over here, <laughs> and she was and she was not happy. No, I uh, I I met I met Gail a couple years ago at uh, Boston and stuff. She's very very sweet. I got to meet her husband too. Um, but yeah, I had her sign all of my uh, I got all of her Wonder Woman run, Birds of Prey stuff, cool. uh, some of the Deadpool Birds stuff. Yeah, she's 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 extremely nice and extremely extremely uh, uh, open and just you know very a a very very pleasant person to talk to best way to put it so yeah did um, you ever meet gail rebecca at dragon con or something i have not i was hoping because mm. there was one year at dragon con where i was hoping it was going to be like a birds of prey like uh weekend because the ladies from the birds of prey tv show were there katie cassidy oh, cool. was there and i think something happened with gail simone like she couldn't come or something i can't remember mm. but uh but there was a reason that i couldn't uh, see Gail Simone. So my my birds of prey weekend got kind of uh, shortened a little bit, but I just remember, maybe one day we were talking about Superman Legacy before because we know we're not gonna, we're gonna shoot, it's gonna shoot in Atlanta. Is yeah. is Dragon that building that you thought, said Rebecca should be that day, the Daily Planet when we were talking about it a few months ago? No, I can't remember the uh, the name of the building, but there are two buildings that are uh, pretty tall buildings in downtown Atlanta. That one of them I've always thought would make a great Daily Planet, and I, I don't remember the name of the building. Uh, Dragon Con takes place yeah. in a couple of hotels. So it's the Marriott Marquis, the Hyatt Regency, the uh, Sheridan, the Hilton, Hilton Atlanta, and the Westin. So none of those buildings, I don't think, would. But that's the buildings that have that that elevator that use something. But the the Marriott Marquis in Atlanta is very famous for people using the elevator there. It was in Hunger Games. It was in Loki season one. Um, It has a very iconic elevator in there. Um, I also saw the uh, Gal Gadot John Hamm movie, uh, Keeping Up with the Joneses. I think there was a scene from the Atlanta Hyatt Regency in there, and I was like, I go there every year. I recognize <laughs> that 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 lobby. Uh, so yeah, a, a lot of Atlanta yeah. stuff uh, is pretty recognizable. 
But I yeah. think like like when, when when you guys are talking about like uh, you know incorporating these comic book writers into all this, I think that's one thing that James Gunn is trying to do. You know, at least like I mean, I know Tom King is like very heavily involved in a lot of this stuff too. So I mean, hopefully, you know, he's trying to like prevent some of this other stuff that you know that we're talking about where it's like these writers didn't know what they're talking about and it's like you know yeah well why don't you bring in the people who know the shit you know to actually like so hopefully that could add some something to it i mean hopefully when it comes to the storytelling at least yeah especially they got to have a balance in the sense of understanding this the the material they created and under and trying to figure out like how realistically it could actually be able to get shot and yeah. making sure it translates well to an audience. Yeah, yeah. because you have to only Tom King working as a architect, whatever. Yeah, yeah, like you know, because specifically he's working as an architect on not just for yeah. these, the these universe, but also for Born of Tomorrow. So you know, whatever whatever script that uh, Anna wrote, I'm sure he, you know, because I mean, there's they're going to have to add some new things. Uh, you know, I mean, again, it will mostly be direct. Yeah, not to be. Um, I'm just like, more worried about what they're gonna take out because I don't know what's gonna upset Rebecca. Like you know, like, <laughs> like if something gets taken out, like you know, better not Long be comet. Not she comet. Gonna, she's gonna not boycott comet. that movie. If it's comet the super horse. I'm You're gonna, done. I'm gonna she's protest. Gonna drive, she's gonna yes. drive for some reason. Yeah, okay, okay, but we, we got to realize though. I mean, this is James Gunn's DCU. He loves him some animals. But that's true. It. I do. I do have that in my oh, favor. God. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Crypto and comet are probably okay. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just picturing like everyone, like, I don't know, like, like this is like the worst timeline. Like everything's gone wrong and everyone's leaving like the convention center. And he's like, wait, wait, we have footage of Streaky, the cat. And then like everyone just still keeps going. I would be the only one standing up The super pets, everyone. Oh my gosh, I would go nuts. Bradley Cooper. by Henry Cavill and bring out Dwayne Johnson again. We'll bring him back too. Come on. Oh, I think all your favorite oh, Jesse Eisenberg, he's gonna voice something too. Oh man, you know what? I look, I, I still I still kind of stand by the Eisenberg Luther stuff. Only so because yeah. I'm just saying, man, like just this past year, we had a fucking billionaire buy a, a company and have a giant glowing X that he then had to take down two days later. I'm just saying, maybe yeah. Zach was on to something. I'm just you know, and then they made him ball. They gave him the business suit by Justice League, you know, Snyder Cut. I mean, it was there. It was there. But, yeah. There was a plan. Anyway, there was a plan. It was no, a good plan. I, I think, yeah, well, Zach was always ahead. Of, he's always ahead of the curve. He always he always sees, like, like what's what's going on when it comes. I mean, I think Zach, if, if he wasn't, like, this filmmaker, he'd probably be, like, up there with Mr. Beast when it comes to YouTube. Because it's like, it's like he always saw, like, hey, what's, what, what, are we, what's next? You know, what, 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 yeah. what should I do that I know that's going to be the next thing? Because <laughs> even though it's, like, like, his movies, like, at the time were very, you know, they get controversial and there's a discourse. But then people still talk about them a decade later. And then something like Watchmen is still being, like, like man, I mean, shit, look at, look at what he did back, you know, before the 2010. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Which and is why you know, in his reaction with an anime movie getting announced was that, why do we need one? Yeah. Yeah. I. I feel, and I, I don't, I don't want to sound pretentious as fuck, but like, you know, when you have, when you have film schools, you go over different genres and stuff like that. And I mean, we're at the point now where like, you know, superheroes are going to be studied the same way that Westerns are in film yep. school. 
And I wouldn't be shocked if Zach's movies are at least one of his films is on that list. Oh, all four of them are going to be on there. There, there, yeah. You can't tell me. You can't tell me because, like, <laughs> if you think about it, you got Watchmen. I mean, well, first off, you start with three hundred. I mean, that one was just yeah, like he just, literally just ripped the story out of the page and was like, I mean, going back to what we were talking about of like trying to construct something to make it look like the comic book on screen. I mean, 300, I mean, he just fucking nailed it when it came to that. And then of course you got Watchmen, which the same thing, there's shots in there too, where you could just be like, wow, he just ripped that off the page. But you know, obviously yeah. there's some, you know, he changed some things like the ending, of course, but uh, yeah. And then of course, when it comes to his DC trilogy, yeah, that's totally going to be st- because they're, they're all so different. They're all so different. I mean, obviously, his Justice yeah. League is going to be studied because of the phenomenon that went in to get it released and all the, right. you know, the drama and stuff like that. But if you watch all three of those, I mean, I, I compare it to the original Star Wars trilogy where it's like, man, these are all three just kind of different. They're different, but it's the same director. It's not three different ones like mm-hmm. when it came to the Star Wars trilogy. But it's like he it, and I love that. I, I love that. Zach is kind of like that. Like some of my favorite bands will like won't have like a similar sound from album to album. He tries new things and does different things. And that's what I really appreciate. Like Zach, I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't work. Like if you have this, you know, Christopher Nolan, you know, you know, when it's a Christopher Nolan movie, I mean, yes, Mm -hmm. does he do different things and he, you know, gets bigger with certain ideas and stuff. Sure. But he does have like, you know, it's a Christopher Nolan, you know, it's a Tarantino, you know, you know, like stuff like that. But Zach, it just seems like just like, he just tries really just different things and different ways to shoot things and everything. I don't know. That's what I like yeah. about it. like a lot. It's, it's really weird. Cause like you look at like no one with like the, the, the Batman trilogy and uh-huh. it's just, it's, it's the same Batman, but it's like, he has to face on like a different type of adversary and like a different way of going about things basically. True. So like with Ra's al Ghul, it's about this act, this act of, you know, I mean, every all of it's based in terrorism, but it's different. It's different forms and different. You know, like uh, it's it's weird because like Joker predicates on fear. You know, wow. but like but like the Scarecrow seems to be more about using the gases and stuff like that. So it's kind of a flip on that. There's like certain things, but yeah, it's all you could you could you could watch those three movies and and see it as like you know a different adventure but like with different things but with uh but with man of steel bbs ultimate and uh zaxner's justice league each one of them is completely different in terms of just man of steel is this uh this here the beginning of the hero's journey this 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 uh this like it's it's really about superman finding himself and bbs is like three different three or four different things going on simultaneously you have a you have a political adventure you know like with the with the journalism you have this uh you know uh, this weird look at the media and how it affects everyone's opinion in the superheroes themselves and everything like that you have um you know god versus man type of thing going on at the same time and then i would just i would to simplify it i because i think it is the most simple of the three even though it's the longest and there's so much going on uh justice league kind of needs to be simple because so much is happening with so many different characters it needs to be a straightforward this is this is an adventure movie like you're right and, you're right yeah and and like one of the things that i was like one of my gripes at the beginning was like it felt like we didn't have an a lot of the world involved 
when it came to that. It was like, all right, we, we're just kind of following these characters and they're saving the world, but we don't see the world reacting to it. But then I went, mm. you know what? After watching it like a couple of times, I went, yeah, I don't think I need it. I got that a lot in BVS. BVS, we saw the world react. Yeah, we saw yeah. a lot of the world reacting to the characters. Both of them. I mean, both, both the mains, Batman and Superman. You know, we saw people like talking about Batman and, you know, like, you know, you know, he's got a new mean in him, you know, and stuff like that. And then people hating Superman and the world reacting to that. We got a lot of the world. So I actually now when I watch Zack Snyder's Justice, like I don't think about that anymore. I'm like, you know, what? I appreciate that. It's just about the heroes and yeah. them saving the world but we don't have to see like we don't have to see the 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 big table with all the phones and the screens and going like what's <laughs> happening now you don't want to see that. yeah you know, I, I mean look at the snyder cut as as like you know i'm, I'm looking I, I look at the trilogy as like almost school years i look at the snyder as their graduation you know now they're taking all their experiences that they you know mm-hmm. particularly batman superman and wonder woman what they've gone through in their uh, their past appearances and they're not putting you know they're not putting it to test you know that this is the, that's this is their final exam of you know like can't you know are you willing to do what's necessary for the world you know will you will you lead the um will you lead the world when it needs you the most and so like man still is it's basically freshman year <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, um, and then you know, BBS is kind of like a combination of junior and sophomore year, and then you know, graduation in the Snyder Cut, and then they go get the doctors in the sequels, and then and their masters, and they're yeah, and they're all their fans. But yeah, like that's I look at it as like okay, we've now come full circle with all of those characters that like they've learned, you know, like you said full people, circle, what? yeah, yeah. uh huh, yeah. uh, no, uh, like yeah, <laughs> I, I, I definitely said it, but you know, Bad like now being like, uh. He he wants to help lead. He's not the cynical Batman we saw at the beginning of BVS, where he's like, you know, if there's one percent chance, but Alfred yeah. he's nasty, that we gotta take him or something. I don't know. Now he's like, like hope, Alfred, hope. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of growing that happens in these. You know, even with Diana, same thing. You know, it's like. Mm-hmm. You know, she walked away from all this, and then all of a sudden, you just see her like trying to reach out to to fucking cyborg, and you know, you just you just see a lot of growth in like these characters, and even with, you know, the 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 shit that I mean, obviously, when it comes to Superman, he had he went through a freaking let's face it, a horror a whole ordeal himself. He sacrificed himself for. You know, the humans who half of them hated him and then came back and then he became that that Superman that everybody was wanting, you know, that everybody was griping about. Like, why is this Superman not like the Superman that I know? And then all of a sudden not smiling. Yeah, I know. And then all of a sudden, like he comes back and kicks fucking, you know, you know, and it's just like, yeah. And I remember seeing people going, oh, now I get it. It's like, yeah, that's what we were trying to tell you. We were trying to tell you that they're building up to it. You know, well, you want to get gratification. Yeah. Yep. But. And it's the same. And it's the same thing with like that's what happened with Spider-Man in the MCU. By the time he got to the end of the third movie, he was becoming the comic book Spider-Man because he's not. Yeah. He's not. He's not working with Iron Man anymore. He's. He's. He's not wearing a tech suit. You know. Yeah. He's. And he took. He learned how to sew. He has a sewing machine for fuck's <laughs> yeah. sake. Like yeah. you know, yeah. you know, you know how funny that scene was to show my mother. And she's like, "Fireman <laughs> shows his own suits." I'm like, "He's always yeah. had his own suits," but he, she was like, "Oh, I thought he had the the the, the techie techie thing." And I'm like, "Not anymore. He yeah. broke his fuck." There was, I mean, I think in the ultimate, and I think in the, even the classic, I think MJ ends up usually being the one to sew his costumes a lot of the time too. But obviously, that's 
not the case in that in that continuity. So yeah. but still, I always said I always said like Tom Holland had like the longest origin story, you know, and I, and a lot yeah. of people hate it, you know, and I, you know, I, I get it far from home, you know, it's like the weakest one of the whole thing, but it's not that bad. Yeah. I think it's, it's you know what, when I rewatched it, it's not that bad. It's cheese. It's got some cheese in it. And you know, the whole, uh, Mysterio thing twist. The way like, the way they were going about it is they were doing the John Hughes thing. They were doing. They the, were yeah. kid they goes to a new place and then yeah. European vacation. That's yeah, yeah. You're right. You know, the, yeah. First one was like Breakfast Club or whatever the hell, and then it was yeah. like, and then it was like, yeah, European vacation. And then of course, you know, the third one it was just like, you know, God no, it was like everything. It was like if it was like if 16 candles and breakfast club and all that, they just joined together. But anyways, yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, but it was like the longest origin story. And I, I do like that. And it, but it's just kind of sucks that we're just kind of going like, all right. So when are we, when is the next one shooting? Why are you guys waiting so long? I mean, you know, that, that, that movie came out at the end of what? 2020. That, 2021. Right? 2021. It was 2021. Yeah. No, yeah, it was like the big first COVID. Yeah, it makes sound like the movie was about COVID. I'm like, no, like it was the big first big movie during the COVID era when it was at its worst. Made over a billion dollars, but yet it was two billion, right? It was 1.7. Yes, yeah, but yet they haven't announced like you know. I mean, they've talked about it. Yeah, Zodian, waiting for Zodian Zodian again. having disagreements. That's what it is. Amy Pascal with her crazy hair. Sorry. You know what? Yeah. When we all get older, we're all gonna have crazy hair. So you know, like, you know, I mean, I don't like Amy Pascal, but like, leave the woman's <laughs> hair alone. You know, her <laughs> hair did not fuck up the Spider-Man. I, I, I almost think that 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 Doc Octavius, you know, the the was in uh, uh, Spider Verse was based off of. <laughs> Sorry, God. Oh, I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> I I would think that would yeah that might that almost not, like gives yeah. you uh Pascal vibes. I, I I still love her her that whole interview where Pascal's saying like oh yeah we're part of the we're part of the MCU oh. despite <laughs> he's like dude what. Did you just say? Yeah, he was like, yeah. huh? and then he had to put a smile on his face, like, yeah, yeah. put a smile on his face, yeah. and I just hear the curb your enthusiasm music going on dun, in the background. Dun, 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 <laughs> yeah. and if if I'm being honest, and I and I love No Way Home, but I may be looking forward more to Beyond the Spider Verse than I am Spider Man well, Four. So well, good. I mean, more so because Spider Man Four will just be like kind of a new start, a new beginning, whereas Beyond is kind of like this. You know, like this, this wrapping up of this. Of the, is gonna be, I think he's going to be leading the defenders. So. But that's the thing is like, there's been rumors of like, okay, they want, but then, but, but again, but again, this is like, you know, take it with a grain of salt because this is all scooper talk. But there was like talks of like, and this is kind of funny because it kind of flip flop because a lot of people are like, give Spider Man back to Sony. We need like more back to the basics, you know, the whole MCU thing. It's too big and blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. then there was like a, a report from a scooper. This was like, you know, this was like probably at the beginning of the year or maybe even the end of last year where yeah. they said that. Sony wants to do the crossover thing with with you know bring in Toby again, bring in Andrew again, do the crossover thing because that was so big. And Feige was like, no, we want to make more street level and maybe have like you know uh Jessica Jones show up and shit like that. And everybody's yeah. like, huh, I think we want that instead. Is we already have the big movie, we don't want a second big yeah. movie. It's like, well, I, I agree with Feige. audience is being reactionary. What the fuck they, is smoking? What they what they really want, and I think this is this is it also goes back to Born Again. We want to see, we want uh, Spider Man won't show up in Born Again, but if Daredevil shows up in a Spider Man movie, like 
Yeah. It's, it's, it's printing money. Because, I'll tell you what. That, Spider-Man that Devil's boss... Reign is what yeah. they need to do. Uh, Lead directly after logic... Born Again. That uh, Boss Logic poster with um, saying there's a spider in, in the Hell's Kitchen. That was uh, that. Love yeah. It. Yeah, man. And uh, and Kingpin, I mean, you know, talk about one of the best Marvel villains, not just in MCU, but in comics. Like, and he's the villain that connects them all the time. You know, and you have he's, somebody like Vincent D'Onofrio playing him. Can you I mean, not? Yeah. I, I can, and I just Vince wants to do it. Living, he yes. wants, I want to see him kick the living shit out of Tom. Like, I'm like, ex- <laughs> like, I, listen, Vincent. I, Vincent's basically yeah. said that. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. even though I, I know this is a nightfall thing, if they do Kingpin just breaking Spider-Man's back, I'll be like, that's the one time I'm like, you know what, Marvel, you can go ahead and take something from DC because that would be, would be epic. I love Tom Holland, but but, but, I'll, but I'll but I'll tell you what, one of the one of the best sequences that you see in comics with Spider-Man when he loses it and when he absolutely loses it in the black and back in black storyline on mm-hmm. Kingpin, and mm-hmm. basically has like Charlie Cox end of season three moments saying. I I just took you down in front of everyone. You come after my family again, I will end you. Yeah. And just beats the living snot out of them in front of everyone in prison. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah, so much I, they could do with that, like yeah. a grounded story like that. Yeah. Just like, and I want that too. Uh, age. There's been so much like when it comes to Spider-Man being, you know, in this huge thing. He was in Infinity War. He got, you know, dusted and or glipped, snapped, whatever the fuck they call <laughs> it. Uh, you know, glipped, <laughs> snapped, dusted, glipped, whatever. I know. I canceled, like, whatever. Yeah, canceled. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. And, Stark, uh, I don't feel so good. I, my tweets resurfaced. Yeah. I'm not feeling so good, Mr. Stark. I put out that tweet. Jeez, I'm sorry. There's a video idea. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, but it's just like yeah, we had that, which is great because you know that was different from the previous. So now let's bring them back down to street level. You know, and have that, you know, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. But, yeah, it would be cool if, like, if you're going to bring in characters, have your Jessica Jones or your Luke Cage mm-hmm. or, dare I say it, Iron Fist, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Colleen well, Wing's coming back, baby. Colleen Wing. <laughs> I mean, I mean, listen, listen, here's here's the thing. You could you could even do it where, you know, they share a power. I, I don't know about Colleen, but maybe she does something. But just do Heroes for Hire because yeah. those guys – uh luke cage season two was okay but the best part of that season was when iron fish yeah. showed up and they actually had good chemistry together yeah. like that's heroes for hire that makes sense it works like mm-hmm. make that a thing like i would i i pay to see that you know whether it be a show or a movie or whatever you know and can you imagine like tom holland's awkwardness dealing with those guys <laughs> yeah no, I think Danny and him would somehow ironically get along. Oh, yeah, of course. It would yeah. be awkward. Be Luke. Yeah. But Luke would just kind of be like, the fuck is this shit? And Jessica would... <laughs> and I feel like... I think Peter would do everything in his living power to impress the fuck out of her. And he'd be like... Cool. Did you guys yeah. did you guys know that in the original comics uh, they're the same age and that they went to school together and Jessica had a crush on Peter Parker? I don't think she knows mm-hmm. that oh, wow. Parker and Spider-Man are the same person. But yeah, that was in that was an alias. I'll tell you what I'm I'm looking forward to because we've seen Kingpin basically lose majorly a couple of times already in the MCU. I think Born Again, we're we're gonna see Kingpin for the first time in the MCU actually win and mm. and really win big. Well, he'll probably get mayor, point. and then they'll probably lead it into Devil's Reign. I mean, that yeah. seems to be but, what they want to do. Yeah, but yeah, no, I think that'd be appropriate. I, I think... No, and I think it's, I think I think that's a good idea, and I think they also need to because before Hawkeye, 
they think they were going to do their own continuity using the Netflix actors. Mm. And then after things didn't work out with certain Marvel projects, then they re- then they changed their mind. And now now the Netflix uh, stuff is canon. So okay. you know what's to... funny on Disney Plus? They put Echo in the Defenders lineup. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I still haven't I watched mean, it yet. Echo is actually really, really good. It's like the I, I'm going to watch it. Maybe it's I'll watch the best it. thing since The Dark Knight. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Echo it, actually it, has a uh, <laughs> guide to my job, which is interesting. Wait, wait, wait. wait what? Uh, my, uh, I, 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 in my day job, I work with uh, museums, and one of the locations that we uh, that we have is Moundville Archaeological Park in oh, uh, cool. Alabama. Oh, that's and cool. so uh, what I have discovered uh, from my colleagues is that I think in episode two, there's a big sequence where they play stickball, Native American yes, game stickball. It's, it's, mm. the, and, it's the opening episode. It's the opening sequence. of. Oh. And uh, so it, it it puts up the, the time frame that's like 1200 A.D. Alabama. Mm-hmm. And so that's essentially uh, there's a lot of speculation that where one of my locations that I work yes. for is and then I, and then what they're depicting in the background. And like, I'm like, Rebecca's in the MCU now. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's pretty, cool. pretty cool. They worked very well with the Choctaw nation. They, they, yeah, they it even, sounds on, like even do, on their yeah. webs, the Choctaw nation's web, that they have a whole website dedicated to everything with echo. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that they did that's, that's another thing I think you would like, Rebecca. Like, where, again, you don't have to watch anything. That's the whole point with the there's a new banner I call Marvel Spotlight, where like you can watch yeah. without having to watch anything else because you know anything you miss, they explain in the show. They even show you in the show. Yeah, right. I'm then, I'm excited to watch Echo. I I watched kind of some of those scenes that were depicting um, from that time period, but uh, I want to go and watch all the way through. Did you see yeah. when they were? What, 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 did you see when they were actually filming? They were like, like did you know they were like? No, uh, no, no. They didn't. They didn't shoot at my location. Um, it's just depicting what that location would have been like in the mm, you know, twelve hundred AD. Okay. There it is. Okay. All right, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think this is a good uh, place to wrap it up. We're already going like you know four hours with this stream. You know, some people want to get some sleep. <laughs> you know. I mean, you know, it's uh, this is great conversations as always. And uh, hopefully you guys, uh, you know, listening either audio or or watching all this or watching on Twitter. That's right. This has been streaming on Twitter. Yeah, we're streaming on Twitter now, folks. Watch out. Hi, uh, Elon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It got linked up. It was like, OK, cool. I'll do that. Why not? But, Elon, uh, do you want to play fuck, Mary kill with a DCU dude? <laughs> <laughs> he probably would, you know. <laughs> he always he's yeah anyways <laughs> i was trying to do an elon impression right he there. kind of talks very quietly like that's yeah. he doesn't really raise his voice but, but uh, yeah he, he he yeah he's interesting i think i I'm, I'm i'm still a firm believer that he is a fucking alien anyways sent here from whatever mars maybe i don't know but um uh, this was a fun conversation, as always. Love talking to you guys and, uh, you know, a lot of Supergirl talk. And like I said, this has been, you know, we'll see what happens. Been a year since the DCU was fully announced. And now, we, you know, we got, a, I mean, again, like I said, a year from now, God knows what we're going to be having. I mean, obviously, we're going to have so much but that that year just went by i just when i saw that i went oh my god it has been a year i was like it just went by pretty damn quickly so we'll see what happens but let's go around the horn and uh promote ourselves we'll start off with andy 
as always, thank you for having me. You can follow me at Anibite on literally every social media app because God knows when Twitter will go down. So, you know, if you somehow find yourself amused by what I say, I'm probably on one of those other apps. Uh, but please stop making Twitter replacements. I don't want I don't want to sign up anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find my work at Screen Rant, The Flash Podcast, Multiverse of Color. I stream on Twitch and Kick and YouTube, either yelling at Counter-Strike players because they don't listen to comms, or I will probably just miss all my shots. Uh, and in the next two weeks, I will, I, I have, I'm hoping to have something different to talk about when I come back here. Ooh, I'm intrigued. Oh. Rebecca, you know, you know what it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No spoilers. <laughs> anyway. All right, Paul. Uh, hey, uh, Dave, thanks again for inviting me on, man. I, I always have oh. a blast at these things. It's always a good combo with you guys, and uh, it's always a great time. And yeah, just thanks again for having me on. Um, yeah. I don't have anything to promote. I'm just me. So, uh, but if you, if you want to find me, I'm at, uh, it's just Ken. I mean, Paul, Yeah, I'm just, yeah. Well, you know, I got to find my bar. Somewhere, you know? He's Paul enough. All right. <laughs> I'm digging the Paula, Paula G- energy. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, you can find me at P Mickey 1988 on uh, Instagram or uh, Paul Panhook on uh, bureau. So there it is. All right, Rebecca. Yeah, thanks uh, for letting me be part of this conversation. Uh, my name is Rebecca Johnson. You can find me over at Supergirl Radio. We are a podcast about all things Supergirl. So you can check us out at supergirlradio.com. We live stream on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern on the DC TV Podcast YouTube channel. So if you want to join us for a live show there, uh, you can check us out. I also have a personal YouTube channel that you can check out at Duck Milk Prod. I have a lot of uh, Snyderverse content with uh, an interview with Zach himself. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, I'm uh, hoping to start a series where I talk uh, with Snyder fans about why they love those films. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to get some uh, good guests uh, coming up. So if you're interested in that, uh, check me out. I mean, that sounds cool. Oh, I'll be contacting you, Paul. For <laughs> I'm sure. like, um, we're right, Snyder fans. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, yeah, I'll be contacting yeah. everybody. <laughs> on the the Warner Brothers paid me to be a Snyder show. So. I'm like, uh, I'm like one or two of them. Here, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Who's this Snyder guy? What? Eh, all right. And then, of course, uh, Chris. Yeah, as always, Dave, thank you for uh, having me on. Love, love being on here and seeing all, everyone's lovely faces at that point. Uh, but, yeah, you can follow me on, on all the socials at Chris Balga, uh, my uh, weekly show, uh, Marvel Alliance. You can uh, check that out by searching on all podcast feeds, Marvel Alliance, and you can find that on Twitter at Marvel A Podcast. Am I the show World's Finest True Believers? You can follow that show at Finest Believers and uh, on podcast look, searching for the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network. There it is. All right. And then, of course, thank you to William. And make sure you guys follow him. He's uh, on Twitter at the Sci-Fi Center. And, hey, if you're in Vegas, go visit the Sci-Fi Center. You know, pick up a comic book or two or five or six or ten, whatever, you know. So, yeah, it's a great – I've been there. So, you know, it's a a great little shop. It's got a lot of things going on with it. So, um, yeah, thank you to William. Thank you, of course, to uh, to Chris, to Rebecca, to Andy, to Paul. We will talk to you guys later. <laughs>